Welcome back, one and all, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 376 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Listen to you. You're like enunciating this week and stuff. What happened? We had a week off, kind of. It was a Patreon-only deal, and now you're back like... I'm just it, tired of being a mush mouth. You're like, blah, blah, blah. Are you saying the, tsunami? Are you saying <laughs> that? Tsunami. Uh, hey, welcome, everybody. They're, they're and really, yeah. You talking about, a, like, Toonami, the, the Cartoon Network no, know, anime no. show? I was back talking about that, that big... The big waves that come, you know, tsunami. Oh, the tsunami. Now, actually, George Takei has told me over the years while on Howard Stern that it's pronounced tsunami, Eric, and I'll go with what George Takei says. You and him, so, the only ones. Yep, well, with that, hey, welcome, everybody. Like I said there, we didn't have a podcast here on the regular feed last week. If you want to go and listen to that right off the bat, just go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience and... You'll hear a bunch of things. It was a pretty long podcast. Some of the stuff even bleeds into this one because of the idea that we continue having some annuals and not. It's a weird deal yeah, annuals going week on there. Continues. Yeah, annuals week part two. So uh, just shut it down, Eric. Patreon only. Then it's real low, right? But hey, we have a bunch of books here. Some good ones, some bad ones, some in between. It's the facts of life. And with that, before we go into those, go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back 100%. Go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we review most of the books each and every week. And then, again, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can hook us up for everything we get on this regular feed, but also get more and more and more shows, more shows each like level. It's crazy. I know you love saying that. And it just people are like, okay. And now you, you screwed us. I mean, completely screwed yes, us. That's what did it. There you go. I mean, I, I know that you have a job right now. I do not. That's really screwing me, pal. But we end up with all of that. You know, I want to just, you know, welcome some people. We're, we're back on the feed. Welcome them back to the Get Fresh crew, Eric, <laughs> right? <laughs> Beep, boop. And I, I know that some people like they've even recently, I think two weeks ago, somebody messaged, what's with this get fresh crew? And I'm like, well, it? I'm like, well, it's, you know, you listen to the thing. So I just want to, you know, spell it out a little about what it is. And just because a lot of people listening, they don't realize they're part of it right now. Right? Jim didn't mm-hmm. like me calling everybody weirdo. So he came up with no. something else. So we have the get fresh crew. And, and this is the thing. Everybody can pat themselves on the back. Right, Eric? Because. Being in the Get Fresh crew, it's not easy. You just said it's a lot of work. Because, I mean, what it means, Eric, and this is the deal. It means you have to listen to a hardcore deal because we do have four hours plus of DC Comics talk, right? This is really loud, Eric. I'm going to have to adjust that. But it also, (laughs) we stand for honesty and integrity where every book, Eric, is judged on its own merits. No faking the funks allowed. Also, you don't mind Eric's jerk-off voice? And you, you don't like it, but you don't mind it, Eric, right? Why are you right? yelling at everybody? And because I can't hear. You they forget. Can. You can also, with that, forgive me for being an awful father, Eric, to my five boys, because I didn't have a good role model. See, there's the Get Fresh crew. And all if right. you do all of that, also you have to yell all the time. But with that, everybody just passed the test, Eric. It's dance party tonight. I'm telling you, we haven't been on the regular feed for a bit. I'm throwing out all the stops. One worse than the other. That's what I, I will say. Uh, and, and then with that, too, I was thinking, we have to get fresh crew. Beep, boop. Right? Poop, poop. Everybody involved, Eric. Everybody wants to get in, and everybody listening's in. But we need something new. And I figured, what would be better than this week where we have a couple Green Lantern books? Let's get, I, I think we need a get fresh crew, you know, anthem 
a, a okay. little bit of a, you know, a, for the Green Lanterns. Well, we, we need an oath is what okay. I'm getting to. So I came up with one. This is just a working one. I want to see if you like this. In brightest day and darkest night, darkest. not every book's a 10 out of 10, right? We're glad you're listening. It's good to see you. Don't get near Eric. He's got the gonorrhea. That, that's what I figured. That, now we pass the, I, I don't, I don't pass the test again, Eric. Yeah. See, I'm trying to pump myself up. Can you tell I got my Adderall in? No. I know I didn't. I'm very upset about it. Very upset about it. They still haven't called in the referral. I don't know. I don't. I think they're trying to keep it from here. They think well, you do have a problem. Will, will blow up. Well, this is the I asked for the extended release. I already told you that. So we have that. But with all of that said and done, if you do go over to the Patreon, you also get to listen to the Patreon only spotlight episode each and every week. I had a thing too this week. I might change the name i wanted to change it to the badass picks of the week that sounds more badass right, right. uh but i thought eh, eh. better not mess with things I, I it's a weird thing but with that you go over and one of the big things are the badasses of the get fresh crew they boop, get to boop, pick boop. the two books that are on the spotlight badass picks of the week show and this hashtag past week, week. <laughs> this week they ended up picking black mana number one eric Spoilers, man, damn. And Suicide Squad 2021, annual number one. It's a keeper crapper, Eric. But with all of that said and done, let's get on with this because we have to do the roll call for the badasses, Eric. I'm not going to yell at this. I'm going to turn my mic way down, okay? You can just talk normally. It's fine. That's how I'll do it. I don't talk normal. Here we go. Jay Jennings, the whisperer. Jay Jennings, Ted Probst. I love punchline. Michael S. We have Forrest Polly Camp, Joseph Wachick, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Pallone, Niels T. Word. He's in a cuddle camp there. David Fink, Joey Bertasco, Stephen Baum, a cuddle camp. Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me. He, he wouldn't go no cuddle camp. Yeah, Michael G. He likes bird watching. Ken Halleck, Comic so Book, Rocky, Cellar Dweller. How dare you say that? That was really mean. That's his deal. Cellar Dweller. Mark Jaeger, Aldrin Stosian, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod. Also has a Canadian Football League podcast, Eric. Very crazy. Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marbluke, Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship. He can't disc golf. He needs more off. Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, Dalton Needham, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, back again, Eric, back again, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray up there in Canada, Buffalo, and Double A Ron, Eric. There you go. I thought I was going to run out of time, and I didn't. I'm just like a wizard, Eric, right? I'm just like a, I'm fancy because when you're European, I'm problems, Eric. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Nobody does. Nobody does, Eric. I You're talking that. about, oh, I don't have my pills. I'm like, how is this different than any other show? Because I don't have the focus, Eric. You'll see. But You'll you never have later. the focus. I mean, this is the thing. I you haven't had your pills like, for a long I'm like, time. Tanya, Tanya, do we have my pills? He's like, no. Or she's, no, we don't. I'm like, I don't know. Call everybody at, at the, the watchtower there. I, I'm infected and there's some weird tech in my brains. I don't that know was, what's happening right now. Batman foreshadowing. That's Batman foreshadowing. And with that, we're going to go up to the books. We have a bunch uh, this week, and we're going to have, you know, some big ones. We're going to start with the Batman Fear State. Do you think that this is the proper start, or do you no, just no. think Fear the Street Alpha, Alpha is? number one is mine? Fear Street. Uh, Fear Street. I keep doing this. Fear Front State Street. Alpha number one. 
Yeah, I know. It's just the weird, like, that kind of sets it up and then we get into well, it's it. Well, really, thing because are you they have... any different, Eric? Well, exactly. I, I That's asked. the thing is, if you had a reading order, that would definitely be number one. Like, oh, at yeah, the back of the book where you have that, yeah. then you go into Batman, this week's issue. But the thing is, they can't count on everybody getting that, you know, issue zero, as I'm going to call it, the alpha number one. But when you go into this, like, okay, we can't count on everybody doing this, so we better tell the exact same story in Batman. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I call bullshit on that, and we're going to find out right about now. Yes, Eric, it is a magistrate city, right? <laughs> the one time what? that it probably fits the most, I don't use the magistrate city. We haven't heard the Jim's Review song in a while. So I threw that one in there for you. So does everybody else. It's funny because uh, Rob Lewis never really thought he had heard that song. Not Not a real big Scorpions fan. And then seemingly now hears it every day. He said he didn't realize that the Scorpions were so prevalent. In his normal walk-a-day life, Eric. But we're here to talk a couple books here. It's the Batman kind of section, the big section. You kind of get the Batman Oreo cookie deal with the Infinite Frontier, you know, I guess. So the big event going in right now, surrounded by Batman, just like DC always does. Everything they're doing has to be surrounded by Batman. Mm -hmm. Well, it does. And with that, I still don't see anybody talking really about Infinite Frontier. The only thing that I see are people going, hey, pretty cool, right? There's a couple of people. I think uh, I ended up having Andrew in Belfast send me a picture, I think, from last issue of the cliffhanger with uh, Darkseid. Pretty much, hey, cool, right? I'm like, pretty yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. Pretty see, cool. The thing indeed. is, I'm not at Andrew Belfast doing that because I've specifically gone out and said, look, we can all talk about this, but Jim can't be involved because it's a no Jim's allowed club. And that is probably the truth. We're but, all having a great time but talking why about is it over Jim here. Gordon allowed, Eric? I said, no Jim's. <laughs> you got to do something. Uh, but with all of that, yeah, we're going to start with the the Batman deal. And we already started a little bit about that. The idea, you know, of when are we going to get this thing started? You know, let's get it started. Huh? Let's get, let's get it state. started. Uh, you know, I'm doing a little bit of the Fergie there and stuff. Yeah, let's get to the fear state because right now we're kind of stuck in traffic. I think that there's problems getting to it. Um, and I, I want to get to it, obviously. But with that, me and you were talking last night before you read it. And I even just said it's weird because you want to get going. This is the big story, obviously, right now for the Batman stuff, which makes it big overall. But it's also Tynan's last deal. It's his last deal on Batman. And so you're expecting that this is like going to start with such a, a fervor, Eric, that you're going to, oh, my God, I, I, I got to read this. And two issues in, I'm kind of like, eh, 
you know what? My my enthusiasm is dying down. Well, it's because and- I feel that we've actually started this story, you know, six issues ago with Batman being tied up by the Scarecrow, being the, like the bookend to every Batman issue for like the last six months. And now we finally have Batman free himself, jump out a window. I'm crazy scared right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and so – what you're telling me help me i'm crazy scared it's the scarecrow he's everywhere later on later on eric we actually have some of his thoughts that i ended up being able to record for us right but uh when you You say that hatter tech too well the problem is when we get into this i'm i'm very upset that he doesn't at least recognize that little bit maybe it's commandeered maybe it's changed but i wish that he recognized that he doesn't seem to but he's crazy scared he is but it's batman and that's one of my biggest problems so far here. But other than that, you're, you're right on. And I want to say, right on, Eric. The right idea, on. what you said is kind yeah, of what loose. we said about, I'm doing it now. Huh. One of those things that we said going into Joker War. Hey, we, we kind of been talking, you know, we the designer, really? The designer <laughs> gets pushed aside to set up Joker War for almost a half a year. And then we get into Joker War and you have to have that reset at the beginning to start it. And it, it, it does feel like I mean, it's like and a speed bump to my enthusiasm. Into, I'm going to take all of these theaters and people are going to go into like the Monarch Theater and watch stuff. And Batman's going to be really upset about it. Joker War. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sitting here thinking, OK, infomercial. Hey, the Peacekeeper 1 didn't work. Peacekeeper X. Fear State. <laughs> Look, I <laughs> believe in New Gotham City, Jim. Well, you may. I think a lot of people do. But here are the credits here. And with that, it is Batman. Batman number 112. Written by Jorge, or Jorge, written by James Tynan the fourth. Uh, I'm going to give him the fourth because he's leaving. Art by Jorge Jimenez. All right. Colors by Timo Moray and letters by Clayton Cowles. Eric, he, he deserves that respect. I, feel I mean, like he's you always give him the fourth, though. No, I, I haven't in a while. I think I, I've tried to stay away from it, Eric. It's like it's that not, it's Michael, Michael W. Conrad. Conrad. He, he doesn't James get the Tynan. W, right? He doesn't get it, Eric. Right? So with he that, the L each and every issue. <laughs> yeah, it seems. And well, Batman does, right? After last week's catch-up, uh, Batman Fear State Alpha issue, James Tynan jumps into Fear State by recapping the catch-up issue. The art is good, but the issue plays off like an NFL halftime show, checking in on all the games going on. We still have a lot of time for things to get better, but this is already a lackluster start to Tynan's last hurrah DC Comics. Then in the Clown Hunter backup, we see that a guy who wants clowns may have to adjust to a scarecrow world. Or does he, Eric? Does he, does he? I don't know. I don't know. Because he ends up thinking he sees the... I don't even know what's going on. But with that, I, I know what's going on in the Batman section. Nothing, Eric. We end up having Batman escape. We already know that. He's yelling, I think, I think I'm losing my mind. As if he's, you know... He's in my brain somehow. He, he's... Put that to music in your mind. And it's, what you, what you, what you want? You, you have that. I want to scare the out of my head. I think I'm losing my mind this time. I'm like, really, Batman? What are you doing here? But with that, Eric, I the do idea, have... The idea, though, that the fear toxin melted with the Mad Hatter brain-controlling tech I dig that idea a lot. I always like when the Scarecrow and Matt Hatter work together now that he's just, you know, doing solo. But coming up with a new way for the fear tux, it's always just fear tux and this, fear tux and that. He is doing something to actually, you know, get into the mind of people and project what he wants to be the fear, not the person's fear. And I like that idea. Well, that's fine. But I think that what you said is right that Tynan realizes because, I mean, we had the Joker war. Joker, you know, Joker serum, Joker, you know, Joker toxin. I got you. You go into this fear toxin. What can I do? Yeah. With this, though, it's, oh, well, are we going to do this fear toxin again? 
and in a way that I mean, up until now, it pretty much is off panel. If it, you know, we don't know what it means. I mean, when Batman says there's something in my head, it seems like the mind controls. And then, but you don't know anything about it. And what is he doing with that? Because the people in Gotham, this seems to be, and I know he's not necessarily setting up a quote unquote fear state of that philosophy deal, but that doesn't involve, you know, putting it down on the old, you know, water supply and things like that. So who is he really trying to mess with all along? Is he also getting to Simon Saint, who seems to, you know, have an upset stomach a lot. I, I don't know what he's up to. He's got a nervous um, tummy. But with that, it, it almost seems like the same thing. Remember with the Joker work, Batman was hardly in that. You kind of, because he ends up being too smart doing that. And this almost seems like it's a way that the Scarecrow can mess with Batman. Batman gets away. But then he's still kind of being controlled, and we're not going to know what's up. Is he really well, himself? I'm telling you, let like that be the case. Even though it's a Batman title, even when he shows up to the Watchtower and Cassandra Cain kicks his ass and puts him down, the other you trip, you've been training. I'm like, yeah, so let's do the backgrounds. Let's have them go out and actually now, have some they're the worst for a while. In this. They are so bad in this. Also, what is Cassandra doing? She, I see that Batman says, you know, I'm a little off my game. I should have heard you coming. She gets too far in to start. You know, beating him up, even though she knows or thinks that he's dead. I mean, you, you got to check things out first. He, she could have killed him. And with that, she I think Stephanie is ridiculously annoying. And so is Barbara. I think that they're all just ridiculously written in here. And I don't like it one bit. And I bet you they just all sit around in, you know, the clock tower doing nothing. But with that, I'm going to play you a little bit, Eric. I told you it's dance party. This is what Batman's thinking right now with all that craziness, right? Trying to get crazy oh, my God, Eric. He's insane in the brain. That's all I could think of is this crazy deal. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. But we have this going on. I, I'll have this as background music. All right. With, with this. You like that? You like that? Going? You end up where Simon Saint in the Alpha issue, everybody was having problems. You have the Peacekeeper one. He's out and about. He's 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 insane up. in the membrane as well. He is. He, okay, can I put that then there? Can I go? Yeah, I have two of them. I had it for him too. It's the idea. We have pretty much this. Just imagine OCP from the RoboCop movies. Like, okay, we've spent all of this money. We've been hyping this whole situation. We have a RoboCop. Let's put him on the street. Oh my God, he's malfunctioning. What did we do? And that's essentially what you have a Peacekeeper one right now because you can't track him. And as you see in this issue with all the Scarecrow, Fear Toxin, Mad Hatter stuff in his brain, he is going to be a danger to the Gotham people that had just put their trust into the magistrate and there's new Gotham they're promising. Yeah, so you have to be able to Which stop is funny, him. but the infomercials to try to get everybody, like the propaganda magistrate commercials that are running on the air 24-7, I like to imagine, even when you look at Peacekeeper 1, he's right there like, I, like you know, I did my part. He looks like a Jason Voorhees robot monster. I, I sat there and I'm thinking... Like, I'm not trusting that thing. I'm telling you, the infomercial is, hey, here we are with Sean Mahoney, the hero of A-Day. Look at him. Oh, oh my God. God. I mean, also at a point where there is a fear state going on. Yeah, I'm in fear of this dude. I'm not going swimming at no camps, Eric. I mean, look at him. He's a horror <laughs> show. Right? And so with that, then, again, you have an infomercial that was spelled out. Hey, run the propaganda loop. Okay. I don't need to see it. And if I'm going to see it, maybe that first page that as Batman's breaking out, you then see like, you know, even juxtaposition with it. Like Batman's going insane and now the coming of, 
everything is fine here. The magistrate has Look, you all taken care of, but it goes on for half the, the issue. The infomercial thing where you have, you know, like, I, I believe in New Gotham City. That's fine. But you actually have Simon State sitting down and talking to a talk show host about this whole thing where they just recap what's been going on and then recap the Batman. And his when he comes to Gotham City, I'm like, Look, you are going way far and beyond what you need to recap. We are reading Batman. We know Batman. Because it even goes weird, too, because in a world of Infinite Frontier, everything matters, like we always talk about. Where he talks about he's taken down the like the the freaking Carmine Falcone's crime family and the Maronis and all this different things. Like, the and then it's like, you know, Hamilton Hill, freaking the crony over here. I'm like, that's such a weird thing to bring up Mayor Hill at this point from what you're talking about, like after like the post-crisis Batman year one-esque kind of a thing of the 80s. Like, you know, it's been around for a while, but you know, Mayor Hamilton Hill was murdered by the League of Shadows to make it look like Batman did pretty recently before Nakano came on the scene. I'm like, it's a weird thing to call out, even though I guess everything does matter. I mean, with that, I'm sitting here, I'm watching the information. All right, hey, that, that's a pretty cool looking dude there, Jason Voorhees, whatever. But then when Simon Saint says, hey, listen, you know, the magistrate, I'm setting this up to deal with the, you know, the, super the big problems, the super criminals, because the guy them pd they don't have those i'm like why didn't we start that like not to magistrate why aren't they being trained now you can go with that idea that well they rely on the batman and stuff like that so they don't do it but there's no way at this point that the gcpd doesn't have some sort of protocols in hand to deal with well, some other too, things because in gotham you just have the pretty much regular beat cops and detectives that you always get you know commissioner gordon's working with the batmans and doing what he can he's gone now but over Metropolis and different places, you have the special crimes unit that are tasked to actually be this thing for the police force to take on the super criminals, like when Superman's not around, or to aid Superman and stuff like that. I'm like, what? I understand you bring it in this magistrate to essentially be the same thing, but you're creating a police state and bringing in this other corporation to take over other like, Let's just train up a special crimes unit, like almost like we have with the uh, the, what is that it called in the um. Sean Murphy's uh, White Knight series. What did that? What was that called? With the like all the heroes and stuff getting together with the police department. Can't remember what it was. I can't remember uh, the what it's GTO. Called. It was the, the GTO. GTO. Essentially, that is a special crimes unit to a degree, but that's working with the vigilantes, which everybody wants to be against. Well, as well again, here. if you started it out by getting the GTO, I think that's a way to grab all the vigilantes and put them in the fold and actually be able to control them. I think that one of the things that it's it's set up in the book and it's set up overall in the DCU, but. I I have to give them props. I have to give the whole deal of, you know, Tynan makes this Joker book that's really a Jim Gordon book because they can't have Gordon anywhere near Gotham City at this point. Even as a Gotham City former commissioner, I don't think he's going with this shit. He is out, in the, you know, he's down in South America, whatever, because and even Montoya's mad. But if this was Gordon... There's no way this would fly. And and with that, you have a new mayor. Who- well, that's the thing, too. There's no way that this would fly. If he hadn't become infected and become, you know, the Batman who laughs fucking hand, like suck puppet over here, he would have been fired anyway for going against Mayor Nakano's plan. Because well, he would have, but at least somebody would have stepped up with it, and then he could have, you know, done something. I say, he would have stepped so up crazy. and failed. Yeah, well, you, you saw, though, he didn't fire Montoya. She was screaming. Well, she's and about it. Oh, yeah, no, she isn't. She was yelling and screaming at it. There's no way that she's as this goes on. She's yelling about the magistrate, but she's all about the anti-vigilanteism. No, no, but I'm saying the magistrate, there's no way that she does not join up with the vigilantes in this by the end well, where the it's question. going to be. Well, it's going to be the whole GCPD. No way is the GCPD going to sit back 
and let these new assholes take over anyway. I mean, if you sit there and think that it's New York City cops and all of a sudden some, you know, highfalutin guy in his turtleneck on the fancy talk show comes in like, hey, we're going to take care of this stuff. It's not going to fly. It's not going to happen. That, but I've seen five years in the future where it does happen. Well, you're saying in this, I'm talking real life. And I, I think that <laughs> we're seeing the, I don't know, I'm just saying the GCPD, what did we see of them in the future? They seem to have been wiped out. There's no, nothing. Man, they're doing the low level stuff. They're getting yeah. them, like jaywalking tickets and stuff like that. I didn't the see cybers it. And the peacekeepers taking care of the future, big Future, it's even worse because <laughs> then you even have scanners on every deal. Yeah, I think that they step up. They may be wiped out, but I think that that's the overall deal where it becomes a full out police state because they're going to be the only police if they don't get stopped, right? If they don't get stopped with that. But. So so here's the thing with the whole plan. And, and I need, you know, we already saw Simon Saint isn't exactly the big, big bad of this. It's Scarecrow. Scarecrow went against Simon Saint. He, he's still doing the magistrate. Yeah. Because, because I know he's doing the fear state. And he's just pretty, you know, doing, prancing around doing Scarecrow stuff. But we ultimately have in the background, Simon State's still going to do all of his stuff that will be the big yeah, bad. Yeah, which is all falling apart already. I mean, he has one thing. He had one job. And that's already falling apart. While in the meantime, you have Scarecrow laughing it up. You know, he's up there on the gargoyles, and he was the one who told Simon State to go F himself and was the one who made this problem for him with Peacekeeper 1. So I, I still Again, think Again, I'm doing he's a little prognostication where I saw in the future, like, oh, yeah, Jonathan Crane ends up getting captured and working for Simon yeah. State again. Like I said, I don't think that they're going to play with that or why tell the story. I think that we're already seeing – this isn't – you know, what you're saying is five years ahead, then we're just going to have – Like four, I How guess. many – I mean, what is that in real time and then the way you play it out then? Oh, and the way I play it out? Geez, that's going to be like 20 years. Okay, 20 years we're going to have this story continue you on is what you're telling but me then this is going to be like averted that. it's going to be averted so we're never going to get to that in my mind but with that you know the, the scarecrow's the one who is you know holding all the cards here of messing with people and stuff in my mind plus like i said what's going on with simon saying who suddenly just keeps throwing up all over the place to the point ricardo is like i gotta get you the throw up bag i mean you shouldn't have eat those burritos boss hey boss what's going on well Price what ends up happening like in the deal is what i wanted to say originally is okay we have simon saint he's one of the bads right and this whole magistrate see i want to see his intelligence i want to see how evil he is i want to see the plan he has against the plan of the plan and what ends up happening is this only thing out there peacekeeper one he isn't even that involved because there's no backdoor way to shut down peacekeeper one which he flips out and yells at ricardo poor ricardo He's always the messenger, Eric. But so you end up like, okay, all well, right, what? Ricardo, we got to suit you up, and it's going to hurt so bad. I believe in Gotham City. I know you do, buddy. I just want this to be like, okay, what would a Simon Saint, who's you know so smart, he's an engineer. We saw in the infomercial, sure right? What is he going to have in place? What is he going to do to take care of a rogue peacekeeper? One, and what it is is, oh, I'll make a bigger peacekeeper. That it, it's peacekeeper so like X. it just falls flat. I told you is that this. 10? This didn't work for Palpatine and the Empire with that second Death Star. It, it doesn't work with one thing goes it bad, let's did. make a bigger one. It almost did. Just damn Nip he Nub, he's the one who did it. You end up where. The thing is, you talk about how big and bad Simon Saint is, how much of a villain is he. And the thing is, like, like a lot of good villains, though, 
he doesn't see himself because even when he's like yelling about you know bringing down peacekeeper wants to do that we will bring peace to gotham city god damn it like he this is all he wants to do he doesn't a, think of himself awful, as a good guy it's an awful idea to do this because you are making a police state but all he wants to do is go to back to his hometown and make it like you know i don't even think that's it i think he wants to play around with that theory of the fear state. Well, no, he wants complete control, but he's doing this as a means to bring peace to, like, Gotham City. But he's also, to get, I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, if you went every step and said, well, I can see his way, you know, hey, no vigilantes. His okay, ends justify his means yeah, in well, his, his mind. means are blowing up all of Gotham and, and completely terrorizing it up until this point and setting up everybody else. I think he's just a bad guy who just wants to, you know, pretty much put a firm grip on things. I don't think that he's that concerned as much as he says with peace or he wouldn't do. I mean, we saw the future. Like you said, if you play with that, there ain't no peace. Uh, but with that, he makes a bigger peacekeeper, peacekeeper X, peacekeeper 10. I don't know. Is this Jonathan Hickman? So at the end, I'm Test like, really? I'm like going through this. I'm like, really? This is what we get with this. You're going to give us a bigger peacekeeper. Which is right. I'm working, I mean, in my mind, Peacekeeper X is bigger and better as a Peacekeeper he is to take down Sean Mahoney before he goes crazy and starts offing Gothamites because he has, you know, he's scary, freaking sca- freaked out here because of Scarecrow stuff. But I, I don't remember seeing a Peacekeeper X in the future, so I don't think it really works out for old Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I really am not even going to think about the future state stuff only because that would have been five years from now. We're already differing in in a way. But with that... You know, he's going nuts. Again, we never heard that he had problems or whatever. He may actually, that might be the first thing that swerves us, like we're waiting for these things. Maybe he just gets killed. I don't know. But I'm telling you, if Shama, and again, that's a weird thing, because I was thinking about the idea, too, of things not working out. If Shama Honey does die, I feel like for whatever reason, like that's one of those things you look for, like, oh, man, we're like, you know, diverting the future from where we thought we were going, stuff like that, because things aren't working out already. But I feel for whatever reason that Sean Mahoney, while he's supposed to be this guy, that eventually we, we could like he's a, like a, a billionaire. Simon say we're going to do reconstructive surgery. We're going to make Ricardo look like Sean Mahoney, and we're still putting him out on the street, and like and nobody knows. Yeah, that might be. Who knows? I mean, it is just then at at the point, just Peacekeeper One. Remember, in the future, there was a little bit of being coy about who exactly Peacekeeper One was at that point. It wasn't just this. Well, it's yeah, right even in front the idea of here. being coy because if they would have said his name, it would have meant nothing to us because we hadn't seen Ada yet. But even so, it, it ended up where it was like a big mystery. Oh, but yeah, he's Mahoney. running around. Yeah, Mahoney. Oh, it's this police academy. I he, wish they're running around, and that's where Batman. And that's the thing. This is a Batman book. You know, and it's a Batman story. So you end up having Batman escape from the Scarecrow, and he's desperately trying to get a hold of somebody. Obviously, all of the communications are down, so he's having problems. He gets to the clock tower, and he goes up to see if everybody's okay. I mean, at this point, he's also probably – he's freaking out because of everything that was done in his noggin. But he's also – I got Scarecrows in my he's, brain. I got in my, my brain. He's yelling, oh, my God, I'm going to run over to Scarecrows. But he also is probably worried about, you know, everybody – and it's everybody okay goes there cash just comes out i'm telling you she just beats the crap at him with, with no sort of regard of i think love that's cash. batman right and and she beats him up and then you end up i love too she has to put her foot on his stomach cash her gigantic is good here. fucking foot you know i like cash here with that but then you have barbara and you have Steph come out, and he's like, oh, you know, and he's, you get the idea that Batman feels embarrassed. Like, oh, man, if I wasn't so hopped up on these goofballs, I would have been able to fight back. And then Steph just sits there. He just protests too much, me thinks. I'm like, really? 
go find something to do. I mean, really, that that's what you're gonna say. And then it's Barbara, fine. and then, but no, it isn't. It's it's a joke in the point where you think that Batman's dead. He's out of his mind. He's laying on the look. He you think he's dead. He's out of his mind, but he's still trying to make it like, oh, I could have kicked her ass if I if I wasn't all hopped up on goofballs. Like I'm really off my game. <laughs> Nobody should be able to get a drop on me like that. Make up. Cass next, just that good. next, she ended up stepping. At least Cass, she's picking him up, helping him up. Barbara's there with that one hand in the pocket deal, like she's too cool for school. Pretty and cool. then it's like, I'm guessing you haven't heard the message from the new Oracle. I'm like, why are why we she recapping like the recap? Because she look at her, look at that look. She's pissed. She is mad. Well, I'd be mad too. My entire system was just shut down from an anonymous person. Have the line then. Here, I'm going to go with more. I'm going to do a little script after. And then she goes, I don't know how this guy got into my system because I'm the best. Me doth think she protests too much, me fix. And then they're like, both of them are going to kick her out. But I did end up because instead of, you know, reading the message, I figured that I, I ended up recording it, Eric. I, I figured that this would be a way, because a lot of <laughs> audio cues. Here's the message from anti Art. Obviously, we have a rapist in Gotham City. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. That's basically Thank what you it for is. Thank <laughs> That's that's I'm faux not going oracle. outside because I don't need that to happen. Did you know that faux oracle has like a headband on, right? And they made a song on it. You, you end up like that's basically it. Well, that's the everybody. Thing is too, there's there's shit going on in here. There is shit going on all over here. And the idea of the faux oracle going out there and putting out all these things like Batman is dead. You can't trust the vigilantes and stuff like that. The, you know the joke. The scarecrow is going to you know put you know fear toxin in the water supply, so everybody's going to be screwed. The idea of this is fine because it actually introduced a new aspect to me because I really thought that this was the magistrate going and hacking into Oracle's system to try to, like, you know, put more validity to the magistrate and against the vigilantes because now the whole thing is that talking about how Batman said the scarecrow is poisoning your water and the magistrate has come to steal your children. I'm like, okay, this faux Oracle is against everybody. Yeah, but even then you ended up having the anti-Oracle kind of pushing that police state deal. It was never pro-magistrate. It was saying, get the hell inside. Don't go out. Me and you are fine with that. I'm like, fine, I'll stay in. Don't don't worry about me. We end up having this Life 360 thing that tracks everybody, right? We have it on our phone. And I look and it's like, Tanya Werner's been at home for 30 minutes. Then there's Ethan, like 10. I look at my, it's like, this guy hasn't left the house in five months. I'm like, that's me. Uh, But with that, then. Yeah, you have this deal going on, the anti, but it's all recap. You know, you're getting a little bit more, but not anything that you really need. But you're there, and then Batman says, okay, I need, you know, he's thinking, I need to get my brain unscrambled. Thank God I got a ghost maker on call. This is where I get mad at Barbara. The idea where she's like, everything's down, I'm trying so hard to get things up, but it seems like this anti-Oracle has broken into the system. I'm waiting for Steph to come running in. And then Batman says, can you patch me up with, you know, Ghostmaker? I need to get a hold of Ghostmaker. She goes, Why did I know that you were going to? I'm like, please, shit is going down. We don't need you to huff and puff and and get upset that he wants to talk to Ghostmaker because they had that little thing going against each other. And now it's almost like, well, you think his text better or whatever. Uh, 
it could be, and the weird thing is, that's I'm a like, little jealousy thing too, because they did take down Oracle's entire system, and the only thing that's still going on is the Ghost Network. No, that that is. That's why I think he is the anti-Oracle. But that's just me to go on. You know what? That's not a bad is, idea, right? Yeah, there, he is able to do that, and he wants everybody inside and shit like I, that. That's man. the thing is, I want Ghostmaker to be the bro sidekick of Batman. So, like, I always had the idea that as soon as I said that this is the Bat Family of 2021, people are going to remember this 30 years from now when Titan was on, and like you have a Harley Quinn. A Ghostmaker and a freaking um and a Miracle Molly and just there with Batman. This is the bad Batman. As soon as I said that, though, like two episodes ago, then it's announced that they are. Oh, James Tynan is leaving in four issues. Like, oh fuck me, that didn't work out. Yeah, but and, and idea, this would be a way to get him out of it, right? And not only that, though, but the idea that when you had this Ghostmaker who came in initially and seemed like he was like almost like Wrath, you know, the anti-Batman who thinks he could do it better and stuff, and then. It really kind of swerved on us. Like, oh no, we're cool. We're good friends now. We're just going to hang out for a while and help each other out. It does make more sense to me for him to become this bad guy because he does believe that he can do it better than Batman and murder is not a problem for him. And he has the technology, the money, the means to go and do all this and actually make Gotham. Like, as far as we're, we're concerned, the idea of the faux Oracle and stuff like that, this might be the actual fear state. Like, Scarecrow and, and uh, Simon State might not be the big bad ever. It might be a huge story where Ghostmaker is the one who is going to bring peace to Gotham through the fear well, state. and peace with the fear. I mean, really, all the anti Oracle really is saying, just stay inside. Shit's gone bad And that'll outside. bring peace. And the thing is, with that, it's a very good idea. At this point right now, the emergency broadcast system probably would be telling them to do the exact same thing. They're not going to push it like, hey, by the way, it's like, beep, beep, please stay <laughs> indoors. Please <laughs> stay indoors. Also, that. the magistrate's stealing your children. Like, that's going a oh, little no. too far. Your kids, your now you're doing crazy stuff with it. But you end up where this is what I said in my blurb. It really feels like, because football season has started, so I put it in with the NFL deal, right? And it's like, let's go now to Ghostmaker and find out what's happening in the underground. He's like, well, you won't believe this here, you know, Batman. We have a Queen Ivy who's really mean, but get this. The gardener, though she thought she was not going to get through, tried to convince Harley not to do anything, but Harley talked to her, and now we are here. It's just the weirdest sort of recap. To tell us exactly what we saw, and this and is feels just so exact. weird because the idea that they know, like the gardener and uh, Harley are here, the idea that they have this Queen Ivy here, and that Ivy has been split, and there is another version her out about, and all we have to do is find that version, and like you know, we can get Ivy back to who the who we know. I'm like, God damn it, Catwoman was freaking in your book, and she has Ivy. Like, why is nobody talking about anything? Like, we have the two components right here, and if people just open their damn mouths, we can fix this. Yeah. If we if this was that report, then you'd have like Ghostmaker. We're gonna talk to Harley right now. Harley, what do you think? Hey, hey, Batman, me and the gardener, we're gonna go find the mother parts of Ivy. See you later, and then you just go. I, I mean, the idea I can't of wait this for that story. is the idea of this is, and that seems to be what we'll get in the Catwoman book, and we'll have the one shot gardener as well. But with that, you also have that deal where, like, he asked about the. The whole insanity collector. We we barely see them. They're just They're there, and they just They're down there. Yeah, in the but eating. he's like, it's a little complicated down here, Batman, right now. But the complications really aren't at this moment because it was allowed that. Well, the complications just up- goes back to what we saw before, and I forget which arc it was when Ivy was talking about how she has all this underground network set up, and she could actually bring Gotham down completely through all the roots for the underground that she has here. And with Queen Ivy being here and like pretty much hating all of humanity because the worst parts of Poison Ivy, I'm like. 
she could bring down all of Gotham if we just upset her down here with this insanity collective bullshit. Yeah, but it's again, though, it's just a recap. And it's a recap that I don't know. I think that Ivy will come together at the end like the Beatles and right she will end up. Being able to save everybody's going to save everybody. It'll be everybody. She a toe jam football. But I think that she might. And then what she'll Gross. do is get that toe jam football and kind of get out there. And it'll probably at that point dissipate some gas or something. We'll, we'll see. Or collapse where she needs to and things. But at this Imagine moment. Imagine that's the gigantic swerve. Like, oh, my God, we can't go to Feature State now. It's completely different because Ivy destroys Gotham City completely. Yeah, it's just it's everybody loves Ivy again, Eric. You know, know Tom King comes in. And he ends up where all of a sudden everybody passes out, but nobody gets hurt. Not even the people, the planes and stuff. It, it's just cool. Everybody's cool. Then you go and like, you got to be reminded again. Hey, what's that scarecrow doing? Oh, there he is. Hanging. Hanging the guard go. Very good now. Let's begin. See, he's the one who's starting it, Eric. So that must what's he mean. Doing? He said, let's begin. Talking to himself like a he nut said, job. Let's begin, Eric. That means a start. That's what it means. And then we go back to Simon St. With him sitting there in the rain on a gargoyle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's actually burlap and straw. Burlap straw. Get me some more burlap straw and rope. I need more of that in here. Must be wearing Uh, a sponge. And then it's like, oh, let's go back to St. Industries and see Simon St. talk. I love the idea where they're like, listen, the uh, focus groups are in, right? Most people, there's 40% like the look of Peacekeeper with mask, right? Uh, 40% like it without. 20% are really into Speedo, man, Eric. You can't figure it out. 20% but are the like, idea man, there, Sean Mahoney has a mullet. Put that no, mask back on. The thing on. is, I'm telling you, that's my whole point. They take off the mask. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Put that back on. Oh, my God. He's like, hey, look at me. I got scarred up face and a mullet. Uh, and redhead, I like the, the hero there, we right? all deserve. The hero we didn't ask for, but we deserve. Well, that might be Ricardo. It's Rocky Ricardo, Dennis. who is the mask definitely, if you want to know his favorite drink, it's definitely Kool Aid because he's drinking this shit. Uh, he ends up all the shit going Ooh, wrong. Yeah. Simon Saint is throwing up everywhere, including probably on poor Ricardo. And then you end up, oh, what are we going to do? Well, here's the plan. I didn't want to do this quick, but we're going to get you in this whole cocoon-like deal. You're not going to turn into a fly. It's almost like Steve Rogers becoming Captain America in the Marvel movies. But basically, what I don't get is, let me put you in this like a Steve Rogers, like you said, and turn you into what, a mecha deal? It it looks like this is just a quick fashion show. It's like like fashion plates going on. So you're telling me the thing is almost I'm going to go to another Marvel movie with the idea where this cocoon is pretty much Tony Stark sitting there as they just put the armor on yeah, piece by piece around him. Yeah, that's what it just seems like. It, it, it seems like they're playing it off as he's now super serumed up, but instead they just they put clothes on him. I like to think he's just wearing lifts to make himself look bigger. That would be good. Look at those boots. Those are like wrestling boots. Seriously, they are like everything else is this high tech thing and armor and stuff like that. And then we just have it like a, a bunch of laces and wrestling boots. Well, he's got wrestling boots. He's also got the intercontinental, you know, <laughs> thing. Also, I think at some point he's going to start yelling "suck it," right? Look at look at his belt. Holy moly! It's also if you don't remember that he is Peacekeeper X, he's also got an X on his. You know, his chest. It's all about branding. Which actually, to me, looks like like they had some sort of like problem and they put tape on, and uh, it's not a great look. Uh, Though I do like that his man bun still has a proper way to come out of that helmet, right? And so I guess maybe what we're maybe we're getting here is that like the whole idea is this is like when it goes, it's fusing to him. You know, now he can't get out of the well, thing. Well, the thing is, it's there. How does he do? Already had a robot arm. What else are we going to do to him? Well, that was the first step, Eric. 
robot arms are what leads to you having the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, shit. I, I told you this when Could we first started arm. as a tag It's a working team. man's title. Yeah, so that's it. It's like next. Peace out. And I said, I don't know that Simon Sane actually watched Return of the Jedi, but just making a bigger version of something doesn't make it better all the time. And now you're just going to have this off the... I love to. It's like... Peacekeeper won. We can't get him because he's off the grid, even though we needed him out in the battle. Now let's make a really off the grid thing to go out and get him. But it is Ricardo. Ricardo. It's uh, funny we'll to me, too. Out. Like, we have Scarecrow up on that gargoyle. It's about, and so it begins and stuff like that, or let it begin. And what we have now for our backup with our Clown Hunter one of three backup series going on here is Clown Hunter fighting Scarecrow. I'm like, this is what Scarecrow's up to in his fear state. He's fighting a little boy named Clown Hunter. Yeah, and, and ends up, and I think that what happened is, I don't necessarily know, well, we'll see if he's even fighting him, or he just kind of, I think he just was waltzing around the rooftops, and Scarecrow was, he, he let it be, oh, who are you? Gets him, and he falls off the building, and then he has some, you know, nightmare dreams. He's got of, the mind movies. He does have the mind movies. My favorite in the mind movies is that neither of the people, this old lady of the mind and Val, don't know if there's caffeine and tea. In a weird exchange. Is well, there caffeine is in it? that tea? Uh, I think so, yes. All right, I'll have it. All right, there you go. And they just, you know, talk about the idea of... I you do know, like the idea. It seems not just much. to remind people Again, of it is, it is totally reminding people of Clown Hunter and what he's up to in the background in case you didn't read that one shot. Because he hasn't been around for a long time now, it feels like. But when you have the situation with the way the Scarecrow Fear Toxin is working out, where he is pushed off a building and then he wakes up like, oh my God, how did I get there? And you have the whole... It's pretty much like the rest of the Batman book with the recap. I kind of liked it just because by the end, when he realizes that none of this is real and then it's all happening in the set, and like he, he's going through what feels like, you know, half an hour at this point, and he's still just falling in air. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Listen, I, I, I read this issue of Venom back in the whole King in Black where it was Eddie just falling. And I don't think that, I think that this is going to be three issues of him falling and thinking of things and whatnot because it, it will continue. As it says, it's three issues through this, and then it is done. And then I would think it's only there to remind everybody so that Bal can get in it's the It's such book a weird proper. idea, though, because I think about, like, DC Comics and the people who work there, the heads of the company and whatnot like that. I'm like, are they bitter and pissed off about the fact that James Tynan leaving? Like, will they burn down his creations like Clown Hunter and Punchline? Or, like, all right, you're leaving, but we're going to take what you use because these are huge sellers for us and just, like, keep going on but without you. Like, what do you think the take is on that? Well, first off, I don't think they're huge sellers anymore. I think that they've wasted too much time even with a punchline. Nobody really is talking about punchline. You know, I love punchline. I don't want to say anything bad. That. But the idea of the, you know, the whole deal going down, I really don't think that Clown Hunter has any legs anyway. I don't think that he was going to be the breakout deal. But think of that. You end up killing Clown Hunter. You make a villain of, of Ghost Maker. And then, you know, punchline will be punchline. That is the big breakout character of those but we even Hunchline have a one will shot. just be found guilty in a sit in jail. We have a, a one shot of the gardener coming up. I mean, seriously, do you think that that character has any sort of legs at all? There's none. Uh, because, again, they were all thrown out at once. They didn't have enough time to really develop most of know. them. No, so they kind of roots planted pretty deep in DC lore so well, far. Really? I think she'll leave. I'm going to just go through this again. Right? <laughs> because For the first time, Jim. I, uh, I don't seem to think that any of that really matters. It's just something for the story. Now, again, it's Gardner funny too. might You, you just have through. the gardeners, just a lady in a smart suit, and so, like, a, like dressing smartly to my mind with some freaking plant dogs. I'm like, the gardener. I'm like, no, 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 it's just, no it's, that's nobody. No, yeah, she's like, listen, I have a nice suit, and I kind of am involved with plants. The gardener. I just, whatever. You're no the, the backup. 
the backup isn't really much. Of I do hope we'll though, see like, how it goes. It doesn't make any sense as far as I know from what I know of the Gardner, where her and you know Ivy used to be friends. But I really just want like you know Queen Ivy to murder her because she doesn't like the competition. She may, you know, all of a sudden I don't know, maybe. But we have that one shot. Maybe that will develop the character enough that we end up liking her uh but with that i gave this a six out of ten i i think i was being you know kind of nice about that i like the art but a lot of the times nobody has anything to do they're just standing around and talking and, and yelling and stuff and i again they're the idea that we didn't get up. full up but you're catching people up after a catch-up issue that we said then that you know that was on the patreon the idea okay i get it not everybody reads every book and you're doing a big crossover. So do this one shot alpha so that you catch everybody up. And then you go into the main Batman book, a book that sells more than any other book that comes out every month as a monthly. And then you're like, oh, better catch people up in this one, too. Seems too much. It, it's too much catch up. It's recap on recap. And so with that, the, the story has not really kicked off yet. We'll see how it goes. I think Catwoman might be the next one next week, but we'll see. Uh, but I said in my review, I was worried the idea that if you don't have something big going on in the big book, Batman, how much can I expect to go on in the others? We'll see. We'll, we'll have we to have see. to freaking you know, spread this out with as many tie-ins we can because that's the DC event way. That's how you get all the freaking selling going on. You can't do too much too soon or at all. If you think in your mind that you, oh my God, here's the Batman book. Not everybody's reading Batman, so we better recap what's going on here. What are you going to do with Catwoman that is selling legitimately 120,000 less copies a, a month? I mean, I guess you have to recap there, too, because I hope not. I hope that we just get going. I hope we get I moving. feel like we would just get going. But I think you will kind of recap because, like, you know, Catwoman's – all right, well, what are we doing in Alley Town? Because that seems like what we're going to be doing with Catwoman and Fear State is the idea that – we have the magistrate trying to do the best work they can in Alleytown because Alleytown means everything, and that's where Catwoman is. But we're going to move to the next book, which is, you know, I don't know, Eric. You tell me it's a big event. I just sure don't is. see people talking about it Well, much. that's because I call it the big event, and I want to think it is the big event. But from what I'm getting towards the end, I'm seeing a Joshua Williamson-styled story that kind of just peters out by the end. Well, it does, but I told you it was going to. Once you ended up having a Justice Incarnate miniseries announced coming out of this. You know, nothing's going to happen by the end. I just wish that it was, like, tie up your story in a good way before you jump off. This issue seems like he is so excited to get to that ending that he's got to really fudge everything quick to get there. And it, it did throw me off, but it is Infinite Frontier number 6, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Zermonico, with full art by Zermonico, which I think is one of the first issues he does it all, and it looks great. Sure Ramallah Fajardo Jr. on colors, and Tom Napolitano on those letters. Eric, you like those letters? Or are they, what was it, vivacious? Joshua Williamson ends Infinite Frontier in a bit of a quick and forced way. Sure, we get Roy back amongst the living, but the whole thing ends with a back-to-square-one ending that was disappointing for me. However, it then goes to set up some things that are pretty big and look to lead us to the next big event, even though it's starting to feel like we've seen all this stuff before. And, and again, you even said it. You get upset because you want this one story. And then at the end, you're just like, nope, we're not really going to well, end it's, this. It's, you're it's go not on. even the idea that I want one story, though. I want what we're dealing with in this story, this, the small particulars that will set the things up here to actually be explained to a degree and, and not freaking just pushed aside and even like, all right, let's move on. Because like I even, said, this, yeah, 
I'm you saying, can go. You can go. Harper becoming a Black Lantern. I'm like, okay, it's big. And now he's an Omega Lantern. Even Psycho Pirate being the Omega like avatar for this ultimate dark side on this Omega Earth. All this stuff. Barry Allen in some kind of device racing through the multiverse, you know, speeding things up here. I'm like, I want to know more about this whole thing. But even when Darkseid talks about what he wants, the idea, you know, once Flash cracks through our multiverse, I will have the access to the door beyond the door. And I'm like, how would Barry Allen do this? Because he's the guy that, you know, originally broke through the barriers. This is where you're going to have a crack that goes beyond this whole thing. And I don't understand why. It seems or like there's already a crack. He was, a, I think he was trying to find it. I well, think that's the thing is, he, he wants Flash to crack it at season no, at one I, point. I think they said that and there's that crack. I think the crack's still there because even at the point, I think that even Justice Incarnate, like, we got to find this crack before he doesn't get through. I think that Barry was the vehicle to get him there. I and still don't Roy understand him. And even that he needs this to happen as well. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. And that at the end, when like, he moved Obsidian just like, I'm going to pull the darkness out of you. You're no longer a Black Lantern. And then like, oh, sh- dark side, dark side's just like, oh, shucks, uh, I'm going to send you all back to where you came from, safe and sound. I'm like, that's a weird thing for you to do, Darkseid. This is how I played it. This is is the idea that there's a crack in the multiverse, omniverse. It's still healing itself from after coming together. He is now his big self because he does say, they ended up taking me here. All my versions come together as the ultimate Darkseid. He's trying to get Barry to get to this or open it more, whatnot. And the Omega Lantern, not a Black Lantern, they keep saying it's something different. It's not from this Earth. It's not... All that where that is like the key to then open it up and create more, which would be that sorrow, I guess, with that. But once Barry goes, I think the jig is up and gone. You're not going to be able to do that. And he leaves. He's like, screw this. I'm going to reset everybody. Uh, You know, I don't need this shit anymore. And I'm going to go. And then, you know, you end up having Psycho Pirate. You're, you know, a jerk. And I'm getting out of here myself. I'm, I'm wanted in another crisis. He disappears. There's a lot of wonky ending this is a typical you said a joshua williamson ending this is the ending of oh man this flash war i wonder what's gonna happen with this forever force never to be mentioned again oh my god i'm on a force quest i gotta i didn't find anything like this does keep happening even in the idea where we had uh what's the paradox oh my god set up all this stuff oh my god and then it was really nothing it gets and yeah you end with Okay, we got to get everybody in position again because this really isn't the big thing. We're going to go to the next thing. And it reads to me, I, I, it always does with Joshua Williamson. And we've been really liking the story. Oh, my God. I've been enjoying and this the hell out of it because it feels thing is, big and important. something that I've been wanting DC to do for a long time. And yeah. they're doing it. And then it seems really important. But now it just peters out because – well, it we got to keep this freaking, you know, this money train rolling right now. So here's the next big thing to continue this and story that's, on. That's what gets me is even with the way you spell out this issue, you get at the end and it peters out and you're like, oh, man, like, what's oh, wait. Even, and then the epilogue seems like it's like, but it's almost this. Even the legitimate. epilogue, though, when you have the situation to try to keep people on like the big cliffhanger to this, like, you can, like, you know, you just have to wait for the next thing. And here's something to tide you over. Even that might. Like, I don't even know if you're going to explain this because in my mind, you haven't explained anything. You said it for this one. So you have this epilogue to like, you know, get us important here. And I think to myself, I don't understand how this works out or even what you're trying to say to me at this point. I know. And we, we still like, say, Robin, you know, we're yeah. liking Joshua Williamson more. He's going to be on Batman. We have Deathstroke Inc., I believe, coming out next week or the week after. Well, I look so forward to that. That's his deal. So we have all that stuff. But this ends up putting him down a notch again for me. And I'm not a huge one. But the thing is, what I felt like at the end of this, and some people will probably be like, oh, man, that's the worst. Or some people think this is the greatest thing. But at the end, 
I felt like when we didn't get the wedding in Batman and Tom King, oh, the story's only half over. You, you got to wait for the rest. It's a hundred. It's just at the end, you're like, please, like, make your bed fully at the end of this so that when we go forward, like you said, you're going forward knowing, oh, my God, everything worked out. I didn't see that coming. Oh, my God, that. It just kind of ends out. You might as well have had Thanos just switch over, snap his fingers, and have everything end because that's kind of how it ended. You get back to square one with this. Dark side goes off. He ends up having well, extract. Who really do you care? And I don't care he's about gonna you go know, off to try to get the multiverse. And that's the thing is he's gonna go off, but I don't even know if he is because it's such a weird idea because he has his alkalites here, the people that are gonna help him try to achieve this, but even when they break the whatever machine Barry was running in that can, you know, crack open the multiverse, that is destroyed. Barry runs off and he is gone. He has no like, you know, nobody knows where Barry went for this whole thing, but like this. We like there's dark side. We are all doomed now. The ring has gone quiet. Flash is gone. The crack is lost. The omniverse has been taken from me. And then he just looks over. You have failed me, Psycho Pirate. And like, Psycho Pirate's like, um, I'm out of here, guys. I'm like, I don't even understand why you were here and what he was supposed to do beyond. You grab the flash and put the machine. He was only there to make the flash thing. That's the thing. He just Medusa mass this whole thing. Like, telling you, you got to do some stuff, get inside his machine. The minute that Barry went off in a confusing way, I actually thought that President Superman grabbed him and flew off to protect him but he seemed to have run off or yeah. zipped off with that once he left everything was done i mean oh well you know let's this go everyone because you know machine heads all pissed off about what you know dark side promised him, the idea of closing off the multiverse so each world can just be itself no more interventions and stuff like that and then he just freaking omega beams through gear yeah i almost called him gearhead machine head and then it's like Dark side, no. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to Omega beam the rest of you and take you back to where you want to be, home. And it seems weird because now the Omega Earth, now that it's all been taken care of, it seems like it's hidden again and nobody knows how to get back to it. Yeah, I, I don't even like you have the thing where President Superman says, we know where you live. We're going to get there. I don't know where exactly they're going to play off where Dark Side has gone off and hidden as well. Because, But at that point, this is what kind of gets me mad. You end up, we're doomed. Everything went to hell. This is dark side. You know, he yeah. sounds like me. And then you end up in this kind of epilogue deal of they don't understand what we unlock today. Are you ready to bow to me? We will not fail, you know, like Psycho Pirate because of the heroes. We have like saying, hey, it was all the plan. And it's like, are you just trying to pump yourself up here? Because it didn't seem like you, were, you weren't saying that shit two minutes ago. But if we find out now with that, you know, there's the new gods and and. Granted, they are on Earth Omega again, which is weird. Uh, but the new gods are back. So how did that happen? Well, at, at least the apocalyptic new gods. Yeah, yeah, the ones that he wants. And but, it's cool, too, you know, because what is the thing the is, you have had Steppenwolf dead for a long time. I think even since, like, Earth 2 during the beginning of the New 52. So you have Steppenwolf back to Sod Kalibak. And with Grail and Granny Goodness, I wish they would have freaking brought back his other son, uh, Graven, which you haven't seen, I think, since, like, Kyle Rayner's Green Lantern. But... It was like a weird version of like one of his kids that never really got the fair shake that he needs to. But when you look at the other alkalites of Darkseid and what he wants to achieve here, I don't understand what his problem is. The idea that he has to go to other multiverses or and even just other worlds because sitting right there, you have the empty hand who in the multiversary guidebook already talked about how they have already destroyed another multiverse back when Grant Morrison did the guidebook. We've been talking about this for years and years now, and they just went away with it. The gentry can get wherever they want, the freaking, you know, the helpers, the workers of the empty hand here. But when you have the apocalyptic new gods, you have the empty hand, you have the upside down man, 
Eclipso. Yeah, that seems like they're seeing those as well. Yeah, and the Necron. And the great darkness, the primordial darkness that was banished away when, like God said, let there be light, the presence. You have all of this going on, the biggest bads ever in the entire Omniverse. I'm like, I think you're good, Darkseid. That's the thing. He doesn't say it's weird because he says, I will control the great darkness. So maybe that's like the end all be all. But when he ends up, did he bring the new gods back his new with the ring? Because then he crushes it. He completely uh-huh. crushes well, no, I just it. think that these characters were recreated when the Omniverse was yeah. recreated. I don't know. But why wouldn't they have been there fighting, you know, the other guys and stuff like that? All of a sudden, they're just there. And they're like, hey, what's up? Like, I don't know what's going on. They're like, hey, I brought you here. I want you to see. How, you know, big bad I am and whatnot, then crushes the ring. Then you see empty hand. You see, I mean, you see a lot of crazy stuff. And that's the thing that worries me is that it's just thrown at you of, hey, don't worry. It gets bigger and bigger later. I want it more of an ending because, like we said, we didn't, there's not really much to talk about in the main issue where they do say Barry. You have Justice Incarnate fighting the Injustice Incarnate for a lot of times. And then when we say Barry, it just kind of goes, you have Dark Side monologuing about, cracks and what he wants but he really doesn't tell you anything about what led to this point or how he planned on achieving this beyond barry running and just cracking things yeah and remember like you take the omega lantern ring and and convince roy to not go to the darkness obsidian's doing that it seems to be playing off the stuff that happened to him in brightest day but even then we had a roy who seemingly was himself then he puts on the ring so this just gets him back to there and now he can go yeah he's just square one you have Dark Side. Well, that plan didn't work, but I'm going to get you square one. You end up having Seems you know, weird all that these having things. Eclipso here, though, with the Eclipso Diamond, because last time we saw that, that was safe and secure in the basement of the yeah, like, it was the, the, the Just League Dark, the, the Hall of Justice, exactly, in the whole thing. So. This seems here. He's like, I got a dime, but it's cool. But but maybe that's the connection is, with the Upside Down Man. It's well, weird, maybe that is, right? but it's, it's also weird. It's like him talking about this whole world, the Omega Earth. It's not really a world. It is a piece of a resting enemy dormant since the first crisis. And like you keep using all of these things and bringing back the idea of the first crisis and all the other crises and what you want to do. And I just don't know. I'm like, are you just talking about the anti-monitor? Because that's a big deal. But ever since the dark side war, where you actually fought the anti-monitor, I'm like, is that kind of a big deal anymore? Like Mobius coming around, like, is he the big bad that he once was still, especially when you have the ultimate dark side? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Ultimate Dark Side's big. <laughs> that, these stuff. Quintessence. Ultimate no Dark Side was the darkness and opening the primordial and empty darkness. Hand. The I mean, darkness. it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, again, like I said, you end up having President Superman. He ends up taking care of uh, Machina, then goes off and frees Barry. Barry zips off, right? You have that. That seems to be, oh, well, game's over. We, we, it's basically, well, that was our only volleyball. There won't be a team this year. And they go <laughs> off there. To, you know, soak or whatever But the weird thing is, is then Just to really make sure that it's just a Back to square one After seemingly killing Machine Head Like you said, Dark Side Ends up, you know, Omega beaming Everybody back to where they belong Including the Injustice Incarnate So that's reset, but then Hey this is great. We don't have that virus. Oh, yeah. Harbinger in the deal. Computer. I mean, now. Just back to like square one oh, again. Good. Now, if you're going to do this, make them just go back and go, where the hell were we for the last week and a half? Like, it's so much of a just a reset. Then you end up then with another non-explanation where you end up having Cameron Chase hanging out with Roy. Roy's okay. Now he's going to go. And uh, two days later, I don't know why, but it already gets me mad of, 
why aren't you already trying to find out what's going on with the daughter and things like that? Well, I mean, seriously, he's sitting there drinking beer with Cameron Chase. Hey, Cameron, he's got why, a problem. Why did you join up with Bones? Also, the funny thing is, Bones just gets zipped off to checkmate. <laughs> I'm like, really? What is Dark Side is. up to here? There's a lot of things that are very underwhelming with what we have to do to really quickly end this whole thing before we have to wait for the next big thing that comes out down the line, but. When we have the exposition, and who knows where Mr. Bones went, you just see him standing with the rest of the check and be like, fuck you. I, I love the idea, like, Dark Side is like, Omega Beam, Omega Beam, and then he's like, huh, I, I get the idea he's thinking, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna really fuck with you, you're going into a Bender's oh, book. No. Zip, and I love where everybody <laughs> would be standing around, and then all of a sudden, Bones is just like, I think, like, whoa, where'd you come from, dude? He's like, I was here all along. Oh, my God, this guy's stealthy. We're keeping Even him. the idea where, like, when we saw before when he was getting upset or hurt, when he would jump back to his, like, not jump, but, like, he would flash back to his, you know, his old time when he was younger suit from when he was in Team Helix and stuff like that when he was a proper supervillain. It just felt weird. It almost just felt like a weird, like, I like, almost like a I thought it was neat. just a miracle book. Yeah, I thought it was neat, the idea that. The multiverse itself was resetting and it was having little wonkiness, especially on Earth Omega is what I thought. After even we talked about it last week, my idea was, you know, Earth Omega, while Barry's running, they're getting closer. The crack's opening. I don't know what that means. It sounds sexy. But with that bit of, you know, maybe hyper times coming out, you got a bit of the multiversal energy. It was (laughs) making people go back and forth between these other versions and things like that, almost like the fritzing of the Mr. Miracle, but well, that's, that's all I could think about when I saw it. But was there anybody else besides Mr. Miracle? That I mean, not Mr. Miracle, besides Mr. Bones, that was flipped yeah. I thought there like was that? somebody well, else was like, like that one, there. Yeah, one like, person. yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't working its way out fully. Eric. It was trying to figure things out. Uh, but with that, Cameron Chase, like, hey, why'd you join with Bones? Oh, well, he showed me a bunch of different me's. I'm like. No, you ended up being there and almost got blown up by Captain Adam. I think that was, you know, the idea. Well, then she he must have then. But with that, why? Because you ended up where when Captain Adam blew up, you ended up bone saying to Chase, I needed to show you that so you knew there were other versions of all of the people in other Look, uh, it's parts one of the multiverse. Thing if so I it doesn't show really you pictures of our Cameron Chase's on my cell phone than if you see it in person. I love she's like, I realized at the end. The best multiversal camera chases me. She doesn't want a family. She, she looks at so. that one picture. She's like, okay, I'm dead. I look like I'm Green Arrow. And then I'm in a straight jacket. But the worst is that family. I mean, seriously, I I'm the best. Look at me. I'm single, ready to mingle. I think she's hitting on Roy too. I think that when you say the you green look, arrow, you mean that military? Yeah, but she's got. It looks like she had an arrow. You're right. It's like just like she's a, a, a team seven deal. Yeah, well, you know, green. She's got the green. It'd be funny Those if you see fatigues. that. With that, I wouldn't even know that for sure. That isn't the Roy Harper's there as the husband. There, he's got a. He's got the. I don't know. It's just. It would have been funny to see that. And she's like, I don't in need that, that. Well, that's what Mr. That Bones looks like weird. with skin. Yeah, really. He's Mr. Skin. Isn't that the no, guy no. you ended up no, having? <laughs> I know that guy. He's oh, pretty Mr. cool. Mr. Skin. I used to think he was cool. You know, like really, that's your type of porn now, Mr. Skin. Oh my God! I, I like I a saw, variety. I saw Katie Holmes's thigh. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, oh my goodness gracious! It was a piece of chicken she was eating there. I'm the worst, Mr. Skin, there is. Uh, yeah, but so that's not all, that, folks, because up we, at the end, and, we yeah. get an epilogue where Barry does finally stop running, realizes, hey, what's going on? He's in a destroyed freaking world, whatever it is. And you have Pariah from the original Crisis sitting there and talking to you like, hey, 
Guess what? Shit's weird, huh? Check out above us with all these things. This is the multiverse too. And the way he's described this whole thing and what we get with, you know, Barry then becoming like old style comic book looking and going into one of the Earths, the Flash, like, you know, Earth Flash 1. It seems like the multiverse 2 is possibly, and it's weird because they're all being, looks like they're being destroyed up in the sky, but the multiverse that existed before the anti-monitor destroyed it. So in my mind, like, shouldn't this be multiverse 1 then if it was here before? But that's just me, but it was destroyed, put away, and now here it is, I guess, beyond the crack, which maybe Barry did pierce. And I yeah, just don't I think understand what they're doing right now because it was an infinite, like, you know, it was an infinite Earth. That was the multiverse, everything and anything. So you have all this in the sky and the price is there. And it looks like he's like, I'm going to put you in that. Earth but again, I one. mean, at the end, it's, it seems as simple as we're going to put everything together to make the Omni because they're not calling it the Omniverse yet. And we were led to this Omniverse where everything matters and everything. I just think. But when I see that that art there, I'm like. This looks exactly like that dark multiverse bullshit that we it all does, at the end with. I mean, it seems so weird because even the idea where you know Darkseid is trying to do this, and you had the empty hand sitting there. They talked about in the multiversity that you know the empty hand has destroyed another multiverse before the, this one. So I'm like, what that's is why problem? this is two. We don't realize our multiverse is three. Eric, the one. You know? Oh no, I know ours is multiverse zero. Empty hand, they destroyed one. Here's two. And with that. Uh, let's see. Well, Batman Beyond Mark's sitting there, like his head spinning. Is this minus two? <laughs> uh, but with that too, then you, you seemingly in there in this whole conglomerate deal. At the end, you almost look like instead of like individual or whatever, they've all combined together, and there's the Flash Earth with every Flash continuity. There's the Batman. I think that that's just going to set up a well, bunch that, of that books Earth later. Flash One, the way it looks when he gets you know zapped into this whole thing, and even the way the comic book style then goes to a, like a more classic style, it really just seems like the Flash pre-crisis that he goes to. Yeah, yeah. Because well, his mom's there. Yeah, his mom's there. They have everybody there going on. You have, you know, Wallace West maybe there. So that's like a combo of things. It's, it's a weird deal. We'll have to see what's going on. And, you know, Flash dot one dot. I don't think that's Wallace because you have the Tornado Twins there. You have Iris. You have Kid Flash and Jay and yeah, his mom I, I right think there. That, I don't know I'm who that you, is off the top of my head. We'll now. have to see. But I think that this is where all of the Flash continuity of all time has been stored I just think that when it all happens, it's like, boom, it all spreads out to different worlds, all that. And then that's why we have everything matters. And we'll see what the versions and stuff are. But that'll be down the line. It says continued in 2022. That part. So that won't be anything in my mind to do with the Injustice or Justice League Incarnate book that's coming up. But that goes into 2022 as well. But it does look like we're coming down the line to some sort of crisis again and maybe it will reset stuff maybe we'll get some things crisis on infinite multiverses again if that's the case of that right it doesn't matter about what you're doing in fear state because you know you'll end up stopping that later and everything will be reverted in a way that's even more big than everything matters well again it might not at the end of it they're like we're going to tell you what matters jerks but Overall, I'm I'm down now from what I said on the site. I'm going to go a 6-8. I was excited at the end. I did like the art. I was excited, but like you said, it's like one of those where, like, you have Christmas, right? It's Christmas time. Right. You run down. You're like, oh, my God, I got the Xbox. And your dad and mom are assholes, and they put, like, socks, socks in, the in there. So then they go, oh, just wait. The child till, will never trust wait, you again. Wait till your birthday. You're like what I My wanted. Birthday was two weeks ago. I wanted something big now, right? I wanted it on Baby Jesus's birthday, and and you didn't do it. So, like you said, then 
Are you going to be that excited for the next time they dupe your ass? I mean, when you get board games and you don't have friends, does that make you excited for the next big thing? I was very excited for everything that Josh Williamson put down there with the mysteries of the Flash, the Omega Lander, Psycho Pirate, all this different stuff. And like, when nothing is really resolved and just gets zapped back to everybody back in their rightful place and nothing is really talked about beyond a crack that, like, you know, Darkseid wants to do, but then shows you all the biggest bads that could easily get to another multiverse, like, he didn't really do anything by the end except for show me some school stuff and then say look aside no more don't look any closer to the man behind the curtain yeah well that's what i'm saying you end up getting shitty presents and they're like well look at this sears catalog you might get these later I'm always look at that sears like, catalog yeah, as a kid i would too i would sit there and just say I'd every like catalog that. i'd like that i'd like to pull my pants down that, that was when i was in the toy section i like okay. to circle things yeah yeah i actually like to play the price is right i legitimately could sit there i'm like i think that that's 13 dollars and 22 cents and then I, it wouldn't be eric and then also i, I don't would understand then, how then while works. i'm doing that i would go to the you know the underwear section with the ladies and then pretend they're barker's beauties eric, i'm like oh what are you gonna get oh it's a new car and then i go to the it's fun times it's a lot of things that we did as kids separately you do weird things when you're by yourself all the time. <laughs> that's what we'll talk about it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm old enough to admit it, Eric. <laughs> uh, but what would you give this? I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10 because while I do think the book looks great and you did some really interesting things, everything by the end was just kind of a letdown and a reset to do the next big thing, and nothing was fully explained, which was very disappointing for something that I was really into this whole time. I'm with you. Well, we're going to go off to the next book, which is Batman Catwoman. I'm sure that we'll be happy about that because of the explanations of the phantasm. But give us that blurb, Eric. Next up, we have Batman Catwoman number seven, written by Tom King with art by Liam Sharp and Clayton Cows. Our three timeline story continues with our second leg of this Smaxy series. And we're always hoping to start getting more story. We instead get Bruce boning Selena in the past while smelling Joker in the air. Bruce fighting cops naked with blood on his face and Selena getting arrested for the Joker's murder in the future. And while most of this is pretty boring and drawn out, the ending was infuriating where we have a big swerve that never that we never get to see. Just find out about Fire. it later. Yeah. Yeah. You have pretty much one of the biggest moments of this entire series. <laughs> and it's and told it's after the panel. fact. And, and it's almost like it's funny because it almost feels like the thing that I keep yelling at you about, because you know, Eric, I've watched the Mask of the Phantasm. Are you, you aware of that? Being all cultured. Um, so at the end of Mask of the Phantasm, I said, what happened? I mean, well, that, she disappeared the with the Joker. As and soon as I read this last you bit, thought of me. Like, I thought of you being angry at the ending of Mask of the Phantasm, where she takes the Joker and just disappears. I'm thinking to myself at the end of this, where Selena, like, Selena's bleeding out, she cut me, Bruce, and then she took the Joker and smoked out of here. And I'm like... Well, it didn't work for her last time at the end of the movie. No. We just had this thing that's off panel now. And I'm like, what did they what did they do? What like and even the idea, like we're drawing this whole thing out. All we wanted to do was have Andrea Beaumont go and kill the Joker. And I don't know if that's what we wanted, but that's what she yeah. at least wanted to do. And then he whispers something in her. And then she cuts Selena and they smoke out. I'm like, what are we doing now? Like what how is the series turned this much at issue number seven without actually doing anything so far? This is all wrong. The thing, when I got mad at you, I watched The Mess of Fence. As I said, it's a classic. Everybody likes it. A classic, well, the best as we say, right? Of all time. So you sit there, and that might be, you know, a little backdoor shade. I don't know, Eric. Who am I to judge, right? It's all but, but with that, at the end, you never got the thing. And this is what I wanted to actually have, like, hey, Tom, you're going to write this. Just show me if the deal is tech 
Is it sleight it's of tech, hand? Man. Is it and supernatural? Hand. But like I said at the end of the match, or is it just like exit stage well, left? How is it the idea that it's tech, but yet the Joker seemingly is all for it, and because you end up having them disappear at the end of the mass of phantasm and, and like it's supernatural and it keeps going back and forth even though at a point batman's like i have this resin that came off it but we never get anything with it so when you go into this you're never led in any of this really to know anything about the phantasm we have to be just clear as we always are andrea belmont is nothing more in this than what we already knew she is just hanging in the background she grabs Selena at one point but now at the end it seems like he's like issue seven Oh shit, I'm supposed to be doing stuff oh, that no. seems like the phantasm. So I'm gonna mimic the cartoon's ending in a way here, but not show it off panel because there's no explanation for it. And in this, if we, I'm saying, if we saw the scene, I guarantee you it would be something that wouldn't make any sense anyway. And so with You're that, looking too much into it, the idea that, just like, bullshit. you know, you want to see where they go and the smoke happens. I don't like, I want to see what it, it is, though. But they're gone. But that's like thinking, like, I think of Abracadabra. I'm like, oh, man, he's a magic man. No, Jim, it's tech. No, the problem is there is that if, if you know, Abracadabra came to grab me and what's, kidnap what's me doing? with this, he ain't I, ransom. Would, I would fight back. The way that they're playing it off, it's Get like off me, skinny jo- man. No, like the Joker. Why would why would he go? Why would he have like even in the fanism? It seems like they they try to push at, as a supernatural thing that you can't fight back with. It then gets goofy. That is just a girl. Like what tech do you think she just has? A teleporter? A, a teleporter? Do, ah. Does she? Have, I mean, is it just a smoke bomb and she runs because That's what the I Joker? Like to think. But the Joker's not going to go along with that. That doesn't make sense. Or in is the he? We don't know what he said. No, I'm saying at the big end of the Phantasm yeah. deal. Here, but he again, just wants to get the hell out. Okay, I, even let's go at the end of the Mask of the Phantasm movie, where all of this is all based on there's no work to be done in this comic book series. You just have to have watched that movie, and that's all the background on Andrea Beaumont you get. It's all continuity. Yeah, here nothing go. continues but, here. But even at that point, like, you know, what happened at the end of that? How did it not work for Andrea? Did she like, oh, I, I want to go to France now, and I'm just going to leave that's you here? That's what I'm saying. When you end up as it does, she disappears with the Joker to a point the where... End. Where Bruce, Batman, is just like, oh, well, <laughs> yes, that, I mean, of course, Joker comes back later. So the whole deal was, oh, my God, did the Joker die? Well, of course not. He comes back later, especially in the animated series of what that was. But still, the idea where Andrea almost like, well, she disappeared. I mean, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Then she comes into here, and you're waiting for one thing to give you the next development, the next step in this phantasm. Andrea Beaumont, just having her say, my kid died. You think it's going to be a had. swerve like an A Day where they're really pushing the idea like the Joker did this attack on Arkham left and right ever since Infinite Frontier started? Everybody's pushing this angle until in the Joker bucket. I didn't do that. And like, you think that's all of the Tom King's like, oh, like, um, I didn't kill your son. Yeah, and then she yeah. just takes him away. Is that yeah, going to be the swerve? She goes, okay. He killed himself. He was, he was very depressed, like the Kurt Cobains. All right. That sounds good. No, what I think is Tom King is now writing this without any thought or care for any sort of story. And what he does is randomly get somebody to say something as if he's writing it to get applause from people. That's all he's doing. And then mimic other media. At one point, you have Selena that's in jail that's mimicking the Joker book by Azzarello. It seems it's it's a big deal. Uh, but even in this, you have some movie stuff thrown in that I even recognize. And if I recognize it, it's on Front Street and it's annoying. Uh, but then you swerve to let's make sweet love. 
to then go Bruce Wayne caught I smell the rubbing, Joker here. Right, yeah, I'm telling you, it's like I smell his pubes. Smells like smells like clowns on your you sofa. You know that the green hairs that he's found are pubes. You're aware of that, right, Eric? That's how I'm going with it. Right? I, I don't know. like your ideas. Hello, Brian James. Uh, and then That's the idea. Yeah, you know now. Batman, Bruce Wayne has to be such a numbskull that he's allowing himself to be knocked out and transported and put into a vault cell where then he's going to get attacked and then rubs blood over himself Look, this, and becomes this, Predator. It's a weird idea. And he does not become Predator at that point. Maybe the idea like... Predator! Are you saying he's Dutch from Predator when he puts mud on himself to no, stop No, I'm him? just saying he, he's it's the everybody. actual Predator is what you're he's telling He's just me. everything rolled up into one. I don't know he's what that means. Predator as just, the like, alien. This has bothered me all week, but I personally can't come up with a better situation where you have this thing where time is of the essence. Catwoman has knocked Bruce Wayne out. Stripped him of all his clothes, handcuffed him, and put him inside a bank vault where he she has left a note for him and also has set off the alarm so the cops are on their way. Now, with Bruce Wayne being one of the smartest people in the DC Universe, the world's greatest detective, I would think there would be a better way for him to escape this peril. Like, personally, I would just say, oh, my God, I'm Bruce Wayne. Somebody freaking kidnapped exactly. me, stripped me, butt naked, you know and, and like, help me. The funny thing about it is is that the, the, weir- the worst thing would be to get out of those handcuffs Already, because you're going to have to get him back in, because you're going to have to say, look at me. I mean, he almost seemingly forgets that this is Bruce Wayne, who obviously can get kidnapped. And if he is and they find him, they're not going to think he's up to no good. The thing is, though, that's what I was thinking about with you, though. The thing is, the time is of the essence where he has to get Selena and Andrea before they go and murder the Joker. So he needs to do this as fast as possible. You know, that's the Joker stuff. I mean, it's one of those. (laughs) I think he would be like, stop, don't, please, you know, like that. But with that, though. You, uh, you have to, you know, make your deal. You think here. he ate that letter she left on the wall? He might have. I don't know. The thing is, though, to tie this into Detective Comics, when he was all raged out from the eye worms and the parasite, that's not what was. It, it was roid rage. Look at him in this book. That's at what point I sent you that deal? No, no, he doesn't. He has the worst. Get Arnold in here. Arnold was big on proportions. These proportions are so up. Plus, I guarantee you the reason why you don't see Blow is not because you might see Batwang again. It's because he skips leg day every time. This leg guy is, hard. is ridiculous looking. He is so ridiculous. But even then, the, the play is I'm going to rub. I'm going to rub. <laughs> Blood all over myself, but then Daddy, he pounds out. his head against the wall like he's Goldberg about to go out to a match. So he slams his head yeah, until really. he starts bleeding, and then wipes the blood all over his you face can to make a blood even mask. Tell what is going on half the time, and then that's one of the things. Liam Sharp jumps on. A lot of people like Liam Sharp. Yeah, he has his way, right. has his deal. It's not a good fit to come into this book that was, you know, the Clayman well, crystal is, clear deal. I love Clayman's art. And people say, oh, it's all cheese hick. I'm like, yeah. yes, it is. But you know what? It's a very clear style. It's and a I clear really, style that clear I do and like clean. more. This is line heavy and the colors are smudgy in my mind and it doesn't look as good. And the whole idea of like how dark this is, it just, I, I, I'm just not a fan of like, you know, it looks good, but I'm not a fan of William Sharp's style as a whole. I'm not either. And and especially coming in after a clay man, it's such a diverse two styles here. There could have been, I'm telling you, go and get your man Michael Janine back, eh, Tom King, because that would have played off, I think, a little better. You tell me it was my man this, at first. Right? Like, oh, it's my man. Well, your man as well. But I mean, at the point, I, I have to like double back. I'm like, Oh, who's this Victorian lady from 1722? Oh, it's Selena. Oh, in the future, Selena. Oh, yeah. my good. Oh, that that's who it is. Uh, hello, love. What's going in the dump well, well, even at this whole point, too, the future part kind of, it all actually kind of makes me angry. But the future oh. part where 
Huntress Helena Wayne has now turned her mother into the GCPD. Dick, you know, Commissioner Dick Grayson going out here. It's Little like, Dick. I, I hope we have enough police because she's going to like, we, all of our police department isn't enough to take her in is what we have going on here. But she's just, you know, answers the, the door and then goes with Dick and the whole idea about why Batman put, you know, Robin in colorful stuff and like, you know, Robin used to make up this, uh, or he used to tell Rob this whole nicety story and the Selena's are like, he used to tell me it was so we could make the Joker laugh. And I'm like, so he didn't kill you. I'm like, that's such a weird thing to well, say out of nowhere. Here's the thing. Number one, that line right there. This is what I'm talking about. Tom King writing things. Like, oh, my God. You know these characters. It's applause. Oh, my God. I No, no, no. Because right there, that line really only would work if that was Jason Todd. If that was Jason Todd, I think it would have been a really good lineup because it didn't work. Like, oh, but with Dick Grayson, it's just thrown out there. It's just there to fill up space, and, and it really does nothing, and it, it does. It, it infuriates me as well, though. Wait, but well, when he, you're, what's even, the, even the idea of where we have Helena Wayne, you know, talking to her father's costume in the back cave, like, she was never one of us, Daddy. Why did you ever go with her? Because you and me were all about justice, and she's no good. And, like, this feels weird, especially because we're in the future of a Tom King future that he's been, like, you know, had steps here and there, did different things with, but. We don't really know his Helena Wayne or the relationship between the Waynes and their daughter before Bruce died here. So it's the idea like it never really came off to me until she's yelling at her daddy's costume that she had like, you know, problems with her mother. Yeah. Now, two things here. Number one, you, you end and I say it every issue. You end the bat, you know, the Batman run at 85. Tom King gets it. Talk to three different people. They give you eight different answers. He wasn't kicked off. Yeah, he was. But they don't consider it being fired because then he got this book. All that. Whatever the case may be, this is presented by Tom King himself and everyone else of the, hey, everybody wanted that love story. We're going to continue continuation. What the hell kind of love story is this? I mean, I, me and Tanya have one of the most volatile, volatile relationships ever that deals because I, ah, she's asleep. And uh, and even so, I (laughs) kind of want her to come down so people get an example. But I mean, me and Tanya, because of her mental illness and mine too, I'll tell you, I'm a crazy nut as well. That seems to feed off of all of that tension and create, you know, all that. But this is not a love story. This is far from a love story. And I just don't get it. It's like, ooh, I hope that they love this one. Also, this Catwoman, right? We've said this Catwoman is such a piece of shit that by the end, you may be able to swerve it back, right? But all I ever think of is like the things going on in this. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Tom King kept on crawling about the idea that he was able to write this so well because Catwoman was his wife. I'm like, what the hell is her deal? I mean, seriously, this Catwoman is awful every issue more than the last. And well, doing even this things whole to thing. screw him over. We joked about the idea at that one point, having the pillow talk where Bruce and Selena yeah. are saying about, oh, I love me, this. Let me tell you my greatest regret. And then goes on to a long drab about freaking near the war of jokes and riddles. But yep. now that we have this whole thing that's <laughs> in the past, even before this whole thing, so she should like, you know, totally be worried or they should both be worried about their pillow talk. But after they get done banging, which is also weird because they're banging on a couch in a room that doesn't look like Selena's apartment from last issue because we have an artist change. But when you go into this, What's worse than biting into an apple and finding a worm? And he's like, it's an old one. Biting into an apple and finding half a worm is worse. No, actually, it's the Joker. The Joker is worse. I'm like, yeah. I have to read it twice. <laughs> plus, plus, I'm sitting there and the way I want to work it, it doesn't work out in this. But I'm telling you, she's like, hey, Joker had a, a joke. Oh, really? A joke, did he? Oh, yeah, the worm deal, half a worm, whatever. Bruce is sitting there. He's like, 
you bitch. I'm going to get back at no, you. No, I'm no, no. I'm going to tell you some real fucked th- up shit later. <laughs> the thing is, even the greatest regret, which is even more fucked up to a degree, the idea that she does this, no. The Joker is worse, and then has to explain the joke. See, he's worse than eating a worm because he murders people. Because he murders people. Oh, that's hilarious. Here's a joke. You know, the, you weird sci- the weird science podcast, me and you go off a cliff in a car. You know, what do you call that? A good the, good start. Jo- the Joker, Eric, because the Joker murders people. It would be a good start. It's where we go. But yeah, and, and think of any joke and then just insert Joker there. No, the and Joker. Gig- and giggle to yourself. Knock, knock. Uh, Who's there? Banana. Banana who? No. The Joker. Oh, good. <laughs> I was afraid it's going to be Bane again. See, it's see, <laughs> really. I mean, seriously. Uh, but yeah, well, is that the, the way? Because Selena's like, listen, I know I got to tell you this because you really don't know the damn difference between a joke or a riddle. <laughs> so I'm trying to tell you this. It's kind of both, right? There are. It, it, again, it's the, you know, all roads lead to that. We know this. And it, that's not funny. You have to explain it in the issue itself. Which well, even the odd. idea where you get off this whole thing. So he shows up, freaking sitting there. He bangs Selena. They have this passionate lovemaking session at the end, like saying, I smell the Joker. I've seen the green hairs. They tell a little joke. So where's the Joker, Selena? They're like, I'm not going to tell you. Well, we, we can't do this anymore. Okay, get out. And then they have this little tri- this little fight kind of thing where they then go and make out some more. I'm like, I don't <laughs> understand what you're doing, Selena. It's especially because this thing bothers me the most just because Tom King made it a point. I talk about this every issue where Selena says that she's not like the other rogues in Batman's rogues gallery because she's not a murderer. She's just a thief. She doesn't mm-hmm. hang out with yeah, those he people. They're psychopaths. And now all Selena does is protect and hang out with the Joker. And he wrote that first part. That was the best part of Jokes and Riddles, where it was Catwoman, where she said, Batman comes here, you dealing with this, what's going on? She's like, screw that. Like, I'm not them. I get tossed in with them, but I'm not. I'm Which is nothing funny like them. I feel like I got upset at that originally back in the War of Jokes and Riddles, because I always go back to that foursome on, uh, like, the Batman 66, where it was no. always the Joker, Penguin, Riddler, no. and the Catwoman. Well, you, you play almost that then when Tynan comes on with the whole designer, where Agreed. she's bullying as well. So it never really made sense. She might have just been, that was lip service, but still. We like that. That was Julie Newmar. That did. You know, that's the great way and awesome. That's a great way to elevate the character of Selena. That's so much more elevation than I just kicked the crap out of three flashes. I just beat Talia in a a sword sword fight. fight. I mean, not that. That's just. But that line that he had there was really, really good. And so he's just gone against it since. And this really. I I forgot. this, This is the idea where when you're reading this. Who are you rooting for in this book? You know what I'm rooting for? I'm rooting for Batman Issue to start 12. doing stuff. Issue 12, Eric. I went out. But yeah, Batman's I want to see the anything. Batman part of Batman Catwoman. You know what, Batman? I mean, if you want to really see just the epitome of a Bruce Wayne during anything Tom King writes is when they're, you know, sweet love. He told me something funny once. What do you want to hear? No. Where he's there, he looks like he's on Zoloft. He's zoned out and just left. Like, that's ba- Batman doesn't care about shit. In his own books when Tom King writes Because it's never about Batman It's always about everybody else And then Batman just stares there and lets it go on And looks dreary and gets a little moody And things like that So what you're getting here is a story that's fully I mean, it's almost like the Tyne and Joker book That's more about Gordon This is way more about Selina and the Joker And I don't like either one of them You're not even getting that little deal And by the end I said You can't shit, shit, shit And then suddenly 
make one page twist and say, oh, Selena was awesome. This whole oh, even that whole thing, because because what we're doing with the established beginning of this book, where there is no true beginning because it's the introduction of Phantasm, but the only introduction is you have to go watch that Mask of the Phantasm because this is all canon to the story. Is that in that actual movie they really pinpoint the Joker's origins of being a gangster? Yeah, so gangster. like you really like allow the Joker to have a backstory and you know who he is in the story. I'm like, I don't like that because it's the comics. That's why you have to integrate other characters like Harley Quinn from the animated series and do different things and bring up with them into the comics proper and have it make sense. You can't just say, Oh, this is the way it is over here. Yeah, and when people later on, and even now, if you look up you know, where is that first appearance of the Phantasm officially in canon in the yeah. comic? It's this series, but yet seven issues in, we've done nothing, nothing at all. And in fact, the biggest moment we said, you said in the beginning, the biggest moment she's had is off panel in here of Whisper so Down bad. the Lane. And purple, all I, and purple the monkey part. dishwasher. The best, part, the, the, the best part is something that you don't see, and all I could do while reading about it is think of Jim Warner. It's the worst yeah. thing ever. I mean, you don't want that, where I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> here we go. What's going on? And like I said, I, I here's my big problem. That was problem. the only review of The Mask of the Fair. I finally watched it. Didn't like that ending. Where'd they go? No, <laughs> remember? I had two, because when I thought I had read or watched all of it at first and realized that I didn't, my other one was like, that crazy woman's talking to her mom at the graves. <laughs> so and I told you, Lana Lang does that in Smallville, and it's fine. Yeah, crazy. Didn't she go in some sex cult? Wasn't that her? No, 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 that was not her. That was Chloe. It's She's on the wall the of weird right? now. Yeah, she is. She's in the wall of jail. Uh, but so with all of this, the idea, again, you know, I want some. But where I want to just clear this up, Eric, the idea of me saying, oh, my God, we saw it off panel or didn't see it, but told, disappear. I just kind of wanted to see a confirmation of what the hell is going on. Like, oh, my God, look, she ended up throwing a smoke bomb and then they gassed the Joker, pulled him away. I don't know. I'd love it because in the movie, you end up having the one point that she does it. She is in the graveyard. And I just imagine her zipping between gravestones. And that's fun. That's well, that's the thing. It's because of what you have in the ending when she grabs a hold of the Joker and starts backing up into the smoke. And then Batman lunges at her and just goes through the smoke and they're gone. I just like to think there's a trap door right there. Maybe, I guess. But yeah, and, and then this again, Selena, she gets arrested. It is Helen who calls it in. It seems to be ironclad that there's going to be Just, this thing. She has I'm, all the evidence the GCPD needs, except for, you know, she's going to like, you know, admit to doing it. She knows this whole situation. But I'm thinking to myself, the idea she's talking to her father's, you know, the legacy in the back cave, trying to have a heart to heart with her dead daddy. And I can understand this whole thing. But like, she's like, she's not one of us. I had to turn around. I'm like, you know how many times Batman has let Jason Todd go from killing yeah, people? Really. Cassandra I mean, Kane. <laughs> but again, maybe that's something that nobody told her. It not not, not Helena Wayne. Yeah, so with that also, am I a good girl, Daddy? Please. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, too, because the play of having, you know, you need Bruce. To, I mean, seriously, you need Bruce to be dead in this future or, or all hell's breaking loose. I mean, she's he's not going to be happy about it. So you get him out of the way. Kind of wish that he was like in a coma or something. So you at least talk like I did when my dad was, and I'm like, just die, jerk, right? You're you can say stuff like that, and like, I hated you <laughs> so much. See you in hell, old man. I, I ended up like Han Solo as I left the room. Crashing a plane? No, they're like, hey, yeah, really, every step of the way, but avoiding the schools. So. Uh, no, the, hey, don't. Don't you? You can't go out of here yet. Your dad will die. Well, I'll see him in hell. Yeah. And they're like, why is he on a Tauntaun in the hospital? It's the coolest yeah, way to get around. I'm going around. Um, and then they say, I thought that they smelled bad on the outside. They meant me. Of course Eric, they not meant the, you. Not the Tauntaun. They were Tauntaun in my ass. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. But, yeah, I mean, 
again, now in the seventh issue, it also, the timelines, it's almost like, like, eh, <laughs> you know, you're still doing it, but it's like, eh, let's just throw them all together and things and, you know, not take that much care and, and just kind of deal with the big moments and things like that. And it, those timelines, different things never really panned out. We're kind of just going overall story, and somehow it, it is a little easier to read through. What I agree. For some reason, it has gotten better. I just don't know if I'm used to the way the story's told now, and it's not so off-putting it as it was when the like series first yeah. started, or if it's, it's done in a better way. But just think about what we've gotten from the past, though. For the last issue, Selena's told Joker about where she got Christmas ornaments, and this one, Bruce and Selena bang, yell at each other, and then kiss some more. Yeah, and like, I love that, you know, the little wink-wink. You're going to do a little... Like a, a Benny Hill type of humor, right? As you have come, all ye faithful, they're making sweet love, Eric. You get it? Oh, my God. It's hilarious. It'd be funny if it's like, you know what this means with that playing and us doing this? What? Joker. Ah, everything's Joker. No, the Joker's <laughs> worse. Do you get it? The Joker's worse. I hate the song. The Joker's worse. We know this. Yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> you. Know, you. Yeah, okay. you know, because he oh, murders man. people. The, the uh, weather's supposed to be bad today. Joker's that is worse. That is the Joker. Because <laughs> like he murders people. Way. <laughs> you have to keep that at the end. <laughs> you know what? You, <laughs> you see, because you know, he murders people. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? You want spam? No, spam's the worst. No. The Joker's worst because he murders people. Oh, but not as, not as bad as teriyaki spam, because that's the worst, really. That is really bad. Remember how excited we were for that? I was that? so into that. Again, so I mean, I'm guessing that 80% of the people who were excited about this book had that same feeling. But again, <laughs> you, you know why? This book is teriyaki spam. This be- book is bad, but not as bad as it's Joker. You know. He kills people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Tom King, that's the, my new joke. You know, it's not as bad as Tom King because he bores the hell out of people. Tom King does murder people in his books yeah. a lot. Well, he does, too. And, and, and with about. that... Tom Taylor only ends up being the guy who gets the, you know, oh, he always kills people. The thing is, is is character assassination just as bad as murder? Sure oh, my, Eric. But, yeah, with that, I, I did you sit at any point and start thinking about where, I wonder how the art would have looked with Clayman? Because I'm telling you, the idea, the, idea of him, the idea of him spreading blood. All over the place. I don't know that I need that that clear. I mean, I'm telling you, it might have been really, really awful. And then I thought, well, when this came down, maybe something was changed because there are parts that scene really feels like it was like made just for like that art style, like that gothic old, you know, the horror look that Liam Sharp does. I don't know it would have played out that well with the clear art. A lot of the other stuff would have. We would have seen more sweet loving. Right, that joke about the would have been Joker. way more asses shown. The, the Joker deal, it, it would have been, you know, it would have been more funny than that joke, Eric. Maybe no, but even like the thing where you have Helena looking at the suit, that would have been awesome. That would have been really good as a claim man deal. Uh, but even so, like even that, you end up there's a little bit of a weird, like I'm telling you, dirty joke esque things when Dick Grayson comes. Oh, hey, little Dick. I'm like, oh. Joke is worse. He kills people. I think you're reading too much into it. No, I'm telling you. I think that he thinks that he's getting away with these things. Also, remember, this is Black Label, where most people like to go mature. I think he he's the maturity of an eight year old. Because I giggle at some of it too. I mean, I know. Maybe Uh, I have the maturity of a ten year old because I didn't giggle at it. That idea of, hey, little dick, you're such a good sport. You it know, seems hey, weird though that as an old lady, she would call him little dick. Like it's some like thing that she said her entire life. Like you should need to say this throughout. First you know, off, the present when would day she in my have mind. ever said that? 
When would she have ever said that? When she was fighting him the way that she sang, she didn't know his name then anyway. By the time she would have known his name, he was already Nightwing, probably. He's too old to be calling Little Dick. But with that, it's supposed to be in my mind. right, it's all mean-spirited. Yeah, it's all mean-spirited. That's what I think it is. It's all a diss. It's like, I know who you are, and you're never Batman. You're not Batman. You'll I never be. I saw your varicose veins in your costume last night. It was gross. <laughs> it was disgusting. Uh, yeah, luckily she's not in that costume anymore. They're like, please. She answered the door like that and <laughs> the, walked out to the police the cruiser. Guy, the guy at the police Everybody's station is like, police oh, my God. Like, not it. Yeah, really. And then when they get there, they have to take the picture for the mugshot. Everybody's vomiting. Like, please, lady. I mean, seriously. It would have been one of those, you know, Mugshots that would have went right on the smoking gun website of the worst ever. Like, oh, this lady put her right uh, next to Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, really. They they take her away, and it's funny too. It's like a weird art deal. She's too, an because, elegant, classy woman, though. No, but that's she's gonna thing. smile. She's not though, because that's what gets me. You wanna you wanna ape the idea of who she used to be in that. So before she goes, she looks like she's in a nice dinner dress with the pearls, obviously. Right, probably like take that, Bruce. I'm wearing your mama's pearls, and then he didn't ends get up. All of those. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Dick. Before I go, let me get my leather jacket on so that when you go, I can pop the collar and kind of look like my old self. <laughs> the weird part is like with the, uh, the popped collar and the way she has the short gray <laughs> hair. She looks like she never got out of the punk movie of the early eighties. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, she looks like Amy Mann for Christ's sakes. Also, I think she looks like Billy Idol right now. <laughs> <laughs> she dancing with herself. Why wouldn't they have her take the coat off before they get this? It's cold. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, they're like, okay, lady, take the coat off. No. <laughs> she starts doing that. Like I'm telling okay. you, this, this could be the future John Constantine. Also, if you wanted to go with it, you really wanted to go with my idea. I wish that her head went right up to the 69. <laughs> oh, this what is, is wrong so with you? bad. This is so bad. Uh, but yeah, even that, like I said, that mimics the Azarello, uh, Lee Barhamo Joker deal where you had a cover like that where Joker's like holding the thing name unknown and stuff. It yeah, looks yeah. kind of like that, except she isn't smiling there. She, it, it, she looks, she's hauntingly ugly, Eric, is what I'm saying. It, it, she doesn't look good. Uh. Time was not good for her. You know why? Joker, he kills people. That's right. Here's the thing. Here's the joke, right? You have that. Now, at the end, I swear to God, if we go to a courtroom deal, first off, she better start yelling, you're all out of order. Or I'm going to be really mad. But I think that you're going to end up where she's laughing. Yeah, kangaroo and court. they're like, well, do you? Yeah, really? Uh, hey, and jump is there, right? Kangaroo. No. That's an inside joke, Eric. Joker. No, it's not really. So with that, you end up and they're like, you know, Selena's going to take the stand. And then they're like, oh. Why did you kill the Joker? She starts laughing, right? I'm telling you, this may happen. She starts laughing. Why are you laughing, Miss Kyle? Well, it reminded me of a joke that is the answer. What's the answer? Because he kills people. <laughs> and it's over. The end. Hey, everybody starts cheering. She's, you know, up there celebrating. Then it becomes the uh, tell her about it video with Billy Joel in the courtroom. And they're dancing around there. It was a real dance fest, didn't it? You ever remember that video? That was a good video. Dancing around. going to be the judge. You're not going to have any of that going on. Well, no, you can't dance then. <laughs> oh, well. That, that was good while it lasted. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, with that, we're, we're, we're poking some fun. It's just skewing and reviewing it. Is, sure but, is. But really, overall, my big thing is to get serious for a second, right? Is that you had the opportunity to put the phantasm into the comic book canon and did no work on it? That did is nothing. That's been infuriating well, that's me that's for seven is, issues. It's not, it's not even did no work on it. Like you bring it into the continuity, you've done really nothing with the nothing. character. Nothing. That's in this what book. I'm saying. 
when you bring the not, story, it's not enough in my mind to bring her into this. And that y- you need to show us, you know, some of the things that people could work with later if they wanted to go with it. But it's nothing you legitimately have nothing. Also, and the thing is, too, I also want to have a weird showdown because even though I hate the Grim Reaper from Batman Year Two, which yeah. you know, the Phantasm is the basis from, like, you know, yeah, created yep. from the basis of have that. him show up. I want the Grim Reaper to show up and have a Phantasm Grim Reaper sh- showdown. That would be cool, right? Just wait a second. No reason for it. Telling you, if you want that, I'll tell him when he comes down here in this basement to get me in probably like three days. (laughs) So I'm an old man. Um, With all that, then also you are doing like you're doing the Tom King. Like I keep saying swear, but it's really not. It's the Tom King way where you make somebody awful, 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 awful. So that when the last bit, you end up making them level what they usually are. People applaud them. I mean, the idea in his strange adventures. Let's make Adam Strange a genocidal maniac so that at the end we can reveal he wasn't. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, you're the best. You brought him back. No, you brought him back from the shit you did. You know what I mean? That That's like the craziest thing going on. And Slide he does hand. it all the time. Like the phantasm. Can you say that again? Because that sounded like sliders. Sliders. Slide of hand. Um, Slide of hand. <laughs> so, like, what's going on? This is, this is not like, again. I, I said, I think I said this before when we were doing these, maybe a bunch of times. But if this is the story that he had in mind for that eighty-six to a hundred, and bat, I can see why he got the hell fired. I mean, <laughs> this is not a Batman story. It's hardly a Bat Cat story. It's more of a hey, let's see if Selena, you know, has the balls to kill the Joker and the Phantasms here. That, that's it. And so by the end, I mean, this was a letdown. I actually was hoping. You know, I didn't think because, again, Liam Sharp is not mine or your cup of tea. We've liked some things. Yeah. His his Wonder Woman with Greg Rucka, we loved it a lot. We loved it. But the, he's one of those. Like a Riley Rossimo is so stylized that you – but that's the same thing. Liam Sharp, when he gets in the book, he has to – the book has to fit him a lot of times. And I don't think this does, especially the way that it started with Clay Mann. Um, like right now, if you pick anything, like you could say, Liam Sharp on Swamp Thing? It would work. I mean, like that'd be awesome, right? Those sort of things. And the funny thing is, the common denominator is vegetation. I know he's really big, but it would work, right? And he tries a little different things. Some of the stuff. Like, I'm okay. just thinking about, like you know, when he really blew me away in that Wonder Woman. He's drawing Erskataga. It was Erskataga. That's all I can think of. But there are books that he would be great on. But like I said, I don't think his his style. The book has to fit him. Not okay. I'll be on this and change or whatever. And because it's not that clean. it's a stylistic style. It's like Riley Rossmo, like I said, but but better. But still, it, it it threw me off a bit. But the story's nothing. The story also it, seven issues. I think that it's starting to show that it's nothing more and more. You know, it's just random scenes. Hey, let's make sweet love. Hey, Joker, he kills me. You know, and with this being the second leg of the story, I was really hoping, like, okay, he bullshitted for fucking you know six issues now. Now it's time to get to work. I was really hoping this is going to be the start of the real story. And by the end, you could say that is happening with Phantasm kidnapping Joker, but the rest of the issue was bullshit. We didn't even get to see that. It. Why didn't you see that? So weird. Like, even then, you can only assume it's a lie. Selena has not been on the up and up he's anyway. The Joker. It's probably part of. He murders people. He, he kills people. <laughs> What'd you give this? I end up giving it a 4.5 out of 10. And usually, I think I give this usually around a 5 out of 10 because I can usually rely on Clayton, uh, on, uh, Clay Man's art. But the idea is, like, William Sharp does a good job here. It's just not a style that I really enjoy with the, what we have going on here. Still looks good overall. It's just not for me. So I went down a point five with that because the story is still bullshit. Yeah, I'm at a four. I agree. Bullshit. It's just not good. 
And the overall story is just, again, if you come into a story or you're wanting different things than other people or whatnot, but I think that I'm not out of crazy thinking I want some bat cat loving, which we get, but in the physical form, but I also want it and got intrigued where I need the emotional form. The, the funny thing is, it's like, okay, he's writing this bat cat book. And I thought at the beginning, oh my God, he's, he's doing something weird here with the phantasm because he could certainly rest on his laurels with all his bat cat fans and things and just throw something out there. And then you'd be like, okay, he had the phantasm, and I thought right away, that's odd. Like, it's almost like, hey, he wants to take over the world. The phantasm might get me and Eric back into something he's doing. It might get people who normally wouldn't care about the bat cat in. You do nothing with it. So maybe it was just, you know, that well, was that's the thing, too. Steel. I care about the bat cat, and I'm just seeing him tear it down and make a little piece of shit throughout. Ooh, I'm telling you, I don't know how much we care about his bat cat. I mean, we like Batman, we like Catwoman, we like the idea of Helena, but this we were not in the story of the ages, Jim. Yeah, it is the ages, all right. And with that, uh, that is the end of the section. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, Eric, for that. You, you made me very happy. All right. Uh, <laughs> I actually read this. I'm like, I hope that Eric can convince me it's better and then i go to look at your score i'm like well he might because i'm at a four he's at a four or five i'm like really but we're gonna go on probably right now to hear clay talk a little digital spotlight Still on the fence His continuity don't make no sense It's got phantasm but I don't care Sewer King makes me throw my hands in the air Tom King Love I don't understand If you want 12 issues Hey, he's your man Get the shade thrown at me by all his most dishes in the garbage can. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of the Weird Science DC Digital Spotlight. Of course, I'm your host, Clay, as you all know. If you notice, last week I was not here because I totally forgot about Static Shock. And that's mainly because my life is so hectic right now. Um, I got full-time job. I host six podcasts, seven podcasts, six, seven, seven technically, six technically, because one is on hiatus. Um, and I am in school. Uh, I'm consuming content 100% of the time. Um, I honestly don't know how Jim does it. He is a content creator machine, and I, I do know how he does it. He is uh, hyped up on death coffee and does not sleep. I like sleep. I don't get a lot of it, but I enjoy it. So hats off to you, Jim, like always. And I, this week, have some news ignore my dog he is super dumb and i'm actually really pissed off at him he completely destroyed his dog bed today i came home for lunch all the fluff was out of the dog bed completely like he was swimming in red 
like fluff, like I said, dog fluff, Jesus, dog bed fluff. He was com- like, he was just consumed in it. It was so funny. It's like a, he was sitting on a cloud, basically. So I got pissed off at that. Then I come home from work after, you know, right now it's like almost six o'clock. I, I finally come home and I told him right before I left, I said, this is your mess. I'm not going to buy you a new bed. You destroyed this. Now you get to just sit on the very uncomfortable foam at the bottom and not have all the fluff that get, like that legitimately makes your bed. And so I just put him in there and I left. I came home. The entire dog bed is just in rags and pieces. And he was just like, hey, hey, Clay, hey, fuck you. Like, that's basically what he told me. He's like, you know what? Your threat is meaningless. You know that you love me. You know that everybody will scream animal abuse if you don't buy me this bed. I'm not going to buy him a bed. I'm going to make him sleep on the inside of a crate with just nothing but the, the the bars of the crate. And if he is uncomfortable, if he doesn't like it, well, that's too damn bad. That's what I said. I say that now, but then I'm going to be like, fuck, I have to buy him a new bed. Anyway, news. I am going to be continuing, of course, the milestone stuff. It was just I was it was a hectic week for me last week. I will be reviewing issue number three of Static Shock along with issue four when that comes out. So you will not, I will not miss that issue. I will go back and talk about it. But this week, we are only going to be talking about two books, Justice League uh, Infinity, uh, which is, of course, the uh, Justice League Unlimited continuation, basically. And then we have some webtoons. Webtoons, of course, teamed up with DC Comics, creating a very fun kind of Batman story. It's called Batman Wayne Family Adventures. Now, with these, there are three episodes out. They do call them episodes. Uh, A total of six episodes, technically. Three of them you would have to pay for off the bat uh, in order to, no pun intended, uh, in order to read the last three. We are not going to do that. I'm not even going to be talking about the first three here. I'm only going to be talking about the first one. Why? Because we are running out of content. And somebody did inform me, I believe it was read in the Slack chat, that the Robins book, as well as, of course, King Shark, is on the DC Infinite app. I am already going to say, guys, I looked at that art. I am not a huge fan of the art style on freaking king shark so i am going to opt out of not reading that one i know we are very slim pickings when it comes to the digital content uh so i probably shouldn't be too picky but i kind of like things more on the marvel side of weird science where they kind of pick and choose so that way i'm not hating everything that i'm reading especially since like i uh, do you guys remember truth and justice the very last story arc with zatanna that was horrible it was quite possibly the worst digital content that i have ever read before so i'm not going to like kill myself over like 
horrible writing and, and, and bad comics. So instead, I just want to talk about the stuff that I actually enjoy. So with that, let's go ahead and jump right into this Justice League Infinity number, is this four? I can't remember if this is three or four. I believe it is. It is issue number three. That is correct. Issue number three. Uh, not a whole lot happens here. We are introduced to Earth D. I don't know why they call it Earth D, to be completely honest. But this entire book is narrated by Lois. She is talking about, like, how, of course, Superman has disappeared. We're finding out that, like, basically earths are like collapsing in on each other or like overlaying each other so like when one individual is disappearing they find out that it's they're actually being replaced by another individual and so they're wanting of course to get overman back to his world uh because overman is clearly trying to take over this world he's trying to take an opportunity uh we also see where superman was of course he is uh, with Zod, Doomsday, and Metallo, different versions of them, of course. Uh, but he does bump into, uh, oh shoot, um, Cal, uh, freaking from Earth D, uh, freaking, holy crap, did I actually forget his name? Um, Val, is it Valzad? No, that's not Valzad. I always forget these people's names. I am so sorry. Hold on. Let's see here. I am not just, you know, Googling who this Superman is. That would be really, really embarrassing. You know, because uh, I, I, hmm. It, I can't believe I am blanking on this stupid name. Uh, it is, uh, Calvin Ellis. I knew it was Cal. Calvin Ellis, of course, is the one that pops up here. And like Superman's like, wait, why didn't we switch spots? Like the Superman that we know, uh, is wondering why he didn't switch spots with him instead of Overman. So there's still things that need to be answered. Uh, Diana is actually replaced with like a Diana that had already died. And at the very end of this book, we see that like Martian Manhunter is wanting to connect to the, what is this ship called? It is the Infinity One Javelin. And it's really cool because where it is parked in the Watchtower, in the hangar bay, we see the other ships that, of course, made their debuts in the Justice League uh, cartoon and the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. So we see both versions of the ship. And then we see the new one that is specific to this uh, comic. So Martian Manhunter is connecting his consciousness to the Javelin, going through this wormhole, this black hole, boom tube, whatever you want to call it, that is, you know, basically caving in on itself the multiverse uh and they just disappear there's no communications at that point but we do see where diana ended up she ended up in a desolate cold planet along with da 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 dark side 
he says, uh, hello, Diana, can I give you a hand? So the issue four, I've seen covers of it. It's very, it's going to be very misleading. It shows Diana and Darkseid kissing. It's clear that Darkseid probably got sent off on this planet as well. They're going to be basically, uh, I would say befriending, but actually just like working together, uh, as a means to an end to get back to where they need to be. But we shall see. Um, I'm still enjoying this a whole lot. Um, I feel like I'm kind of over this multiverse thing already, to be honest. If we, we, we kind of need to move past it already. Um, <laughs> I know it's only issue three, but I think more so I'm kind of over this because like it's only monthly instead of like bi-weekly or something, what I feel like it probably would have been when it was digital or when it was planned for digital. I don't know, but it is what it is. I'm still enjoying the feel of it. The, of course, art style is still very reminiscent of the show. It still has that feeling. I just want to move on because when I watch this cartoon, it's usually boom, one story, boom, another story. Hey, look, another two-parter. Hey, look, another story. And this is just like, okay, I kind of want to move on. Let's let's go ahead and move towards something that is more centric to these characters rather than a very big bombastic thing. You know, I think that's mainly the big thing for me. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to this Webtoon story. Of course, like I said, if you don't have a Webtoons account, create one. It is absolutely free. You can pay for stuff on here, but honestly, there's a reason why there are so many thousands of individuals that use this webcom, uh, this uh, Webtoons app. It's because all this stuff is free. So don't put money down. Uh, just wait it out. We will read these books as they come out. I'm interested to see what other stories come out of this as far as like not Batman related stuff. I knew the first one was going to be Batman just because of course Batman is their number one seller, but it is what it is. So Batman Wayne family adventures. This is the story of, I know it has like an actual title here. Let me, it says episode one moving in. And that's exactly what this is. It is Duke Thomas moving into the Wayne Manor. They have, uh, the welcoming committee, basically Bruce and Alfred. And then they have Damien taking him uh, on this tour throughout the mansion. And it's really, really funny. I love the fact that like everybody gets a chance to like shine in these books. Of course, we are going to just talk about this uh, episode one. We will get to that when we get to it. But Damien's walking him around. He's like, oh, yeah, here's the family portraits. It's all silhouettes of everybody um, within the Bat family. Uh, he shows him his room. He basically says, hey, the kitchen, this is Alfred's area. Uh, Bruce basically has a lifetime ban because he can't cook. A little joke off of that shows him the Bat cave. And then he's like, oh, by the way, the T-Rex can eat people. And the entire mansion is booby-trapped. So, good luck! <laughs> and Bruce meets up with them again, and Duke says, Hey, so how am I supposed to get like behind all these booby-traps? How do I know everything is safe? 
and Bruce is like, oh, I think Damien was kind of having a little fun with you, pulling your leg or whatever. You shouldn't have too much trouble. Oh, but we do have a laser grid in the backyard. So it's only armed at night, but just letting you know. So this is really, really fun. The big thing with this, I love the artistic freedoms that it takes because of the scrolling technique of these webtoons. This is not a side-scrolling traditional comic. It is a vertical scroll. Uh, so we don't have traditional panels. Uh, they are all different sizes. But the really cool thing is like there's one panel in particular where it kind of like focuses on Duke's face while the entire background is like fuzzy. So it's almost like a lens focus. So it's really, really cool. That kind of artistic freedom to me shows that they are, you know, they're legitimately letting these artists do whatever they want because that is the freedom of webtoons, um, which, like I said, I really do enjoy. So here the credits are inks are by Starbite. Writing is by CRC Payne. Storyboards, storyboards, sorry, are Maria Lee. Backgrounds and rendering by Lan Ma. Flats by Gene Kim. Lettering by uh, Kai Lamel Sabal. And of course, the production is Susan Chang and Will Kennedy. Based on the characters of DC Comics, Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. So the next episode that we will be talking about next week is episode two, The Last Cookie. And I will say possibly my favorite one, but we will get uh, to that next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this spotlight. Let's go ahead and go back to Eric and Jim right now. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Green's light, Eric. There we go. That's for Reggie. And that kind of gives you a little hint that this is the green section. Right. I don't know why it would because that is hardly the Green Lantern Oath. It's it's a little better than my oath earlier, Eric. Better, at, least, I think. at least you don't have gonorrhea in this one. Right. But you man, Maybe. you have hepatitis, you have syphilis. I don't know. I don't know how you play your games over there, especially Wednesday nights. But what are we starting with there? Green Lantern Annual 2021, number one, written by Ryan Cady, with art by Sammy Bassery, Tom Derenick, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lee. The journey of Jessica Cruz continues to be seen her be the victim of fear, to overcoming fear, to now being the master of fear, and using said fear to continue to make a difference in the universe. If it wasn't for the pesky Hal Jordan who just wants to stand in judgment all the time. We've got a fun annual, though, that looks at the thoughts and considerations of Jessica Cruz as she decides what's her next step in life and, and what her next step in life is, and maybe that's being a part of the Sinestro Corps. Yeah, I, I think that it will be. I think that she'll continue on. I see people losing their minds. but the People thing is, hate this progression, and I love it so much. Yeah, I, I don't mind it because you end up where, throughout this whole deal, pretty much Sinestro standing around, badass, right? Yeah. Sitting there. He doesn't smoke, but he's kind of doing that, that whole maneuver. And he, He's hot enough. He doesn't need to Jessica's smoke. Jessica's like, you know, I don't trust you, but he's like, as you shouldn't. Yeah, and then why would she's you? like, you know what? I might do things my way. That's what I yeah, expected. Not, he's just like, whatever. 
Uh, though I think that he's full of shit, I think that he'll end up, and I think he wants to better down later. I think that that's why we saw his Daxamite <laughs> ladies, Eric. But Not Daxamites. I thought they were Daxamites. Oh, Durlins, yeah. So when you end up having all this go down, I mean, I, I don't know what people want or expect. I saw people, even in the user reviews, like, this is the worst progression for Jessica. I'm like, well, you might have little column A, column B. Column A, you get her as a yellow lantern trying to make things right. Or column B, we never see her again. There's too many lanterns already. And you're adding in Joe Mullen. You're adding in Teen Lantern. You're having all that. There's too many. So right here is not, in my mind, a diss. This is actually a pro. Like, I'm going to give her props. She's pretty good character. Let's use the idea of how she came about, even with Power Ring and all the problems she had with her you know, anxieties, and let's try to play that out and let's have her be a Yellow Lantern where she if says there is to, a character that knows how to utilize fear, it's Jessica Cruz because she's lived with it for so long now. Yeah, and you know what I like about it, too? We had a Sinestro book way back, you no know, 52, things like that. But in this book, if you go forward, because at the end it does not say, you know, continued in this book of the Green Lantern. It looks like there's something else down the line that maybe it'll be another annual, maybe it'll be a mini, but with that, you don't get enough Sinestro anyway. And what I like about this is you never get enough Sinestro anymore of explaining what's going on and dealing with the Yellow Lanterns. We had that with his book, but usually he's just there, oh, damn you, Sinestro. Hey, hell, you're a jerk, and, and go. And you, it's surface level. This actually gives you the opportunity as you have. That's why we kind of liked even Jessica and Simon before as Green Lanterns because you were seeing you know, it from the start again. It's all fresh, but I like the prospect of seeing Jessica learning and doing her own thing as a yellow lantern i wish that after this annual they'd announced that there was a mini series well, i right? even I, really like that ryan katie's you know continuing on with the story that he had in the future state green lantern backup of this starting out and that you know that's that uh sector house that she was in where this all went down so he's writing this full annual which i really like the idea of him continuing on with the progression of Jessica cruz in this light yeah and i think the the art's really good and again you show right away that Jessica's pretty kick-ass And then you, you progress Obviously they get back to New Corrigar And they're ending up where Alyssa Drax And she ends up breaking free Which that makes sense You don't want to overpower the deal But when she gets there And they have tension going on You know, Pretty much at this point It's like, you know, look at me, Sinestro I'm better, I'm better But then at the end, Alyssa Drax like I don't really care about this nonsense you know, So I funny to me too Because we do have to, you know, show up Like Alyssa Drax Like why, why was this, you know this Green Lantern without power able to overcome you with no power at all and then also be welcomed into Sinestro Corps. Lisa, I understand Lo and Ugg one getting this whole situation, but you you are the keeper of the book of Parallax. And she's like, all right, look, I got to freaking hold my own right now, show some that I'm not a complete failure and kick a little ass for a little bit. But And also, I have to you know tear the company line when Sinestro says, you know, uh, Jessica Cruz, I think you have potential here. Later on, she's like, yeah, you know what? I could trade you up a little bit. We could do some stuff together, but I, I don't know. It's still... It's such a weird idea that Jessica Cruz, while I like the progression, she does kick a lot of ass way too soon. Even when we have the, in the background of everything going on in the regular Green Lantern book, where she is able to, you know, all the Sinestro core people are getting taken out by Teen Lantern or Gauntlet. And, you know, Jessica Cruz is so good with her yellow ring already that she is able to enter the mind and shut her down with that power. But she is a little OP right now, but I kind of dig it just because of what she's gone through and what she knows about fear and how to use it. And I, I like this where we even had that story where, okay, we're going to join up Yellow Lanterns, Green Lanterns. And, you know, it didn't go anywhere. It kind of fizzled out. But I like this idea. You know, you're you're doing kind of the same route of a Sinestro, but doing it in a different way where we know 
going in. This isn't a new character. We love Jessica and know how great she is. So that's the kind of neat little angle of this. Then at the end, you're like, really? She was trained by Guy Gardner and Lissa Drack? I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's pretty crazy. Um, But I do like right away where Ryan Katie like shows the idea. This isn't, and that's what... The ending, I think that the only thing that gets me mad in this whole deal is just how much of a dick suddenly Hal becomes. Because even when he sees her, you know, the idea you don't have any rings going on, Hal seems to be all uppity. He has a ring. So what is he to say of what he would or wouldn't do? Because at the one point, Jessica just needs to get the hell out of New Corrigar, but it's a setup by Sinestro. And again, you end up overpowering Jessica, but then you pull her back again. But then you also show Sinestro as, you know, pulling strings, even when you don't even think he's pulling strings, which I thought was that was really good. I I really did like it. Being Uh, the puppet master without being overtly all like, you know, a controlling factor. Like, look, the idea, too, that, uh, you know, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I'm going to let you have this ring. Go off and see how it feels and stuff like that. And even when she comes back, does it? Yeah, you do what you want. But like, I I know how things are going to work out with my killer (laughs) ring. (laughs) But I like to where she has the deal where as she's going, this yellow ring. I mean, legitimately, reading between the lines, the yellow ring, you said it. It suits her more. It suits her better. The, The fear. Now she has to try to figure out how to do it her way. And things like As that. As opposed but, to using the willpower and figuring out not only if she can use her own fear to do certain things, but feed off the fear of other things of the people around her. Like you can read the fear of the room right now with this ring and figure out a way to overcome a situation. It's a cool new aspect that you don't really have, you don't really get to a chance normally to explore how the different power rings work and how they like affect different people and how you then use those things. And what you do here where Jessica Cruz sees a refugee ship that's, you know, stranded around like Earth and stuff like that when she's trying to make her way back home. Home and how she uses that fear until she's interrupted by, you know, how Jordan, but what the hell is all this bullshit? You're a yellow lantern, not on my watch. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, how the fuck does your ring work, Hal? Yeah, 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 that's what we want to know. Is it the living will still? But he, like I said, he comes in uh, on his high horse here. It'd be funny if he actually had the construct of it. But he, what is he to say? What is he to say? Like, oh, what the hell are you doing? And I want Jessica to say, well, where were you? I was stranded in a sector house. Luckily, it was even there. And then I fought them, and she's so proud of herself and says, I took them down without a ring. Without a ring, Hal. And he's like, get out of town. He's such a jerk like that. He plays off like in, like, if this was Roadhouse, he's the asshole guy who, who's running the town. and make Like, he's just a jerk here. But it's okay. I mean, he's doing his thing as well. But I like the idea, too. It looks like, you know, you'll be the Yellow Lantern of Earth. And that will have some conflict with some things you're going to end up having. Such a cool idea, too, that the Sinestro Corps is taking up the role of the like the Green Lanterns now that they're gone, and you know using Sinestro's way of doing things, like and you know putting out sectors just like the Guardians did, but doing it better at least in Sinestro's mind. And it's funny because they they go with these, and I'm talking they, the people who are mad about this, and the people, and like they seem to think in their mind that Hal and Jessica have just like this 50 year relationship that it's like. There wasn't much of one. In fact, when you had the Green Lantern's book, Hal shows up. Hal shows up, says you got a double battery. Smell you later and leaves. The idea of this, though, if we did say we get a mini or whatever it happens, boy, I want I want Guy Gardner to come in because of that training connection. That's always a connection, even if you don't think it is or whatnot. You know them doing. But he was also different lanterns as well. So he would know, like, hey, listen, I was a red lantern at one point. It was crazy. All this. And I, I think that that would be pretty cool. I have a feeling that guy's coming in like, well, where do I get my ring? I mean, this, this green shit is falling apart. 
But again, you also have the stuff with Simon. It's a very cool thing, and it's a way, in my mind, not to elevate the character as in like, oh my god, she's so powerful, whatever, but elevate her in a way that, okay, she has a purpose now that's above just being another one of the Earth Lanterns in a Lights Out story that just does not have enough room for all these characters. I mean, would you rather have what happens now with Kyle Rayner? Like you said, he's just missing. He's so out this there somewhere, up, he's being out all there. cool about it, he's being the best Green Lantern he can be. He's, he's, you know, off in your favorite sectors of the uh, whole deal. But with that, you know, this gives Jessica a purpose. It gives her something. And it allows, because the big thing, again, maybe it's artificially set up this way, but the real cool thing about Jessica was never really the idea, oh, man, she kicked this person's ass or she captured that. It was her being able to overcome her own thing to actually become a really good lantern. And now you're using all that to progress it to another level. And I think that this really plays out well, too, that if you don't know much about the yellow rings, if you don't know much about the Sinestro Corps and things like that, this does spell it out because I do think there are people out there who just think that you you go and make a construct and people shit their pants and run away. It's not just that. This shows where (laughs) Sinestro is even guiding. (laughs) It is, but you know what I mean? It's more than that. Just like the idea of, Hey, well, what's willpower? What like, like even the idea when Hal does blast her because he just sees a yellow lantern, you know, like thing, and then she does, you know, retaliate. The th- the construct that she creates to go against Hal before she realizes who it is that is nightmare fuel for anybody to shit their pants with. But it's such a weird idea too if you think about how we go here when Hal does show up, and you expect the Green Lanterns to be the best there is because of that's how we know and these are Hal. the heroes of the universe, and exactly the the, the best lantern in, in everybody's mind except for mine. But out of nowhere, he's like. When I heard the Sinestro Corps was terrorizing a refugee ship in my sector, I was ready to fight. I'm like, well, for one, who told you that? And you were just it, like, you know, you jumped to the conclusion. She was there. She was helping. She was using fear to do it. But that's the way her you know, ring works. She was helping. And you're like, oh, they were out here terrorizing. I'm like, it's all about perspective right now because Jessica Cruz, she's the hero of the story, but she's called a terrorist. And why I like that, too, is that you are seeing it's such a subtle thing. I think that you almost sit there and go, wait a second. Was Sinestro always wrong in those things with with Hal? Because we saw Jessica, yes, on the surface, it would look like, oh, my God, she's scaring the crap. But she's scaring people to do things the right way so that they can be saved. Yeah, they're getting a little scared, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, they are getting scared. You know, even as Sinestro, like, well, you have to make them afraid of what couldn't happen. You got to make this guy afraid. But it works because she is doing Something to save everybody She is not trying to hurt one person here She accidentally Trusts somebody that she shouldn't Didn't realize and that's more of just coming into the situation Not knowing but it's, even then The idea that Hal comes in and goes You're terrorizing them well, And even not giving Jessica thing, the benefit of the doubt When it continues on She's like it's different now This is like I could feel these people were in trouble From parsecs away I could feel their fear And he just interrupts their fear And you couldn't help yourself right like no, I just wanted to help him, dude. Calm down. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I, you know, we're dummies or whatever, but this idea of Ryan Katie pushing this idea of you're bad to fear, this is that, Sinestro, you're really pushing the facts so that Jessica can go back. And, and really, throughout this whole annual, Sinestro is talking sense. He's also giving trust out. He's also doing this. And I think that this is just to play off the idea of I thought the Green Lanterns were the greatest thing, but I just saw how. That guy, that pig-headed jerk, Sinestro's actually talking a lot of sense of how we can make the, you know, it's 
almost like the idea if we were down with Simon Saint and the magistrate. We'd be like, mm, it makes a lot of sense here. And I think that Sinestro's playing off that. In the meantime, give you just enough rope to hang yourself with situation. And it's a weird idea of coming in from different like ideas, our preconceived notions, because we know Sinestro's bad. Everything that we've ever seen, yes, he has an idea about how to do this, but he is bad to the bone. He is a guy that is not to be trusted. Like, will Jessica eventually go and become like, will she go too far? Because this is what the Sinestro Corps does. While they might have some altruistic people in the Corps, it always seems whenever we have this, they're always just fighting against the Green Lantern and it's trying to induce fear. Like, even new Corps are like, I need to help my people, but I need to put them in place and have them know I am their goddamn leader. I'm like, well, you went a little too far there, Sinestro. He always goes a little too far. That's why I rolled the dice. Yes, he is bad to the bone. It's verified. Eric, so... You get that, but I like this idea where it's playing off already as a big-scale version of, are you a freedom fighter or are you a terrorist? Well, you're going against the Green Lanterns who are going to think you're a terrorist, but you know, and we know that Jessica means well. So Hal really comes off as an asshole and, and coming in and not even not even giving her a, a second of trust because he sees that yellow and thinks Sinestro and thinks that, you know, she must be corrupted, she must be doing this, but she actually does try to save these people. It just happens that, you know, they're, they're not about all great. A little bit, she yeah. ended up, you know, she didn't know and she's going in. But I like that again because now we're getting that, you know, that feel of training and learning new things. And it feels fresh with Jessica, who up until this point, yeah, we're always going to get, well, she's anxious, all that thing. like, And it was starting to get like every time she shows up, that's what you get. Well, now you can get that again, but in a different light. And I think that the light is yellow, Eric. There you go. And it, it, I think that that's slow a cool, down. I think it's a real cool concept. Well, right? even the, the idea, idea too, that you I, can deal with that again in a different way. I did want to see more of this because we did have this refugee ship and a lot of people were on here posing as, you know, like refugees and stuff like that. But what they had is like they've taken over this ship and they had all this contraband. They plan on landing on Earth because that's why, you know, uh, Jessica found them because they were so close to Earth's orbit. But the idea is like they were going to land down there in the escape pods, these mercenary thugs, and then they were going to sell all their illicit contraband on Earth. I'm like, well, who's buying that? I want to see that story. And what do they got? It's the Teen Lantern, Eric. That's what she, she's going to come back and get another gun. Like, yeah, I have no idea what they got. It'd be funny if they just end up having like Pap's blue ribbon from somewhere out in the deal. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, Space oh, like, Mr. Pitt, hey, who's buying? Hey. It will be the space version of, say, like Smokey and the Bandit. They got cores, Eric. They're just taking it across state lines here. Uh, but I like that. And I like that idea it's of funny Jessica. How Smokey. Yeah, really. <laughs> it is the Bandit. Some bitch. <laughs> it would be great. Uh, so you end up, though, with, you know, the way that in Jessica, if you're sitting there in Jessica's, you know, place, you would think, oh, you know what? Sinestro was real, like, calm and nice and things. Let me. And then Hal comes in like he's the only bit of authority there should be or whatever. It is pushing her to go. But obviously, it's Jessica, so we know they'll be. But I really like the concept. I really do. And I thought that this played out very well where, again, she was going off and she was going to leave. But then she decides to double back. I mean, well, Hal pretty thing. much convinces her. Like, well, that's you, the whole buddy. thing, too, because she was going to be the Yellow Lantern, so, you know, Sector 2814. And, you know, Hal's like, so what are you going to, like, you know, protect people through fear? And I was like, you know what, asshole? You belong here. You stay here. You hold the fort down. I'm going to go back and do my own thing over here. I'm just going to continue doing my job and, like, you know, and reminding my former commander to do his, kind of just you know, throwing it back in his face, this idea, like, but that's why we have, you know, Jessica Cruz on new Korrigar and not being the, like, you know, Yellow Lantern Space Sector 2814. Yeah, and I like that. And she might train with Lissa. She ends up with the battery. She even says, I ain't saying your oath. I want to say, like, 
You kind of have to. I mean, I know you don't yeah, you want don't to, have to, but do it. I'd like you to, right? And then she turns it into some rap, but she sounds like one of those teachers who thinks they're hip, where they're like, this is Just math, and I'm here to say we're going to do arithmetic today. <laughs> Word, right? Uh. <laughs> I'd be the coolest teacher ever, wouldn't I? And I'm like, look at me. I'm your teacher in class. If you get me, and I'll kick your hey. I'll do that, right? And everybody will, oh, man, he didn't say ass. I'm like, you're suspended. And so I get him, Eric. Go that's to the how, principal's that's, office. That's how, I, that's how I root out the bad seeds, Eric. Uh, but what did you give this at the end? I ended up giving this an 8 out of 10. I thought the art was really good, and I love this progression of Jessica Cruz and him becoming Yolanda. A lot of people hate it, but as soon as I saw this in the back of a future steak read, I'm like, this is amazing. This is a great progression for the character. And the only thing I'm pissed off about is I had to wait this long to finally see it in this annual. And all I can ask coming forward is like, when do we get more of this? Because this is what I care about right now in Green Lantern. It's so funny with the stuff. And we mentioned it, but not really right now or whatnot. But we're there in the, the whole fear state. And you keep saying, well, I did see this in the future. I did see this. We go, we just t- totally like push aside that this was a thing that happened in the future state, but yeah. now it's happening now. Everything is happening quick, but this was one of our favorite things. It was our favorite thing in the Green Lantern. Oh, totally. Future state, but it was I did one like of the our Guy favorite things. One too. Yeah, but it was our, one of our, yeah, really. We, it was one of our favorite things overall was this thing with Jessica. And it was really cool when we found out there was going to be an annual. That was really awesome. We're like, yeah, there's an annual we want to see. And then it wasn't an annual sweep, but here we go. Uh, What's next, though, Eric? Next up, we have Green Lantern number six, written by Jeffrey Thorne, with art by Marco Santucci, Tom Rainey, Mike Atea, and Simon Boland. For this issue of Green Lantern, we relived the last issue, but from a new angle, we looked at Joe Mullen going to New Corrigar to collect the rampaging Teen Lantern. And in that, we essentially see Sinestro giving Joe the same spiel that he gave to Jessica Cruz in the annual. And for the John Stewart part of the story... We get a long, drawn-out talk about a planet's war in the dark sector that was simply boring as hell. Eric, did, did you know about the Gear Wars? I've heard about That's, the Gear and, Wars. And, and, oh, no. you're, you're here, supposed to go, about it. well, I've kind of heard about him. I, I don't know much about him. Oh, let me no, tell no. you. I fell for that for, once. I'm not doing that. a real good time. Because that's what it felt like to me. And I actually groaned like everybody did when you have Gear, man, Gearhead, whatever, say about that. Because, you know, it. I don't know. This book has a weird deal going on that sometimes I really like it, but I like it despite the idea that it feels like Jeffrey Thorne overwrites some scenes because he wants to really push this idea that the core is like a military deal and everybody else involved. And the United Planets as well. Yeah, and the United Planets. And I think that we're already too crowded. The the big thing is we need to, you know, find out about what happened like that and stuff like that. And at parts it seems to just I don't know what it is, but it loses my interest as I'm reading and I start having to read things over again and some of the stuff and just like, just keep it simple. Let's go with this. Let's, you know, see some things because when you do get down to, you know, Joe going off and Joe going against Sinestro, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. a pretty cool way to put up your pants. Well, and even the in idea it. that Sinestro is really interested in the idea of a new Green Lantern ring, what that means because the core is supposed to be down, but Joe still has a charge and like you know doesn't know how it works. We barely know how it works besides the fact that it doesn't need a battery. It just like you know you let it sit for a little while and it replenishes itself it's over time. It's got a solar battery, maybe. But isn't it cool though the way? And I'm telling you, I like some of this a lot. I love the conversation between Sinestro and Joe because we know if you you know have read Joe. She is a police officer. I mean, I know that the Green Lanterns are the police of space, but she's a legitimate detective, a, a police officer. So when Sinestro, who seemingly thinks that he's being clever, like he's like, so like he's trying to get information from her, being sneaky about it, and she's not falling for it. 
And Sinestro seemingly gets a little bit frustrated, but then he's intrigued. I really liked it. I really thought well, that that was is, really, really cool. It's kind of cool. It's just that when I see this issue, I wanted a real progression from where we left off with Teen Lantern freaking, you know, rampaging through New Corrigar, then Simon Baz having to come down and collect her after, you know, Jessica Cruz, like, took her brain out, like, you know, made her unconscious, essentially. But, like, that was a huge deal. Like, I want to see the progression. But all I'm seeing is a side story of something we, I already saw last issue where we're still seeing Teen Lantern Rampage on there and Joe, Joe just making her way to the planet and sending Simon off there to go grab her. I'm like, it's such a weird thing, especially when the conversation between Sinestro and Joe seemed like it was just so familiar to me because I had just read the annual it's before this with Jessica Cruz. I read this first, actually. So maybe that was the deal. I just like the idea that you're, again, where you end up having jessica and sinestro going you had already established the idea oh my god jessica captured you know Lisa dragon you know so she's elevated i like this idea of showing people who might not know how smart joe is and how oh, yeah. you know, even the idea of how she that was she cool. like you know takes the yellow lanterns that are attacking her as she's entering new corrigar's space and like when they come after her and she creates this cage for them through like the like the way her ring works and her the way her mind works where they're going to pretty much be trapped in this thing forever trying it's to like make their way out. Room. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's a really cool way to show how Joe uses her rig and how she is a different lantern than anybody else right yeah, now. Also, again, it gives people, because Joe isn't the most known character, even though she's very featured in this, again, it spells out, my you know ring will go down. It's not a unlimited supply. It will go down. Then I just have, and that's the thing. It even happened in her book where, you had to make sure you didn't, you know, go hog wild and go because you have to really play, you know, strategic with it. And I did like that. The problem I have with Kelly and it's that she's there as a prop. I mean, this is a little girl. They say it enough. Oh, man, that's a little girl. That's a little girl. But we have no idea really why she went full out like this as the gauntlet controlling or whatnot. And she's just going ham on everything there. And they do admit she has murdered people and she has. But you just end up like, I, I need to know what's going on with her overall. And yeah, even that Joe just stops to talk to Sinestro. And, uh, all right. We'll it's weird, too, later. because each issue that we've had after this annual kind of thing, even though if this was supposed to be part of annuals week and stuff like that, but it always seems like the issue after that is like, okay, let's stop and catch everybody up on what they've, we've been doing so far. Because even when you have Joe and Sinestro talking about, oh, I heard the battery went down, you have a functioning ring. Hey, nobody's seen them Guardians in a while. What's up with them? Stuff, you know? And he's trying to get information, but it is telling us all what's going on. It is recapped. The only reason I liked it is because. Oh, it- this is my favorite part. It did feel like Sinestro was trying to get info that he really, really wanted, but he was trying to play Mr. Cool here. I'm like, hey, what up with them Guardians? Pretty crazy, huh? Haven't seen them in a while. I don't know. One, you know, I, I ended up getting a call from the one the other day, and he like he's tried to do that. It's not working. I also like the idea that like with Joe having the only real functioning ring left with because it's different, but the idea like he calls Kyle Rayner Alley Rat. He seems to have these like you know nicknames figured out. Coach Joe, Joe, this entire time, okay, last lantern, you truly are a delight. After she talks about, oh, you're a mass murderer, a dictator, ruthless, methodical, focused, gifted tactician, and hand to hand fighter, and crazy as sixteen cats in a two cat bag. <laughs> I like when he's last lantern. And you are such a delight. From your perspective, I suppose I can deny I can deny none of that. Yes, it, it's funny too because there is you know a guy who might have been president before who really loved those nicknames as well, and I think it's playing off that a little bit. But with that too, you get one of the biggest moments here, and and I love the way it played out. Where you know they're laughing it up, and he's like, "Oh my god, you're so funny." He basically, to me, he it plays off as like some 
you know, Roman emperor who just takes a fancy to somebody who's a little sassy. Like, oh my God, look at you. Nobody talks to me like that. Come over here. You're pretty funny. You are a delight. And it is funny. And then just stops and says, listen, I know what you're thinking. Everybody's thinking it. But all those things you said, you studied me. You know. And again, goes with her detective police work deal and says, you know everything about me. You said, right? Okay. Am I ever a liar? Did you ever find anything that said ever that I was a liar? She's like, no, I haven't. He's like, I didn't do it. I did not do that battery. And so that was really cool. I thought that was a really cool way to show. And now we're like, okay, I still don't trust him 100%, but I do. Of course not. Not for this, though. But the whole thing, even like the idea that we have to get to the bottom of Sinestro destroyed the power battery. Out of all the people that we had as suspects before, I'm like, I never once thought that Sinestro would have been behind this. It's funny. He's like. They find out later that it, it was Lissa. He just sent her. He didn't do it himself. He oh, he's one of them guys. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those assholes. The small print. But I did like it overall. But like you said, you don't really do much. Basically, you go to New Corregard to grab, you know, Kelly to take her back while you give recap while you're there. But I like but, that but part of Sinestro. Have to, you still Joe. have to worry about the idea because while Sinestro is talking about how he's innocent of this whole thing, how Joe's such a delight, he also kind of lets it out there. Like, yeah, I'm a part of this United Federation planet, so you know what? I'm going to run this shit, sir. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to run everything. It, it, at the one point, I swear to God that he's like, who I'm going to run out. Oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Oh, you know, strike that off the record, right? Hey, you know what I'm saying? But, but I really also at the like end it. of the day, he's also telling if you ever want to come back and stuff like that, you know, there's a yellow ring waiting oh, for you. He's really playing that game up, right? He wants all the lanterns. But with that going on, you have that second story. You got Kilowog. You have this idea Kilowog of this planet. on a planet out in the dark sector I that has been invaded. It has a hundred year war going on, but then you have these angels that are coming in here and doing these things and subjugating the people. I'm like, this goes on in this long thing. And by the end, I'm like, you keep just saying things and it doesn't, it's not engaging me the way you do it. And that's the thing about it. I mean, the kids have to learn about tech war somewhere, Eric, but. When you're saying something like this and getting kind of technical with this history, we don't have a connection with it. So how can you think that we're going to care? Like I try to care, but it's not sticking. Nothing's sticking because all I'm thinking of is just go get Kilowog. Just go in this whole idea of these barriers and you end up having these golden guards. Like all that stuff seems okay and seems neat, but... In the meantime, there's a lot of lanterns on a lot of worlds. I don't need this every time. I don't need this You have the light breeders and stuff like coming in here and taking control of the people's minds. And because, you know, like uh, Kilowog's one of the people that weren't controlled and the light bringers were like, oh, they didn't like that. They turned all the people into what uh, to what Kilowog calls, where is it I here? Like, they turned the others on us like blood cats. But it's weird because it seems like they turned all the people on, you know, Kilowog because he wasn't affected by this mind control. But then it seems like... I don't know how the Lightbringers work because they seem to want to get rid of people they can't control. But instead, all the people in this world, we saw the kids ripping their parents to shreds, mates killing mates. We grab. So it just seems like instead of going after Kellogg, really, everybody's just killing and eating each other, essentially. It's funny, too. It's like, hey, mate, he kills you. And I didn't mean it like that. Uh, it's it's like, like, you know, normal deal. You know, Logan comes up to me the other day and he's like, hey, dad. Did you know that the Liberty Bell, I'm like, don't talk this, you know, pseudo history. I don't read your stuff. I don't, I don't remember things. But one of the things that get me with him, uh, Jeffrey Thorne, it is he again, like it's not fancy talk, but it is like at one point you do end up having this transmission from Kilowog. He's all upset. You got to save me. I don't know what the hell is going on. Spells all this out. And then you have this guy there at the controls going, 
Processing stellar coordinates locked signal code Owen numeric syntax timestamp. I, I just need them to say I know where they are and this was a day ago. Let's go. And it's just everything seemingly has to go through this filter at points, especially when John's around to make it more of this like technical jargon and military, and it just loses me every time. And that's well, not, not the only, only thing. That, because even with the idea that we got to go over here to the dark sector and save our lanterns that are like you know stranded out there. We're essentially just putting together that group of former lanterns like B. Lou, Ken's, and John here to go off and start doing their weird, like, I don't, I don't really, I'm not going to say mercenary work, but, you know, still be a police state, a uh, police force to a degree. But I hated that stuff in Future State. And now that we're already here, I'm like, oh, come yeah, and, on. And, and here's, this is it. Okay. You have this at the very beginning on the bridge of the UP starship, right? And you end up, no particle trail, nothing. And then the one guy goes, as stated, Captain, no lock, detecting traces of quark-gluon plasma throughout the system. And then she goes, that "That underbirth is using a shadow field? Comms, click, tick, update. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. Oh, those shadow fields. You can't use that (laughs) shit, Jim. What's going on? I had to read that 17 times. I'm like, I still don't know what's happening. What are you doing this? I mean, I'm telling you, that is the most like pseudo Star Trek shit that I've seen. And it's not impressing me because Star Trek is nonsense, Eric. But How dare it, you? it's just it's so crazy. Like a new corridor is not responding to our hypercast. Like, what is that? Your nice podcast you put out there? You jerk. Look at you. I was having so much problems with it. It makes me laugh, right? Well, it, it goes does. on and on. And even the idea of John then getting, like, you know, mind melted to figure out what's going on from this person that, like, whose ancestors, like, you know, the, the woman he saved from the other planet whose ancestors came from this other place that they knew about these different things in the centuries war. So we have to have these mind movies now to explain something that you've already explained. But now you're showing me things about the century war and it goes on and on to the idea of like, oh, we have to do something, Lantern. So because there's slavers out there. I'm like, we were just dealing with slavers on the last planet. Everybody's a goddamn slaver. Anybody coming to a planet, they're going to enslave you. Yep. And we saw like Uncle Sam there. He was hanging. He was hanging out at the one That's place. Different. Yeah. I'm just saying, they're, they're, they're going there. You have all that stuff going on. It was crazy, though, with this talk. And like you said, then you're going mind movies. It just went on so long or something. We don't have any sort of context. So now we're just going to have a bunch of powerless, you know, Green Lanterns going out to the dark sector to yeah. save this planet from the gold centurions, which is, you know, boom tubing angels coming in. I'm like, all right, this this, this could work out. But right now, I, I'm not looking forward to this story. Yeah, it, it's it's even starting like the idea of the Jeff Johns and John Romita Jr. Superman story with the Ulysses. It just all this gets thrown in together and whatnot. And I was not digging that second half one damn bit. But I did like the beginning and then at the end, hey, who are you? Looks like Taboo well, that's uh, the thing. from the Black at, Eyed Peas. Eh? At the end cool when you have this, dude. Ki- this guy come on to one of the ships that are about to shoot off. Taboo. And John's like, hey, what do you know? It's Lonar, one of the oh. new guys that we saw before that like, you Taboo. know, when we asked like, how does this guy know all about this whole thing? Like he was talking to John before. So he was one of the earlier issues before. And he's around. He has a, like a, an idea about what's going on here. It's such a weird idea though, that we're using Lonar so much now where he was Earth 3 during the crime syndicate book as well. I'm like, you just make it the rounds, Lonar. I don't get he it. Yes, I just like that John's there and he's strapped in and is like, "Hey, everybody, it's me. I'm I'm hanging with you guys." Like, enough is enough. And he attacks him. I'm like, all right, it's taboo. But what That's would not you? Taboo, it but looks even like the him. idea when he's like, "I'm Lonar. I'm from New Genesis. I'm here to watch you save the universe or destroy it, one or the other." I'm like, "You're not Metron. What are you doing? No, just no. watching and plus, shit." 
I'd punch him right in his sexy face right there, Tebro. He's rocking a headband, pretty badass. I'm telling you, though, look at him. He's about to punch him, and then he says that bullshit. I'd punch him right in his freaking nose, Eric, and that would be that, right? And then next, might as well say, gear wars. It's evolutionary wars. Next, I'm like, oh, really? Really? So what did you give this? I like the art a lot for the first section yeah, with I Joe Mullen and stuff like that. I'm honestly a huge fan of the John Stewart stuff, and it might just be because like I we've had this art all along with the John Stewart sections, just because of how bored I was with all That's the jargon so and the explanations about this, that, and the other thing. Where I ended up really with like I'm telling you, they talked nonstop about this planet that they're going to go to and the situation, and I still felt lost by the end because. It was just so overwhelming and just kind of boring. It was putting me to sleep. So maybe it just I'm pissed off the art because the story was pissing me off. I don't know. But that first section, even though it was a, like a, a weird new angle on a story that we had in Green Lantern last issue, it was interesting to see us and also kind of a weird redo of what happened with Jessica Cruz in the annual. It was still a fun section, but the second section of this book was really down for me. I ended up giving it a 6 out of 10. I'm giving it a 6 as well. My thing is is that we ended up getting John off the planet originally so that he can go back to get with everybody. And now we're just going to mention other planets and, and go through their history and things like that. It's just not that interesting. It really isn't that interesting. The stuff, though, at the beginning, I really Which is like, just funny like because the art have, at the beginning more, too. We have Hal Jordan just hanging out on Earth. You know, he's one of the only lanterns left, and yet we're not seeing him do any Earth things in any other book. Yeah, and now we're just, you know, having John go all around. He's just ping-ponging around. And, like, why isn't he know. on Bendis' Justice League since he is on Earth right now? Yeah, he should be. That, that would be cool, but he doesn't do that. I don't know. Everybody wants to go away from, from the old Hal Jordan, Eric. He's kind of a jerk, but we're going to go. To the last book of this section, and it is a a tie-in book, Eric. It's the Swamp Thing number seven, right? You like that? It is written by Ram V, art by Mike Perkins, Mike Spicer, and Indita Bidakar. And you know, it's tying in. I asked you before, before I get into my blurb, I asked you before we started, like, what do you think is the process and the the whole concept? Are you having the Suicide Squad show up in a ten-issue mini and pretty much, you know, commandeering it for a bit? To help the sales of the Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad isn't selling well. I feel like it was the reverse, but they, like it's not working out because I, I think, think the that DC it was just plan, movie wise, exactly. You know the what movie I mean? was going to be coming out. It's a new team. People do get excited for when new teams. I know I do, but the Suicide Squad book isn't selling that well. And I thought they had a, like a more of a harder push for a, like a ten issue Swamp Thing with a new Swamp Thing. I think that they thought this was going to try to help this book, but ultimately, we need something to help the Suicide Squad book. Yeah, and with that, too, it's like, okay, we're afraid the Suicide Squad, or the Swamp Thing book won't sell. So what we'll do is we'll make it 10 issues and then throw in three or four with the Suicide. Just make it a five-issue mini get the hell out. Exactly, to have a tie-in series going on here with a a 10-issue maxi series. Like, you have a finite amount of issues to tell this new Levi Kamei Swamp Thing story. And we're kind of beating around the bush doing other things instead of actually telling the Levi Kamei Swamp Thing story. Is that where you find out at the end, okay, they were going to give them a six-issue mini and they said, hey, because 10 is weird. Hey, we're going to have four of those issues are there. Try to make it work. I don't know. And then it is kind of a six-issue mini and well, a four-issue crossover. Infinite Frontier, the idea that we're going to have a more connected universe. We're just doing this to make it feel like it belongs here. Yeah, it's weird that it's the Suicide Squad, and you know, the movie thing and all that. But to me, great stories well, are the ones just that... just Peacemaker. Yeah, well, to me, great stories are the ones that no matter how complex they are, Eric, you can still explain them in a basic way. You think back at them in simple terms, and while you reread them, you remember 
the complexities then and Alan Moore Swamp Thing has that. You can go and think of the Alan Moore Swamp Thing, which a lot of stuff is very flowery and things like that. And you're like, oh, no, no, this was showing you that Alec Holland wasn't really Alec Holland. You know, that sort of thing. This book does not have that. It just has Ram V and an Alan Moore Swamp Thing cover band, Eric. Sure, he may know the chords to Sweet Emotion. He's going Aerosmith with this here. All right. He tries his best to hit the harmonies, but in the end, he's just a cover version of Aerosmith, probably calling himself Here's My Names for the Aerosmith cover bands, Eric. See if you like them. Draw the line. Is that okay. a good one? You I like that? No, it's Last just the name child. of the song. Last Last just names the thing that's is, what I would every be, cover band no, is. No, no, no. I would be Boys in the Attic. Eric, or my favorite. <laughs> Boys in the Attic, you jerk. I, I can show you this, too. That is my actual third one. But if you didn't know, if you have tribute bands, 99.9% are named after songs. Oh, yeah, the Suicide Squad continues to try to capture Swamp Thing Boys here. Boys in the Attic. Uh, yeah, I have Boys in the Attic. I, you ended up making me sad now. <laughs> you ruined my whole deal. I thought I was going to make you giggle. Uh, but, yeah, you end up where, you know, Ram V, you kind of read this and you kind of pull for him a bit of the idea of, like, Boy, you got to tell the Suicide Squad thing, and you're doing your best to try to tell your Swamp Thing with it and coming up with an angle to do that. But then at the end, you really don't do anything. And I think that, you know, when you have this crossover, I don't even know how this trade will be going and whatnot because of the whole idea with the Hopefully Suicide Squad. Hopefully it all comes out in one. Maybe it's one of those, like, he doesn't want to reveal big, big things. He's setting up things, but the big reveals will be in the last couple of issues, I would think. Uh, but in that, you kind of get a little less of each part. And the Suicide Squad part is nothing here. You basically just have, oh, my God, Kemo is on his way. He's going to attack you. The Green's in trouble. Hey, how about if I kind of pick through your memories and figure out what's going on? And gives Levi an out to pretty much, okay, I'm out of here. I it's don't such have to a be weird swamping idea anymore. Because the idea that you do have Nightmare Nurse on this team, which feels like a weird inclusion to the Suicide Squad, to have that there. But when she is going through, like, you know, so Mick Rory's taken down. He has to be, you know, taken care of, you know, off panel now because he was taken down by Swamp Thing. But when Nightmare Nurse gets a hold of Swamp Thing and starts going through him, taking apart his memories, and even the idea where I can take this memory from you, severing the connection to the green, I'm like, do you have that power to sever this connection to the green? And we don't even know how he has a connection to the green at this point in time. That's my problem. It, it almost feels like she's not going to sever the connection. She's going to take away the reason that he has the connection with the green. And it seemingly is just his dad dying. And I don't get that that would be that much of a concern for the green. Well, is now, it with just this, his dad dying or him betraying the people in the land well, that he came from? he ends from. up saying, I'll take away because it ends up, oh, my God, my dad got shot. And she's like, I can take that away right now, all your, all the memories of it, you know, all these things. I just love the idea. It's like, yeah, do it. Takes all the memories and then, hey, where's dad? Oh, he got shot. Oh, shit, I'm swamping again. It like, almost feels weird, though. It doesn't change reality. It just well, changes she says the this. memory. I could remove it, heal it, exercise it like a cancer growth. The green would have no way to tether itself to you. And I'm yeah, like, that's the tether. Does, that's does weird. the green only tether itself to the suffering, the pain? That's what it, it feels seems. Odd. It's almost like, you know, how Roy Harper was tethered to the Black Lantern ring for the suffering. But at least that's something that it goes. I don't understand kind where of. the green, the green's sitting around and saying, oh, you know what? That guy is so upset with his dad getting shot. Let's be the swamp thing. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, with that, the, you start getting little things about, you know, and his dad's going, let's go in. I love the idea. Let's travel into the swamp there, my son. They go all he that way. That. Yeah, but it, the thing is, when they're doing it now, they go all that way for his dad to go, see, check out these roots. They're pretty old. Yeah. 
that's why we're not going to go with you with this whole deal. And he's like, what? You're not going with me. I'm like, what do you think he was doing? Why well, would he have you go in there? Well, Seriously. You, you want to you know, have it up there, get a little exercise so you can break it to him a little easier. I thought so, he was going to throw have a, him in the slump. You can have a walk back. Maybe you can talk about it. Maybe cooler heads will prevail. You cool down a little bit. But the idea, though... His dad's right because you don't want Prescott Industries taking control of this, you know, their heritage, their land right now because you know he's up to no good. But with that, you also had that thing where his brother says, "You don't understand. You're gonna, you know, make dad be nothing or whatever." I'm like, "No, he's just got to move. Just move over there. They're gonna give me money." But even then, like I said, it, it actually plays out with Nightmare Nurse. It's almost like in Harry Potter where they're taking the threads of them, oh yeah, put them in the deal, and it's an okay way to get some background that we desperately need but it's a weird thing that this is how you're getting it and then it's pretty much it's not surface level because we're finding out but it's it's not giving you really what we need we're just well, getting a little is, more of the you know the flat not flowery but we're getting more of the you know landscape of the deal but never getting to the real location that we need to get to I do like the background on Levi Kamei and his father and stuff like that. Even like his father's trying to, you know, tell him about, you know, things, how hardships are and how you have to do things certain times through their like culture and stuff like that and stories. And then he's like, they don't need old roots and stories about warrior, like warriors carrying mountains, dad. And his dad just goes off after this whole thing. He looks at his brother. He's like, why, Jacob? Why is he like this? And Jacob's all like, you just told the old man that the world doesn't need him anymore. What do you expect him to do right now? So when his dad does slink off like this, I just, I like all of this because you see the like you know the disconnect that you know uh, Levi had with his father and why that he might feel this guilt after he dies. But I need to know how Jacob's connected to freaking making well, Levi that's what part we of the swamp know. thing. But also the idea though, and I think it's going to be a way that he ends up praying to God gets the green, and the only way that he can convince him to be on their side. You have to save the land by making Levi a part of the yeah, land. Yeah, that's what I think it is. But even with that, at this point. Swamp Thing has not done really anything to combat this. So what's going on? And also, Levi is not a likable character. We're now at issue 7 of 10. Yeah, we're getting info, but he's a dick. He is an asshole to his dad. We want to know, like, the big bad seems to be Jacob, his brother, but yet he's sensible, so I need to know that. But overall, I don't like Levi. I don't have any connection with him, and I think he's a jerk. But also, I love this idea. Hey, you just told dad. That he's worthless and whatever. And he's like, really? Like, I just told him that what I'm doing is against, like, you got a lot of people. What about you? I mean, this does not, it, well, it's getting Levi's very overdramatic. Where he comes out here, he wants to do a good job. He wants to be a part of his company. Prescott, who has personally brought him over here to be the face of the company because he does have a connection to the land, but he does, he's all about progress. He's like, people need the investment that Prescott will bring roads, schools, jobs. He is in his mind for a more, you know, it's getting away from the old traditions of this, you know, this area and thinking more into the modern progress and Stuff like that, which is family and the people of this town aren't about at all. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. When Jacob says, you just told daddy's not needed by anybody. No, no, no. Actually, Jay, you know, Levi's the only one who is for this. Everybody, even his, you know, people in the village and things like they that. They've, already, they've yeah. already voted against it. I mean, Jacob's being real overdramatic of but this evil stuff. Because, companies have a long reach and they're well, able they to get do. a pass Well, we see anyway. that. And that's almost is the way that I like, really, we went through a lot of this to just go with the idea money because that's what it was always going to be anyway so you kind of wasted a bunch of time yeah you see this idea of levi and his dad having a falling out but his dad seems dead now and so all this well, goes around, around during a protest yeah, and all this around and around and around where this is why i kind of get upset with ram v and what i was even saying in my blurb 
Uh, with that, and I was going to say boys in the attic, and you didn't let me, Eric. I was so excited. Um, but at the end, when you sit there, and yeah, you get these narration deals that are very impressive sounding and all that stuff. And at the end, though, you're just kind of back to where you started again. And this is where, you know, hey, I went back. To, we go back to India. We're going to see what's going on. Jacob does this. He does that. But then at the end, it didn't matter who voted for what. Prescott Industries just goes and well, does even it. Even with that, you know, like you know, Levi still, after all this stuff was going on, did recommend and was he was crucial in the idea of this deal going through, even after his father's stuff, because he believes what he is doing is the right thing. For and this. again, that's the thing. I, you know, whether you look like I don't, I don't know. I hate to say I don't care, but Levi as dad and having this fight about what's better or whatever. I mean, in these stories, you usually get the big. You know, business deal, they're they're the bad ones, so you go, but really this is like a squabble between them that I don't really care about because I don't know how Levi is swamping and what that means to any of this and, and what's going how. on with Jacob. And now we only have a couple issues left. And this was but the a thing deal is, even with that, I am enjoying this whole suicide squad bit because even after, you know, Nightmare Nurse leaves and says, Kemo, look, I gave him an option to try to, to stand down. Just take him out now. And this whole thing now that we get to the point where Levi wakes up and, like, you know, Kemo is right there. The fight between Swamp Thing, a new Swamp Thing, and Kemo, like, that is something I do want to see next issue. I guarantee you it will last a page. I guarantee you that nothing will happen because nothing – you end up having this big deal with, you know, Heat Wave. And then at the beginning of this issue, it's like, yeah, he's worthless. He's there. Hey, what's up? He's, ah, I'm going to do this. I'll call Amanda. Watt. Like, nothing is happening. You end up Nightmare Nurse. Hey, I can, you know, change all this. I can take you away from the green. You won't have to be Swamp Thing. Ah, eh, you're not going to do that. I mean, it's all ways in this book. Well, that was of, also a way for us to get the background. Yeah, well, that's all it was. But then at the end where Kemo shows up, I just think it's going to be one of those where he's going to, like, envelope Kemo in a giant cacoon of trees. Groot will come in. And then that'll just end it. I mean, it, it better seems be more to be, than that because I don't even know how Swamp Thing survived Kemo's initial freaking gurgling blast. Out, initial. And now, in that, didn't you think that? I don't know. I thought that this Swamp Thing deal with Sue, I thought it was going to end this issue, and then you end with a, we're still going to go on, and then after that. We only have two more issues left for the whole series. I prefer to really this is something that we're getting before with the idea of the thought bomb that we well, had I'm before. Saying, the thing we got before, we also had a one shot before this that was not needed. Yeah, we have a lot of these weird things. I want to know about Levi and the Green because, especially like you said, we need to know Eric. The War of the Green is on. You end up having like even then though we're sitting there and we're waiting to see what's happening with Ivy. And, you know, Queen Ivy it's and so Ivy and stuff. You, and then here it's just treading water. If you think about Alec being a former avatar that is in the green, but he's also still in Like, let's just say everything's going on with, with new Mira where he's still doing Swamp Thing out there. We need a new avatar of Earth for the green and stuff like that. So we have Levi. Before, if we were talking about, like, you know, the idea that I wanted, the war of the green, you know, Pamela Isley versus Swamp Thing, who is going to be the true avatar going forward? I would tell you that there's no way that Poison Ivy could beat Alec Holland. But now if you tell me it's Levi Kamei is going to be the Avatar, I'm like, oh, shit, Pamela Ives is going to kick the shit out of him. The weird deal is it is legit that, you know, you end up the new mirror as far as we know from what ended up happening. And it ended by Ramvi and whatnot. But the idea that he is there in new mirror to keep things under control so the Upside Down Man can't do anything, right? Yeah. But yet we keep seeing the Upside Down Man being prominently featured in different books when they see these prophecies. So definitely something has to go on if they're going with the continuity to Alec Holland Swamp Thing to get him 
to leave there. We saw Upside Down Man was supposedly on Omega Earth or Earth Omega. I mean, in the we also frontier. saw it in the Green Lantern book. Exactly. Too. Jessica Cruz felt the fear of you know the uh, the Upside Down Man, whether it's his own fear or the fear of the Upside Down Man. But we also know that he is still a part of Zatanna and the Just League Dark backups. Mike. I don't know what's going on with well, the Upside Down the Man right too. now. I'm telling you with the Upside Down Man, I, I thought of it both times. Even the idea with Dark Side where he was talking and yelling and screaming at people and whatnot. I thought of that as more of a vision than actually, okay, we have him here. He's in the prison. Because he, in both ways, he seems to be chained up and whatnot. Yeah. Where they left him, I think that this was part of the, okay, we're going to get this guy. We're going to get Desperate. All these things will go on. And I think it's a pretty cool Eclipso. idea. So, or Eclipso, I mean, yeah. And with that. You know, that is kind of a neat thing to think if that is still on the board that, you know, Alec Collins Swamp Thing is in New Mirror because if he leaves, I mean, what's a cooler way to have him leave when, you know, Levi's in trouble is getting attacked by, you know, Poison Ivy or something like this where he has to go. And uh, that'd be a cool little tie in or whatnot. Sure would. It's just one of those. It's just this is I'm such a weird, word this green. is such a weird book, though, the idea that, you know, people were really liking it. We weren't as much. But then all of a sudden you're like. No, no, no! This is a this is a Suicide Squad tie-in book, and it's just weird for a ten-issue mini. I've never really seen where a ten-issue mini is going to get three or four tie-in issues to another book. Very odd. Uh, but by the end, I don't know if if you liked it up until now. I guess you still like it. I've never. I'm really liking it more connected. as we go along because of the certain thing. Like I didn't like, you know, when we had like the John Constantine thought bomb issue. But now that we've gotten to the Suicide Squad and doing this, and especially this issue where we are getting more background on like Levi and his own ideas about what he thinks rights compared to what his father believes right and the problems that they have, the the guilt that Levi would feel. I need to know how that connection works to the Green going forward, but. I like this issue even more, and I like—I really enjoyed the art for Mike Parker's doing what he does here because even with the coloring, like that green really stands out when you know Swamp Thing's on the page, and I dug it. And you're definitely more positive than me because I didn't like it at all, and I think it continues to be a nothing book that suddenly becomes a tie-in book to another thing, and we're not get—yeah, we're getting background, but I, we knew that his dad had died. We just find out how. We knew that he was upset because they weren't getting along. We just get a little bit more of an information about it, but not that much. And then at the end, we still don't know anything about his brother. Brother is just Jake. there. Supposedly, that was going to be the big deal. Oh, my God. He's almost like that version of the Floronic Man, even, or something like that. And then by then, you're just like, please show me something that progresses this story, not just. And with that in this, you don't have really anything Suicide Squad until the end. Hey, Kemo, go get him. All right. He goes in and goes. So I just think it's a shame the way that it's played out. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so many tie-in issues now with that and that one shot. So it, it's like you have not had like its own book since issue four now. And it's only a 10-issue mini. It's it's very odd. Uh, but I'm going to go 5.5. What would you give it? Oh, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. This is one of my least favorite books. When, when it comes up, I'm like, oh, here we go. And the Suicide Squad deal, it kind of makes it easier to read. But then it's just like, yeah, it's not its own thing. I but, still need to see in the next issue, too. What's up with Parasite eating all the vegetation and getting a weird connection to the green like we saw yeah, last Yeah, I issue. wonder if we're going to. I, I don't know. Well, this we had one... one panel where, you know, when Peacemaker is talking to Amanda Waller, it's like, Kemo is still out there wasted, like, you know, uh, wafting through the forest, killing anything that gets a whiff. Parasite's AWOL. He's still in the area, but I have no idea what he's up to when you see him. He's just sitting there hunched over just eating the freaking grass, it looks like. Yeah, it's weird to think of, like, how does this end? Because Amanda Waller pretty much says, if you don't bring back something, you're done. This isn't the try hard, you know, deal. This is the do your best squad. Yeah, yeah. So you better do it. But I, I, be odd if this book then goes off where they do take 
Levi swamping off and be like, oh my God. So I don't know. We'll see. That's all it'll become. We'll get Swamp Thing. We'll put him in the goo like we had in Suicide Squad where we just see the mind movies of how he became Swamp Thing. That'll, that'll be all it is. <laughs> That'd be end. crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if we get the answers, I'm all for it, right? But we'll see what that is. But right now, we will go off to a, a little bit of mail. Yo, it's mail call. Mail with Eric. Eric's here with me. How you doing, Eric? All right. You good? You good there? And if you want to be part of the mail, just like Eric, you can email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That'll be in the show notes, just like G-Man did, or J-Man. I'm sorry. J-Man. And the thing is, I was more worried about explaining the idea. J-Man ended up emailing us a couple weeks ago, but it was after we had recorded that podcast that day. Then the next week was last week where we had a Patreon only where we don't read mail. And then he got mad and wondered. I, I think he thought we we'll forgot his mail. We get here now just to say if, if anything's a little dated, it's not J-Man's fault. It's ours. Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? What's up? I was at my LCS. That means local comic store, Eric. Oh. Last week, picking up free comic book day stuff for my son. He is super into investigators, and I am trying to get him into some Archie comics. Like Sherlock Eric, Holmes? I don't know. It's it's in capital. I think it must be a series of some sorts, right? It's like the Campton Underpants. And I ran into Warren Simmons. Now, I thought at first it was Warren Sapp, and that would have been a cool thing. But Warren Simmons, if you don't know, Google him. The former editor. He's telling you what to do. The former (laughs) editor-in-chief of Valiant Comics when it was awesome. And now the president, CEO, COO, comic uh, question, of Bad Idea Comics, right? Bad Idea Comics. Never heard of him. He was with his two kids and is kind enough to take some time out to talk to one of his biggest fans, but not in the Kathy Bates misery way. Yeah. I wish it was that, yes. Or maybe in the way that you go to a cuddle camp, right? Cuddle camp? To one with, of those. Niels knows what's going on there. We had a great discussion of artists and some bad idea stuff. If you know anything about bad idea, now this is the problem. I do kind of know a little, but not enough. And I think that they went under. I think that they are actually folding down the line. I think it all fell apart, this nonsense of this bad idea. But he says, if you know anything about it, and I'm telling you, this isn't just stuff that's, you know, dated because this is months ago, I thought. If you know anything about bad idea, their business model is very different from a lot of comic book publishers. Aside from their more gimmicky stuff, like giving the first person at their LCS a, a buy number one issue in a new idea series pin. I love their comic publishing principles. Now, with that, I'm not going to try to offend Jamin, but you might be one of the only ones. People hate them. They hate them, what they do, because they seemingly are trying to set up a, you know, a way to buy comics that takes out the, you know, people who buy them and sell them, and, you know, but it makes it worse. But no digital copies there, no variant covers, no trades collecting series arcs, only two to three comics from a, them each month. And just physical copies sold in comic book stores. I don't know how they are profiting from this philosophy. As far as I know, they aren't. And also, 
they're very much and again it's going against what he's saying but they're they're real assholes about who gets them if you end up having a comic shop and you don't follow their stupid rules you just get yanked you know and it, it just it didn't work out it seemed but i really enjoy the quality of the physical copy comics and a lot of people did like the comics themselves but they produce in the strength of the creative teams they have on different series before i started picking up bad idea comics i thought i only wanted to read quality superhero stories in a shared universe eric this podcast brought to you by bad idea comics. <laughs> now i am reading about living rocks and minerals questioning that's like eric swamp thing blockhead oh. questioning the cost of a life a big oil company traveling back to prehistoric times to make more fossil fuels that doesn't work out Where, where's greta I mean, Greta's going to hear that. She's going to be pissed, Eric. Uh, and then changing the course of humanity in the present day. I have loved all these non-connective stories simply for the great art, writing, pacing, and character development. So I asked myself with, with DC Comics, what makes a good comic book? Now, again, I'll tell you what makes a good comic book and what doesn't. What makes a good comic book is a good writer and artist and creative team. What makes a shitty, you know, nothing is the distribution method. That's not going to make it better or anything. But I also ask myself what makes a good DC-based CW show. But more on that later, Eric. Right. CW. I have no... What's the CW? I have enrolled in Scott Snyder's upcoming writing class. Oh, so nice. I will naturally be asking these questions as I go along. You know, I, I got a couple of questions for him, too. I might have to pass along, right? Some of those things that were never explained. Let's explore an example of a good comic book writing and art direction to help peel back the layers of that. What defines a good comic book here? We could examine bad comic books or maybe bad ideas. But I don't want to dogpile on the likes of Brian Michael Bendis, Tom King, Vita Ayala, and the writing, uh, or John Romita Jr., Riley Rosmo, Javier Polito on art. Take the present ongoing series Catwoman. Renvi and Fernando Blanco have been very consistent from issue to issue. Even the two down issues were pretty good on a reread. I disagree. But what does that really mean? Brian Michael Bendis has been consistently bad with his word bubbles, focusing on Naomi and going nowhere fast with his word bubbles. Tom King consistently slaughters the status quo characters. What keeps readers who are not giant fans of the main character or the corner of the DC universe coming back month in and month out? You hook people then when there are stakes, character growth, and compelling events, Eric. Did you know this? Uh, Eric, I had there? an idea. Are you playing with your, your figures? Uh? No, I'm not. Okay. You listen. Amazing I'm listening. art. Okay. Amazing. I just wanted to make sure. Sometimes <laughs> you did. Amazing art can only keep people reading for huh? one story arc or less, but terrible art will make me not buy a well written story with great character development every day. I saw a guy with the same deal that the guy on Twitter ended up the other day saying, I don't care about the story. If it's great art, it's my favorite thing ever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not with yeah. you. I'm all story. He likes I a mean, picture book. And that's the thing is I like a good story. I could have a really shitty artist, but as long yeah. as the story's really good, I can go with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. Um, and says, how many series and story arcs has John Romita Jr. Ruried, ruined for me that I'll never read? Well, the thing is, a lot of the newer stuff, it, it's shitty all around. I mean, John well, Romita Jr. John is Romita not Jr. the problem. He's with, been working yeah. with Bendis. Oh my, yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. All around. Even had that, you know, Superman deal, that Ulysses story by Jeff Johns. That that was a shitty story. These are all. Everything starts with me with story, and the art can elevate that, or at least you know keep it going or whatnot. But it's never going to ruin it completely for me. Even you said Riley Rossmo, who J Man even says here. We're not fans, but no. we were enjoying that Harley early because it was such a strong story and we could get away. And then you kind of, with that, 
Is it weird to say that when you have a good story and it's an art you don't necessarily love or whatnot, the more the story keeps hitting, you just kind of get used to that art and you're well, just so happy and it makes it Harley, feel good. We had Riley Rossmo off the book and I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. But the, the story wasn't that good compared to what we were getting, which I think like, oh, I, you know, I kind of found myself missing the Riley Rossmo. I'm like, yeah, was that's that the, the key? <laughs> I know, but what, <laughs> was that the key or was it was just good then? And they were, you know, and that's that's something to be said, too, is not just the art i ended up i ended up thinking that a bit of the black man i didn't like the black man art we talked about that on the patreon deal but at points i thought that it was trying to at least tell the story in a way like and i'm talking like the first couple pages where you have the the narration i'm like it looks badass whatever okay i get it like i can get away with the idea of like the art really isn't my style but you know mike perkins art on swamp thing that we just talked about it's not my cup of tea, but it fits the book. I agree. It, Usually it helped, it's not my right? cup of tea either, but yeah. I do like him on Swamp Thing. And Riley Rossmo, in that you didn't read it, that Martian Manhunter story with Steve Orlando, it, it, it was okay. I mean, I, I might have read I, some you know, of it. Yeah. It's wacky. I picked Catwoman because I personally hate Catwoman-focused comic books. How dare you? Where's Coretta? I mean, seriously. Creators usually write her as being overpowered, soloing against people. Now, that's the thing. What you're thinking is just that that's Tom King. That's not the case with all the Catwoman stuff. The good Catwoman books end up making her pretty street level and stuff like that. Uh, but creators usually writers overpowered souling against people that would easily take her down. And any non Catwoman book artists tend to over sexualize her. That's true. Never showing her softer caring side. Other pe- other books make her feel larger than the city or area in the city she exists in. Now I'm I'm wondering. How many solo Catwoman books does Jamie like? It's not like there's always a solo Catwoman book either. Uh, so it that, feels like that. No, it's when she, you know, shows up though in other books, and you're a guest star. You're always going to be elevated a bit. And with Tom King, he did for years. So people tend to pair up with the Gotham City Sirens because they have trouble developing their character beyond larger than life characters like Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, Ramvi, and Blanco have remedied this. They are building the microcosm of supporting characters around Selina such that she is not soloing everything. Now, I will ask you, like, what do we really, really know about those side characters? They always just kind of show up and the strays will give her info and stuff like that. Not much progression overall in that book in my mind, but she truly cares for the overlook. Yeah, forgotten street youth and the people who help her keep the forgotten people of Alleytown safe. Again, has she? Has she made the people of Alleytown safe? Because as I know, the magistrate's coming in hard. They march and through. And even that, she like the the whole concept of Ram V is to go into Alleytown. Hey, I'm gonna take back the you know the nest. Oh, what Mama Fortuna's in here? They're gonna be easy. She goes in there and the, I'm gonna get that Rollins, that Pitt Rollins, and the Kadeem Mafia. But everything was all surface level and just kind of swept away. Therein lies the stakes of the story. She has a formidable opponent in Father Valley. You think so? Huh? You love the father really. Valley? No, 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 I didn't care for him. I, I, I don't even. And because we are not teaming her up with IP critical, well known characters like Poison Ivy and Harley. Mm-hmm. Poison Ivy's kind of there. I mean, you also have some other people like the Riddler and the Second Chance Deal. It's, it's the deaths among her team can happen. Are they? And still actually matter to Selena and the state of affairs. I get the idea. It's like at one point you'll have one, you know, I don't know, maybe it's cuts. Or possibly Pants ends up dying, one of these strays. 
And they're like, Skid oh, my mark. God. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Headband died. And she's like, which one was Shorter that? Pads. Like, which one is that? Uh, oh, you know, it was the little guy. What? what? Which, there's like seven well, of them It's almost like here. we're talking about even the idea where we're calling them names like this. Like, I just said shoulder pads. Even in We Are Robin back in the DC, like, you know, YOU, where I did like the We Are Robin's book, but we didn't know enough about any of the other yeah. characters. When yeah, that's shoulder the problem, pad, Troy Walker died, like, I barely knew his name. He was just this one Robin who died. Oh, my God, he died. Like, does it really matter? That's what I'm saying. Like here, here, here's exactly what would happen here. This is it. Oh my God. Headband died. Shoes. No, no, no. Pants. Shoes. Like that's the only one that matters. Like the shoes is okay, Selena. Oh, thank God. I'm out of here. Like whatever. Just tell me when shoes gets in trouble. I'll be out. Even like Maggie, not building up anything. The story is just very much like, so it's one of those books that's a weird book where it's like Selena in my mind is like sleepwalking through the book a lot of times. Things are happening around her, but they don't seem like you ended up. It, it actually, it will play out a little later. She almost feels to me like Ted Cord, how you said in the Blue and Gold book where he just walks around like eh, nothing's really bothering yeah. me that much. And that's how it kind of seems. Even with Father Valley, never feels like a threat because she never really seems to think that. Eh, I don't know. Father Valley, uh, you know that. And because we are not teaming up and all that the same things that make catwoman a good comic book make cw shows like star girl just as compelling Eric, i've never seen it the new it's members the new members of the jsa are familiar yet growing from episode to episode is pants in there no. every character in this series has a voice and story that's slowly being fleshed out except for the characters who have died well, it'd be weird to flesh out that unless you're making them zombies Eric. that's what i say that's, you don't flesh out zombies that's a joke son <laughs> Every character there has that voice But happily death matters in Blue Valley I don't want to go there then It does, it matters then You want it to matter shit. Jim well, I, I don't, because then it makes me sad Aww. I mean really, right now everybody around me dies I'm good to go Eric. Just, like, Have, me Did up. they ever truly mm. live though Jim? I, I, that's the thing They keep saying they're dying to do things But have they lived? I don't know Because Ethan today Ended up failing his driver's test, Eric. So is he truly living? Is he? He ended up where they're driving around in some, you know, downtown Dublin. I don't know what they do anymore with that. But supposedly uh, he ended up and he's like, I don't understand. I only took one wrong turn and then I failed. I'm like, well, what was that about? And Tanya's like, he turned down the wrong way of a one-way street. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's what happens. when And turned left to do that on a red light. So, oh. I mean, really. <laughs> like really and he's like he could have overlooked that i'm like really no, no, like we don't could've. need more drivers like your mom on the road holy moly when a security guard was killed by a member of the isa and discovered by the jsa the characters stopped by and were mia and then mourned eric i made that mia up, and up to the point that it felt like it mattered and that's cool i mean that's the thing this is why when we go through all this when you know jay man has talked about what he thinks makes a good comic and the run and the thing like that Really, story is important to me, but I've come to the realization character is more. I can go if I, and this is what me and Luke Hollywood talk about in the manga deal, where a lot of the manga give you the character work first, then we'll get the story. Because if you're connected to the characters, then you can develop a story that hits and you care about with that. A lot of times nowadays, especially at DC, you don't get either. Well, so a lot well, of the people that come right? on and do this, they rely on the idea that you already care yeah, about you the already character. Do. And, and when you end up having something like a Crush and Lobo, when you have it and you're like, I think I care more about Crush and Lobo than Mariko Tamaki, that, that ends up throwing you off. But you're right. They end up coming in without developing the character. They think that work is done. Phantasm. 
Wildcat is still recovering I thought from you were her shit on the killing series. I like no, no, I no, you. boy. Wildcat is still recovering from her killing brainwave and cold blood and toaster uh, shredding claws. Having the original JSA dead, mostly and the original ISA underground and hiding or dead and in prison, makes the story feel new, developing and personal. Because sometimes larger than life Justice League type characters can feel stiff in a sexy way, Eric, and a little too dimensional. In a sexy way, Eric, especially when depicting teams. Eric, in a non-sexy way. It right, helps good, that the great Jeff Johns is behind the series sport. 100%. I love this idea where you have J-Man. I'm going to give him credit. He is on there, and he's spelling it out. Like, so many people, when it comes to the multimedia stuff, just you can't even say Jeff Johns anymore. You, you say Jeff, and they're already ready to <gasps> slice you, right? And he also likes the bad ideas comics. But I'm telling you, all I see are people yelling and screaming about them, but what are your guys' thoughts on the Star Girl show, Eric? Right now, I think because- I well, I watched the first episode of the second season. That's as far as I've gotten so far. I enjoyed it again, though. Like the CW stuff, a lot of it's just a little too, I don't know, a little too TV for me, and even Man. just the live action presentations with not a lot of budget behind it. This kind of looks, you know, kind of hokey at times. Where I will eventually catch up on it. Like even though I, I want to say that the Titan show has more money behind it, but even that, when I look at the Red Hood version of that, I'm like. You look like a bad cosplayer. I don't know if I want to keep watching it. Plus, some of the depictions of the characters throw me off. Stargirl's been fine so far. It's just nothing that I felt like I have to get back to in a hurry. Yeah, uh, it's it's quite it's not quite the Superman and Lois, is it? I do uh, like that show a lot. Yeah, it's a crazy. lot of people like that. I've never seen any of these. I I will probably never see. That probably uh, is my favorite DC show right now. <laughs> I would love to fake the funk and say, "Oh yeah, I'll get to that." It probably won't happen, but maybe. Maybe I've been trying to get uh, Tanya and Logan to watch the Superman Lois uh, because I think they would like it. They went through all the Arrowverse stuff. They never ended up. They watched they Star small Girl, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and they liked um, they liked Star Girl. At least Tanya liked Star Girl. Logan seemed to think like I can't be seen watching this, though nobody's <laughs> going to see him anyway, Weird. right? Uh, but he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's too girly, he said. And um, so, and he's that age that you would say stupid shit like that and then get smacked by me and thrown out a window. <gasps> oh, right? my. I mean, that happens. Somebody, somebody call an ambulance. Uh, but with that, I keep wanting him. I keep telling him, you got to watch the Superman and Lois. Everybody says it's really good. And it's something where even what you have told me, it's, it's right up their alley. And if they do end up, I'll probably end up watching like one or two episodes just in passing. So that'd be cool. And see what all that hubbub is about and about the present run of Catwoman overall. Uh, I like it enough that I do look forward to reading it. I think that the fear state scares me because it's like almost like the swamp thing deal with the suicide squad. I would rather have more of the development of things like a Maggie and even having Selena by herself with poison Ivy to try to figure that all out, not being involved in this big event, but we'll see because I mean, Ram V is not my favorite writer. He's not. But I've liked what he's doing with Catwoman way more than Joel Jones. So, you know, I do that. But I think he I don't know that book at this point. It, it feels like it's like stuck in a rut. It feels like no, he's like bored of it. I'm hoping to now, get though, going. that we've gotten the Father Value thing sorted, that we go in the yeah. fear state. And even after a fear state, then that's my once thing. that's over, yes. I think we can actually get to a that's proper Catwoman book. Yep, and in my mind, though, it's going to be canceled after that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I keep saying that Optimus Prime's like, you shut your mouth, you guys. But yeah, <laughs> what I, I was going to say, we'll go through. Fear State, hopefully those issues are cool. You keep going with the things. I'm afraid that since it's this big thing and it's a dark event, whatever, you know, pants or maybe knee pads, they're going to die, right? Uh, but 
And and I think that when they do end up, it will be like, you know, shoulder pads. You know, you'll have Troy from the We Are Robin where it's sad, but you're like, well, I don't really know these people because if any of those side characters besides Shoes would die, you'd just be like, oh, that's a shame that a kid died. Well, but still. I'm saying, right? yeah, Le- Le- Leanne cannot die. That's what I'm saying. She won't die. But if she did, that'd be huge. But even so. Is she going by Shoes anymore? Because she does have that Cheshire cat mask and yeah, has been going Cheshire well, cat. You have you know? Cheshire there. That, and that's the thing. Like, is that going to be dealt with in. Fear Staters, that's something, because that's interesting. That's sure cool. Is. It's just too bad that, you know, Sox is going to get killed by getting <laughs> eaten by maybe Killer Croc. I, I don't oh, know. No, they, have a lot, they have a lot of weird people laying around. Hey there, chains. I don't know. Wallet. Ice cream cone, don't go. It's <laughs> so great. It's just, and it's just one character. They just don't know the name. It's like, wait, hey, Chief, what up, pal? What up, going sport? It's like my dad talking to my kids before he died. Oh, he had lost it, Aaron. Um, but yeah, hopefully after Fear State, and hopefully things get set up in Fear State, and then afterwards we get a proper deal. But I am worried about that book as well. Uh, but yeah, he says that's it for now. Keep up the good work. See you in seven. And that is J Man from Half Moon Bay. And that Thank is you, email again. If you want to email and you know have us yell and scream about things, email us at the Weird Science DC at Gmail dot com. But with that, we're going to go to the last section of books. Kind of mention a couple of them here. Uh, so we'll go to them proper. So close, no matter how far. Gems reviews come straight from the heart. Forever trusting one is words. Cause gems reviews matter. Never opens himself this way to his wife or his family. Let's not forget Eric Shane, cause his reviews matter. Trust I seek and I find in him. Hours a week we get jammed. Open mind for fuck you five. Cause gems reviews matter. How drunk is Eric Shane? Segregation, Reggie. Segregation, Reggie. All right, Eric, and we're back. We're we are back, back. Eric. And pants that half is off. Pants half off. That is a, a reference to way back when, when you episode were a drunk-ass episode 100. Oh, classic, Eric. Uh, yeah, that's a little dancing mic. a lamp. A little dancing mic there. I was going through a bunch of things. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about this one. So I figured we'd put it in this week. And with all of that, there's a big deal because I just heard on Howard Stern, Miley Cyrus, I believe, singing that song with Metallica. Eric, think of that. Jim's yeah. Reviews? The Hannah Montana. She was singing Jim's Reviews? Yeah. Like, Eric Shea. How yeah. drunk is Eric Shea? And they're like, I don't know who you're talking about, but probably pretty drunk. I I'm going to get paid for this shit. Damn right, Eric. I think it's the opposite way with that. But oh, uh, no. yeah, here we are. We have three books left. Three awesome, awesome books. And then the, the thing about it is one of the you know 
that one of the tragedies of life is sometimes when you have a book that you just love, me and you, because, I mean, a lot of people tell me that's a rare occurrence, right? Oh, no. Uh, and we have it on the like spotlight. Now, that gets people to go over it and listen and whatnot. But when you have two Suicide Squad books come out in the same week and you just love that annual so much so much. we did. And then you have to go the next day because we recorded that podcast, the Patreon Spotlight, yesterday. Now we have to go into this night, and here we are with you know issue number seven. That isn't as good. It's well, okay. just to, just think about me reviewing it for the website where I get done reading the annual. I'm like, oh man, what an amazing issue! What's what do we have now? Oh, I got another issue right away. This is amazing. Getting this, what? How are they going to top that? Top oh, that they didn't. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is too is. Just to let everybody know, even if there isn't a, okay, I'm supposed to read this first and then that, whatever, you know, me and you, you've been reading comics most of your life, right? And we've been reviewing them for a while doing the podcast. So when you have the choice between a regular issue and an annual, you're always going to think that the annual is going to be the one. "Eh, It's not, you know, it's an annual. What's going to happen? I agree. And then that annual hits. Holy moly, it hits. It's hitting more than Rod Carew. Eric is what I'm saying. I've heard hey, that. Yeah, you know right what I'm now. saying there? You know who hits better than Rod Carew? The Nobody. Joker. Because he kills people. Eric is the Joker. Ah, but what are we going to start with? Starting off with Suicide Squad number seven, written by Robbie Thompson, with Arfa Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, Marcelo Maialo, and Wes Abbott. Ambushbug joins our team as we spend most of the issue catching people up with what's going on while our team spend their time in the Matrix before being woken up and told that they're going to go to hell to get the Rock of Eternity. And while that sounds ridiculous to me, it doesn't look like the job will be easy when they're confronted by former members of the Suicide Squad who died during mission. Yeah, and I didn't mind that you kind of get a little deal with the movie to kind of tied in with and the, you, with the you people say and all, that. right? It's, it's a lot of deal because when you go from Ambush Bug, well, just nonstop referencing. There, right? I, and what I'm saying, you, have, you start off with Ambush Bug. He's already a jokey character, breaking the fourth wall, doing this, talking about the Suicide Squad movie. And then when you end the issue with the Hell Squad, the, de- the dead members in Hell right now, and a lot of them are actually from the Suicide Squad or Slipknot from the, pers- like the previous yep, Suicide the Squad, person. I'm like, yep. You're just referencing stuff now. Like, that's the thing we were talking about in the Patreon with the Suicide Squad annual, where I love it when Robbie Thompson is doing his own thing and telling a Suicide Squad story with the Suicide Squad members that he's already introduced. But when we stop to, you know, do all these other stories, these tie-ins to other books, and now just referencing the movies for the synergy aspect, I'm like, you are kind of ruining it Yeah, and you know what the problem is? Now, with that, when I was reading, and I read this today, I ended up not reading it before we did the spotlight, where we were just doing the annual, and I did say to you, like, Okay, I'm getting this idea that you're getting a bit of synergy with a lot of the books, including like Infinite Frontier, this idea of multiple versions of people that pops up again in this. You have the idea that, you know, certain teams like a Bones was willing to sell out everybody because he was going to join in the dark side deal and make a team. Well, and dark side is just, And Injustice Incarnate, these teams. So everybody's getting teams and all together. And it does still make it feel to me like Amanda Waller. She understands what has gone on and she is trying to prepare for a big war down the, the down the road. Trying it's to do it's this weird, now. though, to me, because the idea where you talk about Infinite Frontier, where a lot of that book is the idea that we have, you know, parallel Earth doppelgangers on, on Earth taking, you know, the spots of people that we thought we knew and loved. But in this, to me, it doesn't feel like the exact same thing because these just feel like people that Amanda Waller has gone and kidnapped well, but that's and brought thing. back. But she's also targeting people that they don't have a version here or the best version. I mean, when she says to Nocturna, like, you better be nice to me. You were nothing on your world. Now I'm I'm elevating you here and making you the best. Or even what like happened to our setting up, 
you know, I don't know. It seems like she might be gone or this is just the replacement where there is that little gap. You can bring it in. I think that there's a lot to this. Seeing her going around and trying to grab some of the best multiversal versions to make a team. It would have been funny if you had knocked her in a hero because you do reveal the idea that she is from another world, which blows her goddamn mind. But the idea, if you would have brought in the pre-crisis Nocturna from Detective Comics back in the day where she was just like a, a lady who couldn't be in daylight and love the night. You know, she was all about the night and stuff like that and to the most annoying kind of degree how much she loved the night. I'm like, that could have been funny. Did she steal the night, Eric? Did she? She did. Now, with that, though. Uh, she was know, the thief of the night. <laughs> yes, she was. You end up having this, though. But, like, where and when and how long has Ambush Bug been involved? Like, he just shows up here. Like, I can get the hey, idea. Hey, Ambush Bug, I need your teleportation power. I, I cool. can get the idea, though, that, you know, Ambush Bug, he's, he's a little wacky, right? But one of the big things, and he spells it out and all that, that he knows what's going on. Hey, you guys, we're in a comic book. We're all in this. I can't tell you that he's been sitting there with Amanda Waller. She has him in the cell, and she's just pumping him for info. What's going on? Well, they did this, and we had this, and this is what's going to happen. He can even tell part of the future and things, and I think that that's why he's here. The problem, though, is what I say in a book. If you have a Batman book, and me and you are setting up a Batman versus the Penguin story, don't bring the Joker in, because the Joker will end up being the main focus. Ambush Bug, you cannot bring him into an issue without fucking up the issue to make it an ambush bug issue and that is a problem in this book because i don't want that i get a kick out of some of this it's fun and but the thing is when he does and you even said to me at one point he says to collabor listen i've been reading this book and you got to stop the jokes no what this is in my mind in a, such a weird way is we need a Harley-esque character back in this book. Let's get Ambush Bug who can we also have Calibra. All there. Yeah, but Calibra isn't that. that not the goofy, insane joke. Calibra's just funny as hell and really has her own She thing. was enough for me to but be even the, this, the though, comic relief of the book. She's still going to be. Nothing changed. She still well, ends up having though. lines. But she's overshadowed by Ambush Bug who is just off the wall and saying, hey, let me show you my my mind movies where I'm Batman. Let me catch you up on this and doing different things to this. And like, you know, if you talk about the idea, like you just brought up the idea about Ambush Bug knowing things because he knows she's a comic book character. Nobody else is going to believe him because that's a crazy no, they thing won't, to say. But Amanda Waller might. Exactly. But now if you take Ambush Bug out of the equation, you do something different because we do have Bloodsport going through the multiverse, you know, kidnapping people, doing whatever Amanda Waller really wants. You send his ass to Earth Prime, you get him with Superboy Prime, and you just have, you know, buy comic books from Earth Prime to show, like, what's going on in your world. Find out what's going on. It would be cool. But with that, here's the thing. And I, I'm not even going to go with the idea. Well, I've read the solicits because I can't remember the solicits for Suicide Squad going I forward. I can't read. The way that this is, it is, you know, hey, Ambush Bug's here. And it is 89 to 90% just Ambush Bug. This is more of an it, – it's not going to continue. You can't possibly continue a book like this with it being this. The idea that Calibra, hey, that, that's just a joke. It's all going to get swept away. And I believe that either Ambush Bug is just going to disappear. He's going to get put in a cell or whatever. Or if he's going to be in here, they're just going to have him shut the hell up because this isn't a – and it is funny because – I want them to blow up Ambush Bug's head so I goddamn think that he may. I think that he may, do, he may do something wacky himself. People love I don't Ambush know. Bug. I don't care if it out of it. All I want is head to blow up, and but he'll probably be fine you anyway. You say that, and when you say people love Ambush Bug, I'm I'm getting in my mind. You mean the three people who do, Eric? Because there's no, <laughs> there's not a Ambush people Bug. People rave league. about him on Twitter, no. especially when he shows up here. Is it one of those things where people want to talk about how cool he is, even though they don't care? No, that it's because that that's the thing. The Ambush Bug is 
the backup quarterback to any NFL team now that the football season started last night. Everybody's always yelling, oh, we need that backup. And we did till two snaps in and, and he's two interceptions. <laughs> you have a starting. Like, that's where the people are saying that the people say that to just seem like, oh, look at that guy. He must be a scholar. You know, like that. Now, legitimately, Reggie loved Ambush Bug and read all Ambush Bug's issues. So I'll give him that. But most people with this, I mean, people who sit there, I mean, some assholes are out there right now. This should be a firestorm book. Oh, my God. That'd be so cool. <laughs> That's different. But, like, it would be me, I don't know, saying, hey. Like, I why? want Ronnie Raymond and Jason Rush to be firestorm again yeah, together. It's like me. I'm like, why can't we have a shorty book, right? Because you're not going to get It's just All right, nonsense, now right? some deep cuts here. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. But now people are like, oh, my God, look at him. That guy knows things, doesn't he? Right. But but with that, you already have a really, really smart and clever deal that you did with the annual having match in here. Now, the problem is you introduce ambush bug immediately. He takes over the issue. He's always going to do that. Match gets pushed aside, including (laughs) throwing in a deal that why? Why? Why are you even having match and then having the idea of? Well, we don't really want to deal with that backwards you know, well, talk. It's, which, it's kind of funny, too, because we do have Matt, who bizarroed out during the annual, which was a great reveal, really elevated that book to something like, man, I, I can't wait to see what Robbie Thompson does next, bringing Match back and bringing our Superboy mystery to a close. Loved all of that. But when you have him here, and when you have the idea, we gave you a modified cocktail so you can talk normal again. I'm like, you know what? Do that shit, because I don't, I don't want to see know, a bizarre you don't talk. Like it. But it's weird because Matt's sitting here with talking to Amanda Waller, like the idea of like he's pissed off because of what he is. And Amanda Waller's like, I'm giving you the opportunity to do what you want to be Superboy, to be eventually be Superman and even show him the the costume that she has of Superman waiting for him one day. But he's sitting there. He's already wearing a backwards S T-shirt. I'm like, where did you get that? Well, you know, he put it on wrong here. <laughs> he went and did that. But with that. You are kind of you're dealing with some things you're going for, but most of this is like, hey, ambush bug. But one of the funniest things is, and I, I would hope, I don't know what your, you know, tagline is for the deal, but I, I would love to have been. Are we in the goo again? Something along that. Out. They are in the goo from American Dad when oh, they yeah. end up thinking they're on not, vacation. Not just the Matrix. No, they're in the goo because they're in those and they're on vacation doing it. Uh, so they're there hanging out. You have some fun. You know, little ambush bugs start with the, you know, he has the little action figures. You get the surface level. What are you playing with, Don? You know, we've gone past that one. But all of this going on where Amanda Waller's all testing action them. figures that he yeah. has. And I'm just biggest... saying the concept of, oh, you're playing with dolls. Oh, well, I not mean, only that, that, that though, I, I, I'm looking at Ambush Bug on this beach with everybody trying to figure out, you know, because they don't know they're in the Matrix kind of world. They're thinking they're waiting for Amanda Waller to give them orders and stuff like that. When he's sitting there on the beach playing with these action figures, I am hoping beyond hope that this is like a like a uh, foreshadowing, a little like Easter egg about what's coming next for the Suicide Squad. Because in there you have Major Force, but you also have a Hawkman-looking character. I'm like, could we get a, a Thanagarian on here and also Major Force, which would be badass? Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Uh, but you also have Harley. And Dead that's now, Are you that, sure that's Harley or could uh, it be Black Siren? Um, yeah, I guess that is Black Siren. It does look like Harley, though. It does but look later, like Harley. you do have Ambush Bug, Ambush Bug playing things. And by the end, I was really upset about one thing that we'll get to that. But through this, you know, Amanda Waller's trying to see if everybody's on the up and up. This is a way to kind of dive into their brains, see what they're going on. They realize, and then Ambush Bug even tells them, hey, Dr. Don't you Rodriguez is in a tough spot now where she's forced to be an outlaw on Task Force X Island with Amanda Waller getting crazier and crazier. Yeah, yeah. And so they're going to do tests and they're going to do training, you know, all these things of the mind because they're in the goo deal. Um, but as that's going on, they are going to be sent to hell. They're going to go to hell now. 
you can play a lot of things with going to hell. I mean, and some cool things where, but they they kind of push aside the one like, no, no, you don't have to die. You're just going to go. And I'm like, I we're going to tell that would have been cool there. to actually have some way get some character in here already, and they actually have to die to go. But then, but that's not the case. So they're just going to go. They're going to teleport to hell to get the Rock of Eternity. And I'm telling you, how we have we have talked a lot of stuff about. Oh, you talk. Not much actually happens in this issue because everything has to bounce off. Well, of that ambush and a lot bug. of it is just catching people up with what happened in the annual and telling people what's going on with Ambush Bug now yeah, that he's here. I'm telling you, most of it's Ambush Bug bouncing. Like, and he's even like, "Oh, you guys are going to go to hell," and I mean, really, the place it ain't going to go well. But you're going to have to wait for that because this doesn't really take place because you're in a comic book. Ah, but then you go and you just throw out that deal. I don't know. She wants to steal some like Rock of Eternity. I think you're like, what the hell thing. are you talking about? Like the like, idea like, what that it's sunk in the hell was never actually explained, and now no. you're going to steal it. But just like, there's so much wrong with the idea of the Rock of Eternity just falling into the underworld, into hell. They're like, you and I have a problem in the regular Shazam book for the idea of Billy Bassett just as Billy Bassett going to hell and then trying to figure out a way to get the Rock of Eternity back to the freaking center of the multiverse. I don't know how you do that, Billy. But how does the Suicide Squad steal it, and why? Does Black Adam's powers work in the Justice League book when the Rock of Eternity screwed up? I don't know because they – I think that it's the idea. It's weird because they don't end up spelling things out enough and they don't they, – they just – everybody's just kind of going with it. Now, I was looking and the other weird deal – remember at that one point where you end up having – Clever, like, oh my god, I think it was clever. Like, oh, I sound like film freak out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, wasn't that weird? But well, the it's, weird ki- thing it's is- kind of weird because it's almost weird because we had film freak in the beginning and where he died then. But at the end, but at the end of this, when you have Mind Warp there, who also died at the beginning of this, and he's part of the Hell Squad, I'm like, okay, it's like a weird kind of first this second is issue the weird callback. Thing. This is the weird thing about it, and I just when it happened, I was like, that. What's weird is film freak's actually in the Test Force Z. He's a zombie now. Is he? So I, I wish that they would have played that up a little that. more. Yeah, he's one of them. So I wish that you would play that up. Freak back I mean, they have to bring him anybody back. But <laughs> the, the funny thing is, because I actually thought Matt that, Weasel? but I also wanted to check something else out, too, because when you go down in the hell, now you could still do this, right? Because you get this crazy team. Like you said, you got Weasel. You got a bunch of people going on, even Cavalier, who... You know, R.I.P. Cavalier who, who died went in down Tom Taylor's, in Tom Taylor's deal in the first issue, pretty much. Remember, uh, yeah. Boy, with that, wouldn't it have been a cool deal? Would you have applauded so much if you went down there, say, and they're I'm like, with the shark, and they're like, what, what the hell? Why are you down here, Deadshot? And this is a way to get him back that they actually bring his soul Don't you back say things like would, that to me that because be he awesome? needs, well, he needs a body to come back to, Jim. Well, he will. He would. I'm trying to think of something. A clone. He comes back as one of the Superboy clones, Look, the thing right? is, I'm just happy enough that you thought of the idea of bringing Deadshot Wouldn't back. Be because awesome? you know that's all I want to happen, right? Now that we have Roy Harper back, all I want is Floyd back now. I'm like, there's a possibility. But when you do go down to hell, you I fight some you big old monsters. there. And I sort of lie, but maybe we will next issue because you are introduced to the Hell Squad here, which seems to be led by Blackguard. But you have Branch, Cavalier, Mad Dog, Mind Warp, Slipknot, and Weasel. And I'm like... All right, you're doing some movie stuff, but you're also playing with some characters who have died recently in the Suicide Squad books, which is also cool. But also, for the most part, these are all Suicide Squad members. So it's like, you know, it works out well overall who have died in the line of duty. But it's just, I don't know. Now that you've said that, that's all I want is Deadshot down yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I actually really, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. But it'd be nice to even see him where, I mean, just think of this. Now, the the best would be if Harley was yeah, still on the team. I want to come up with a list of who I want to see alive I know. again. If, if Harley was still on the team, just think of the, the fields, Eric. As they say, you know, come on, 
Floyd, we got to get you back. And he's like, I can't. I'm in hell. I'm done. Please say, tell my daughter I love her again. Uh-huh. It would be the feels. I mean, really, the feels, right? Show Alfred's, her that you're alive, shot. down there. How dare you? Did he have some deep, dark secrets? <laughs> you know he did. <laughs> He, he wasn't just down there making cucumber sandwiches. Thing. You end up, well, seriously, the, imagine shit, if we, the shit that he's let go and not said anything is imagine enough to put him in hell. If we do have this whole like weird synergy with the tie-ins between the Swamp Thing book and the Suicide Squad, where Heat Wave dies, goes to hell while they're down there, and they somehow bring him back. I don't know how it works without having a body, but still. It is kind of the funny deal in this where they're like, you know, I'm going to kill you. Well, does that mean I just come back then right here? And it's I such a like, weird oh, idea, too, where Amanda Waller has the power to teleport her team to hell, but that's as far as it goes. Ambushbug, we need you to use your teleportation to get us out of here afterwards. Yeah, this would be like me and you. We're going to teleport to Philadelphia, but the first I'm big teleporter, that. we only get to, you know, Ogun's Avenue. <laughs> and we're in big trouble. We got to teleport and it really, we go and you have to make, you know, kind of the swerve to like, I don't know, Trenton. I don't know where I was going to say. You, you saw that video that. I sent you the other day where it's the walking dead down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it it's a problem. I, I'm Snooky Dukes down there. Yeah, damn I'm right always giving him a shout out. I'm telling you, when I used to call it Power 99 and give the shout out to uh, Snooky Duke <laughs> down and uh, Ogons Avenue, um, I, I'm guessing that they were like, Hey, nobody, you know, <laughs> let's listen to the, you know, they're in trouble down there. But hey, I was giving them a shout out there. It'd be funny if there was a Snooky Duke and I made his day every week, every Friday I would call and I'd usually get in. I don't know what it was, but I'd be able to give, maybe it's just not many people called in for shout outs. That was the best too. That was all it was. You get a long oh, yeah. list of shout outs. And all I wanted to do was request a song and you're just forgetting, I want to shout out somebody I made up. Damn right. I loved it. I would sit there because it was like the, uh, like the top 10 songs of the week or whatever. So I'd have my tape recorder ready and I'm like, if my Adidas comes on, I'm certainly taping that shit. I remember at one point I did like request UTFO. I think it was like Roxanne, Roxanne or something, and they didn't play it. I was so pissed. There. It was yesterday. It's a little dated, but no, with, with all this, though, I don't think so. Do I don't I. think so. It, it makes me kind of sad. I love that station so much. Uh, but yeah, with that, you end up having what is kind of a goofy issue when I want it some more. And when you get match and the stuff like that, I want to know why it seems like Mind that. Warp is leading this hell squad. Yeah, I don't know. He's mind warping people. He's you know he's like Chris Angel down there. And also, is there a possibility? And or Chris bigger, Devil. Aaron Chris Angel is he, he fucks your mind, doesn't freak it. <laughs> he does. But, but uh, the idea, maybe by the end we can bring and back that out. great Firestorm villain Slipknot. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> and it's awesome, funny though right? during the Patreon spotlight when we we're talking about the annual and stuff like that about hey, what happened to Branch? I don't remember Branch dying, but here he is. Yeah, yeah. He's in. I mean. I guess you're in the Suicide Squad for bad things, so you can't. But Branch never. Branch just seemed like you know that was just like the way. Battle tour. It was like that's the way it was planted, Eric. You know? <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah, Branch. He's a in, bad seed. I love it. He is a bad seed. They're like, bring in the bad seed, and he's like, hey, the evidence was planted. Everybody laughs so hard that he everything's good. You know, they're like, you're free to go. You're <laughs> hilarious, my man. Now you can leave. I've oh, grown my. as a person. Oh, be so good. Hey, his bark. And it's just his bark. You get it? The Joker ah, the murders. Joker's worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but overall, I think, the, <laughs> I think the art's really good, right? I love the art a lot in this whole thing. And I also, the big thing that I like, you know, 
I was very disappointed by this just because of the lack of progression for like all the stuff that we're doing with the uh, the annual just to go to hell and do a weird Shazam tie-in that I'm just like I don't want Robbie Thompson to just like keep jumping in these other stories like this that other people are doing. The thing that I like the most though, now that we know this is a Superboy, and I'm going to stop calling him Superboy and just go with Match from here on out. But I like this idea where it did seem before where Nocturna was having some kind of feelings for Superboy, but now these match the idea that Nocturna has learned that she's from another Earth and doesn't know this. The idea that they have something in common where they both thought they were somebody they weren't and might bring there. That's an interesting couple right there, Match and Nocturna. It is an interesting couple. The funny thing is about it, like you kept wanting to call him Superboy, like match just it just flows well already. I mean, it really does. I'm like, this is a really, really good, you know, addition to not even just this book, but in general of, of throwing the everything matters in. That that's what we wanted. That's well, the even the that- idea when they teleport to hell and you have our current, you know, suicide squad team come down there and ambush bug is dressed like Captain Boomerang. Yeah, and throughout he changes. I mean, he is, he's hardly at the end. That's what makes me laugh with him. But it's still, it ends up being a little distracting. But when, of course, when he ends up looking like, hello, Lof, put, and they're like, what are you doing? Like, put a shrimp on the bobby. Dingo's got your babies. Like, he doesn't know anything. He's just going with it. Just like us. And yeah, yeah, really like me with all Ambush my. Ambush Bug knows as much about Australia as I do. I was working on my Italian accent. I figured that we have a couple of. So you were offending a lot of people, is what you're so telling So I was me. doing this all today, and I'm going to, you know, <clears throat> hello, Lof. I'm from the Italy's with the spaghettis. Is that good? You got that? That's, that's what I was worse. doing. The Joker's worse. No, I think I might be. Maybe. With, with that, right? Oh, what would you give this then? I ended up giving this, actually, I forget what the hell I got. I know, I gave it a 6.8 out of 10 because it's the thing is I'm still enjoying this and I think the art's great. I love the reveal of match. I still really love this team. I think Ambush Bug is overwhelming and I wish there was more progression in this. It just seemed like a time for a cool down issue after that annual with all those big reveals to say, hey, everybody, this is what you've been missing so far and also at rock of eternity in hell in which i'm like oh, i don't really care for that but we'll see what you do robbie yeah i'm, I'm actually gonna go a little higher than i i thought i would i'm gonna go seven five because i do like some of the character moments but you're right on with all that and that's the problem uh, ambush bug overwhelms the issue though i think we're gonna he's like know, bacon a bit overpowering a bit i told you at points you know i i love bacon I'll, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Eric, just like Branch. Well, Branch. <laughs> and I got to tell you, and I don't know if that people ever said this. I do love bacon. I hate bacon on a pizza because the pizza That's all it is. doesn't need to be overwhelmed. The minute that you put it, I, and really, you want to really go and talk nonsense. I go on and on about not wanting green peppers on a cheesesteak. I, at one point, I forget, it might have been Frank's near your house or whatnot. Like, oh my God, a, a bacon cheese. Like, how better can you get? I mean, this is the best. It wasn't. It, it overpowers it wasn't. it. That's, the it Joker's worse. The Joker was worse. He overwhelms people. You end up where it's too much of a focus on oh, I agree. the That's deal. Why I don't now, put bacon on things. I like bacon as it is. I don't no, want to mix it with anything this, else because the, uh, I enjoy yes. it, though. But like Ambush Bug. I meant Ambush Bug. I don't, I don't <laughs> enjoy Ambush Bug. So, I don't either. I wouldn't put him on a cheese steak. It'd be disgusting. It, it'd also probably be murder. So you can't do that. But with that, I almost think of this as, okay, it's kind of like, Let's put Ambush Bug to have a couple laughs, right? People think it's laughy, jokey, and that's the cool down part. And then we'll hit, we'll introduce the stuff, go to hell, you know, go to hell here. And also the Rock of a Should have called this the bogus journey. Hopefully, yeah, really. I hope hope that gets resolved a little more, explained. So, but it just is too much Ambush Bug, too much in your face. He's like Poochie. He's got attitude to spare, Eric. He's in your face, right? 
And you don't like, nobody like Poochie. So How do you here, do? <laughs> I, I do. Indeed, I do. Uh, but, but I don't even know what I'm doing. I say, I say, son. I'm <laughs> you know, the Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> I'm the Poochie. I Go back a... to your home planet. Um, <laughs> He's extreme. To, to the, the extreme. Max. To the max. But with that. You end, and I'm like, okay, I'm excited. I, I want to see if Deadshot shows up. He's like, why the hell am I in Didn't hell? even think about that, but Maybe that sounds amazing. Maybe you could just sit there and say, you know what? After all that Floyd, right as he was about to die, he accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, into his soul. He went to he went to heaven. There, he, he I just like to think to though, it. like you know, let's just say he doesn't even show up in Suicide he Squad. He, sho- he shows up in Shazam, where he's just banging demon hookers and playing the casino. Yeah, that'd be cool too. But I think that basically, he, he's a smart enough guy. He ends up, he always hits the bullseye, and the, the last bullseye is, hey, all you gods up there, I, I like y'all. Whenever the, the I repent to whoever hears this. He's just going there. He's in multiple ones. He's in a toga and one. He's, he's in every sphere of the gods section. That's it. He is the sphere of the gods. Like That's Wonder Woman is cr- going across him every time she does oh, something. It, wouldn't that be awesome? If no, right now, That'd be awful. Like, no, like a Pandora. All of a sudden, we realize that Dead every shots in the background. scene, he's been in the background, always pointing <laughs> a gun at us or something, right? Finger banging us like we wish he would. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, I'm going to go 7-5 uh, just because I like the team still. I, I actually really love the team. I just so I. ambush bugs too much, but I like the deal match. I was I, I smiled. I didn't like it, but I smiled when like, oh, they must listen to Eric Shea. They don't want that bizarro talk. It's too, it's too, it really is. It's stupid and it's too overwhelming. Mean, it's like, too it's like tiring. An it's, it's too ti- overwhelming to do. It was funny. I was going to say it's too tiring to keep doing it, but then you introduce Ambush Bug worse. But yeah, with that though, we'll go on to the next book. And this next book I, I like, I just need to love. And, and I need a reason to like it more. I don't know. Everybody else seems to love it, but it's blue and gold. Number two, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Ryan Sook and Rob Lay. Uh, Dan Jurgens continues his blue and gold MIDI series, in, yes. but seems to still be figuring out what he wants this book to be. Because of that, it's not as funny as I think it could be, but it's not as good as it should be. You know, it's, it's, it's you a, like that? Are, are you done? I'm not where? done, but you like no, that? Keep you like going. that? I'll tell you after the fact. I'm going to say that again, Eric. It's not <laughs> as funny as it could be and not as good as it should be, right? There are always it, there's always the danger with a book Joker like this slips. that it can be written as full fan service and still be applauded. Uh, but I'm hoping Dan Jurgens has something more in store for us, almost like the idea of the phantasm. I mean, this is more than what Tom King's. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, that, but I don't want to be. I don't want to go through greatest hits. I don't want to be reminded of who these. I I want something good, and there's there's a bit here that I think we're getting towards that, and really could. I'm just. Worried because some well, of the there's stuff- a problem with this, and this, I've been thinking about this for the like the past couple of days now. Where the idea about blue and gold, and like everybody seems to be really be enjoying this book, yeah, and yeah. excited that it's coming and that's back great. and stuff like I mean, that. That's and cool. And just thinking about the idea though, as a kid growing up, you know, reading comic books throughout the '90s and that whole era where it seemed like the next generation of heroes were being created and put out there and stuff like that. And the old guard were, you know, dying or just going, like, stopping feature and stuff like that. And it was such a big deal in, the I think, 2005 when Ted Cord was murdered because he was this, uh, like, you know, this character that you did care about, but he wasn't on the forefront like a Batman or Superman. Because even in the idea of the lead up to his death, the idea that he was kind of a joke, but he knew what was going on, but nobody took him seriously. So that's when his death was, like, had a huge impact for, like, what happened for all the lead up to it. And then, like, I was furious when that happened because I'm like, oh, man, I really love Ted Cord. Who's this Jaime Ray as a new Blue Beetle? And then the thing is, like, in the 90s with, you know, Wally West coming into prominence uh, and Kyle Rayner taking over, and even Tim Drake as Robin, as the new Robin, we're dealing with all this. And even Superboy, 
we have all these new generations of heroes. And Jaime was that where I learned to love him after Ted's death. It was a sad thing. But just bringing Ted back, though, out of nowhere, like, you know, as a kid in, you know, the, the beginning of uh, Forever Evil. And then, like, you know, we have Rebirth where all of a sudden he's an older guy who has a heart problem, had to give up being Blue Beetle. I'm like, when did you have this time? And now it's just back to basics. We're doing a story based off of what feels like nostalgia for an era that nobody really remembers anymore, where you have an idea like, you know, it's almost – this book is almost a meme where you look at it and say, ha ha, yeah, those two guys, but you don't really care about it Here's in the, the thing, long run. And I will tell you, you're dead on. And this is what we were talking about. It's ambush bug again, like we said, where people yell and yell, they want to blue and gold, blue and gold, but they don't really know what they want from that. And I think that Dan Jurgens is just going to give them, and I'm hoping it's more than this, but it seems like- I like this book, though. I'm just, yeah, I like it. I don't love it, though. And this is a book that, you know, when it was announced, I'm like, oh, you know, this has the potential of being the book of the week each week and things like that. It's good enough for me to get some smiles and like it because me and you both like Booster and, and you Ted. know, Ted. Um, but with this, I'm but not getting But who is Ted anymore? Is it I just know. like, are we back to the 80s Ted and that's it, or even 90s Ted at this point? Because we're just back to basics now where all the time that we are spent throughout the 90s and 2000s to build up the next generation of heroes and put the old guard behind us, that time seems to be over where, through and again, even with the 2000s where it's like, all right, we're going to bring back Hal Jordan. We're going to bring back Barry Allen. We're going to bring back, you know, you know, Green Arrow and stuff like that, Oliver Queen. We're just keep bringing people back because DC got scared about, like, they were worried that the next generation wasn't holding the titles and stuff like that. So we just, at this point in time, with everything we brought back, we're just back to basics, essentially, with what we had. And, like, it almost feels old hat. And when you have the shenanigans of Booster and Ted going on here, the only thing I can really take about it, uh, you know, away from it is the idea that we have this thing going on with Ted in the background, which is the heart of the story where he's going to lose his company. He doesn't know what he's going to do next, but even how mellow he is about it, where it's like, it doesn't seem to affect him that much. And like, I care about why this is. There's just not enough emotion to it overall. Well, what I think the weird thing is, is what you're playing at. Well, first off, just the idea of this, you get a cold open, right? That extends into a cold middle and then almost a cold end because this first, it's fun. You have a lot of things going on. It it takes way too long. Yeah, the, and that's the thing, too. He's in a Dune buggy, which I wish that somehow Booster wanted to call the Doom buggy or so. But use the bug part of the buggy that they don't seem to want to use it's there. the buggy. Yeah, why not just call it bug E? Well, that's you know, the thing. It's e. a buggy. And, like, his other thing is the bug. This is no, the know, buggy. But they, never, they never seem to make that connection through it. Nobody ever to. says you it. Got no, but, it. No, you can't call it a Dune buggy then. Well, you have to call buggy. it something. No, they call it a Dune buggy as it goes on. They call it twice in there. Hey, look at that Dune buggy. You got a Dune buggy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like, it, it's weird that you got to, like, like, Booster right away should brand this. He does say I can make a, you know, a a play set and things with it. But I'm telling you, he should be branding that thing right oh, away. Booster goes to, like, you know, talking everything that I want to hear with this whole idea. Like, he we're going to get but Todd McFarlane. We're going to yeah. make action figures and vehicles and places. But I'm that's like, the problem Todd with McFarlane's going to make play sets more than Batman 66. Give me all that, Booster. But I don't need that in a book. I you know, and, and also I don't need to, hey, everybody, I'm going to ape the death of Superman because I wrote it and I'm going to make the joke that that's me and that and that because when you have that going on as well and so with that what well, also dates this book to feel like a product of its time for these heroes in the in the mid 90s so with that what I'm what I'm getting out of this is you know this is the thing Booster Gold is always going to be this type of character but this and plays off that. way more but he wasn't it, well that's what I'm saying he was you evolving know, and now we've now, gone back n- now he's Deadpool 
I yeah. mean, it starts to well, he's, be. He's, he's back to classic booster. We go back to the like, okay, people like nostalgia. We're going to give you, and this is what we complained about in the first issue, even though we enjoyed the first issue yeah, for the most I part. Yeah, this Where enough. we just reverted back to all like, you know, the basic settings. My biggest problem is I need an ongoing story here. You're starting to see little things of it, but it's more of let's make sure that they have nothing. Let's build from there. But I do think that one of the things that's going to happen is you are actually at one point you thought you were testing Ted's you know, friendship with Booster. He says the Just League, if you don't want me, then you don't, you He's know, such or a you, good guy. if you don't want, but I think Booster's the opposite because once he finds out what, you don't have any money, I'm really worried that Booster gets lost a little. He loses his way and kind of ditches Ted, thinking that Ted's now bringing him down. But with that too, you also get some good- I don't think good, Booster would do that, but I don't know. I'm telling you, Ted at points even starts to say things almost like he's afraid of it himself a little. But with that, you get some good Ted work here. You end up where you find out that Ted doesn't really want to be in the Justice League because he likes doing things on his own. He likes the street Well, he level knows stuff. the kind of guy he is because even going back to the idea of the death of the uh, your Blue Beetle leading into Infinite Crisis when you had that story going on, the idea was everybody saw him as a joke because he was this lower tier guy who hung around on Booster Gold, but he knew his place though. Like he, uh, like at the beginning of this, the type of crime he fights, a lower level threat and stuff like that, working alone and being able to do this stuff, he knows exactly his status. Uh, status but the, the weird thing, it goes a little more when he says that basically he's kind of afraid to do that other stuff. It's not just like, hey, I only have guns and I do this. It's more when he says, I don't want to be. The leader well, i yeah, don't want to be out seen what he fucking went up against boost i mean uh doomsday now yeah, cool. i'm saying like that <laughs> i think that he has the balls and the courage to do that but i think that he is definitely at this point he does not have confidence in himself at all all this stuff going and then leads to him losing the company which i'm telling you we've had some wonky things you know you end up in that nightwing book that we always laughed about where batman is being hung over like a death pit and somehow that made the wayne industry stock go up the idea that's all I thought go, about. The idea that you can go and have a board meeting, right? And at, at just like, hey, what's that? You want to tell us your ideas, Ted? Okay, you got five minutes. Okay, five minutes are over. By the way, you're fired and you're out. And you get nothing. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's this is my dad's it. company. I took this company over. You just can't just send me out and fire me. I mean, he would have some sort of at least package. It would be like they said. At points with like a Bruce Wayne, you can't be around. You're, you know, you're the, but you still get paid some. No, nope, he's just cut off completely and kicked out. I'd be calling a lawyer immediately. Well, the thing is, like, I think he has like some money, but not enough to he do. He says everything. he's flat broke at well, one point. Th- like again, I don't understand how the corporate world or what like, rich people in general. Because I'm poor as shit. I can tell you, I don't have a goddamn thing. But the idea is like. Are all his, is all his money wrapped up in like you know like paper and stuff? It or seems I, I don't know like terms. he didn't really have money, and the, the vault was there at Court Industries, and they'd taken his keys. And like, he, vault in, like Court in, Vault Industries, Court Industries, like he was relying on the idea that with you know Booster Gold and Blue Beetle saving the day and getting their you know their early like um, what the hell was it called the freaking stuff the the early guidance system or the early the early warning system tech that was stolen from Court Industries, them getting that back like hey these superheroes that like saved our stuff they. They want to know if court industries can sponsor them and when he's like look fuck you we don't care about your bullshit get the hell out of here so he doesn't have that he doesn't have anything himself but that is you think this is what like we can personally tie this into uh bendis's justice league where he had to sell Oliver queen his villa in coast city because I mean, he couldn't he's afford gonna, it but he again, some money. this almost seems like it doesn't have that and the whole concept of this it starts out and blue beetle in his buggy because the beetle had been shot down bug, by yeah. alien tech so he ends up where he's chasing down a 
somewhat empty Cord Industries vehicle that has a no driver, a driverless system that shouldn't be hackable. It a got self-driving vehicle. You end up having Booster on the top looking like Jesus. He's got to save him and in the back of Skeets. Well, the big problem is, is that you shouldn't be able to hack into this vehicle. These bad guys did and used it to heist up this early warning tech. So all this stuff is coming down on Cord Industries. Look at them. They had this driverless vehicle. Yeah, an American driverless vehicle. You know, that old joke. But you end up where, hey, your tech ended up costing us $500 million. You're out of here. Okay, but he still owns the business. But No, no, I'm saying with a, with a boardroom like that and some people who are on the board, I think they can vote you out of the company like no, that. No, that's the thing, though. We don't know how it was set up. It was just set up that his dad's company went to him. Yeah, then if you end up diverse, doing all that, that's one thing. But – there's not going to be anywhere that you find. I mean, there are CEOs that do the worst things you'd ever know. And the pissed off people, why they get pissed off is those guys leave. It, it's recently happened with stuff with DC and Disney. They end up leaving, making more money than they've ever made in their life because of the way that they set up this stuff. Now, Booster, or not Booster, Ted going like, I'm not a good boss. and Maybe he didn't set it up, but somebody would have set it up for him. The idea that he's not going to be leaving without a cent. He says, I'm fully broke. I'm done. Where you end up having when they do this. And this whole thing with this car, and it just it keeps going and going. And you're doing pop culture jokes, and you're doing little jokes. You're doing all that. It's fun enough, but I need more. It almost got to the point where now I'm reading a parody of an old you know, blue and gold. I'm I'm reading something that somebody's just joking it up, and that's all they do. I don't know. I didn't feel as much of a parody because while this is a blue and gold, and Booster Gold is being over the top, like more than you've seen him do in a long ass time. This really feels more like a Ted of like Ted Cord not trying to let anybody down, but also being like at one of the lowest points of his life. Seventeen pages into the second issue, we're just chasing a vehicle and making jokes. I'm saying there's no overall story really now. Booster. All of a sudden, then he's like, why aren't you putting me online? Okay, we're online. I'm, I read the second time through. I didn't even pay attention to the you know social media well, nonsense matter. with that. But the whole concept is, is that Booster wants to set up this branding. They're going to get the hire. funding. Blue and and now they're going to do this deal where, hey, we're going to do all this work for free because they have a sponsor. They're, gonna, they're pretty much playing it up like an Instagrammer. You know, you do you you think it's all through sponsors and stuff like that, and then when they go and do I'm sure that what his plan would be, as they go and save a kitten out of the tree, they're like, and we're using the cord industries ladder, and then they go up and do it. Like stuff like that. That's not that interesting to me anyway. The social media and what I, I wish, because this recently, and I told you about it, recently this did happen in the Spider-Man book, where you have old man J. Jonah Jameson, right? This guy is old. And the, usually the joke is the old people not getting the online or stuff. But yet, you find out that this tech has finally caught up to what J. Jonah Jameson always wanted. He has Spider-Man with, you know, the cameras going around and all these things going. This booster should be like, this is the golden age for booster gold, because the idea that there is all this media, all this influencing, but yet He's doing it. He seems one step behind. He seems to be a goofball. But then at the end, it, it kind of got me mad because, you know, Ted's like, oh, crap, we, we can't do this. We don't I like the funding. idea that Ted calls Skeets right there. And this guy can call Skeets who sit like, you know, floating next to Booster Gold as he's given his press conference. I just really like the idea that you could be standing there and talking to Skeets and still Skeets is talking out loud, but you don't have the conversation. For some reason, I like it. But I don't because, I mean, are you kidding me that you're It's going to be hard for me to stop him, Mr. Cord, once he gets started. He says, you know him. That would be like he, you know, there's Ted calling him and saying, 
I, I'm getting killed right now. The guy has a knife to me. I'm going to die. You know Booster. You can't stop it's him. True. No, I no you, you can. Please you stop, can him, stop him, The best would There's be in my mind. There's inside you. Please I, stop him. I, I know that. Yeah, I mean, shock the hell. Do something. I like the idea that Booster's doing this, but it would have been funny to me tying into some of the jokes earlier where he's like, listen, we're going to be the storefront heroes, heroes for hire. And we're going to, and Skeets just zaps him. I, ah, he falls over and everybody's like online. Oh my God, is he dead? And then you go back to that joke of maybe they'll play it up as a fake death. He didn't really need that. Though. And oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Ted, Cause he has no, <laughs> Poor Ted. I, I think it's fun. You know, all that though. I do kind of get mad where you, you have to have the person, you know, not nowadays. It's like 80 of the 81 people talking, but, there's poor Booster. He's like, hey, everybody, we're going to do this. It's for free. We're going to do all this work because you can't get a hold. You can't just call Batman. But you know who I am. You know that Ted, and, you know, we're going to do all this stuff. And then the one person sounds like another way for the elite to get rich off the misfortunes of others. I'm like, yeah, gotta have one. I'm like, please, why are you <laughs> ruining this? I mean, I, it feels like what I'm doing, yelling about this issue. I like it. I just want to love it. I want something. And I hope because right in the middle, you do end up having. You know, the mysterious character comes in and is like, I'm going to get this apartment. The intergalactic princess? Yeah, the intergalactic princess where she's like, I'm going to get this, you know, deal. You can't afford this. I Look at look at you. <laughs> the funny thing is the pretentiousness of this. Why is he showing her this if he doesn't think she's His job. Afford? That'd be like me. I'm telling you, I go into BJ's. I get so angry, Eric. I go in, right? Everybody listening is like, oh, man, you know what I hate? I hate when those phone salesmen, because they have them set up at BJ's. I, I hate those people from AT&T that interrupt you. You just, I'm mad because they don't stop me, Eric. They look at me and like, we're not going to get a cent from this bum. <laughs> I get so angry. Even today, I'm looking, I'm like, why aren't you asking me if I Dress want better, Jim. Dress I'm gonna better. Tell, I'm going to tell them to go to hell and act like I'm mad. But as I go, thank you. Like, <laughs> so I guess happy. Just actually, you know, put on some actual like slacks, maybe a nice shirt. Maybe you have a dickie on. Slacks. An ascot. I got a dickie. <laughs> I'm a little dicky. I walk in. I'm there with my, you know, young son Logan, and they're like, "Excuse me, sir." And I'm like, "What?" And they're talking to Logan. Like, I want you to dress like you're going on like a, a yachting cruise, <laughs> and ask to like go to BJ's. Said. And then they're like, "Excuse me, sir, do you have time?" Well, let me see. Ooh, do I? But not for you. Well, let me call Buffy and see. I, I'm supposed to be at the yacht. <laughs> I don't even know the lingo. I'm She's at the to, club. I'm supposed to be at the docks. And they're like, yeah, you look it, you fucking jerk. I'm like, you asshole. Yeah, they never ask me. I, they will I, I ask understand. everybody all the way up until I get there. And then they they look the other well, way. Is, is everybody else there, like, you know, who was there ahead of you? Were they dressed like a homeless person? I don't know. I'm, I'm not the answer is no. I'm not judging they're people. Not. It's a judgment-free zone, the BJ's. I'm right there. You're at BJ's. This is not. I'm you not know, there. I don't have a bonus I, card. I'm not sitting out there. You know, we're not like Saks on, on the avenue. We're at BJ's. You know, I'm, I'm there Stop to get a, the I'm, I'm there to get a 10-gallon jug of fucking Pickles. mayonnaise, right? I don't I sit there and I don't need this. Like, again, the move of people when you see those is to look away. They can't use that move on me. They do. And they, they do. will. And I'm like, hey, what's this about this at I can understand that. They don't want to waste their time on not getting a sale. They're like, sir, you you can't afford a phone. I just like the idea where you're trying to compare yourself to the intergalactic princess here that can control people's minds and exactly. get the apartments for free. But you don't. You seem to seem like they're showing her the apartment and then saying what? Like even the guy has that. Huh, the, the cost of this is this. Well, even, and, even the idea. I don't know if it's. 
I don't, that's the thing. Is it an open house where she just walked into? Because the idea is like, I would have this domicile as my own. Make it happen. And he's like, so long as you got five grand a month for rent, it's yours, sweetheart. Five grand? Five grand? I do grand. not understand. And then the jump to, hey, what does this mean, this money? Oh, what dollars, gold, coins of the realm, whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about, guy? What a salesman. It's the idea that you have no idea who this is or whatnot, and you say coin of the realm. Well, for one thing, again, I, I don't want to judge people or do anything with that, Or, but she's purple. <laughs> I know she is, but, yeah, I mean, he's not judging. He gets canceled. If he ends up, she's going to go on Yelp and say he's against purple people. She got purple skin, that. orange She might eyes. be a purple people eater. I got I some problems. Know. I'm like, uh, I just love that, though. It's like, what? This apartment I'm showing you, you want to buy it? You can't afford no, it. No, but seriously, though, if Booster gets a hold of this intergalactic princess and woos her, and the idea that she can just, like, you know, tell people what they want to do and or like, I'm like, this is what Booster needs. Or you just get her wooed by, you know, she can control Booster, who doesn't need any step with that. But it'd be crazy because I, I do want him to woo his her. Again, though, with that, I think that the play here is less of the guy who's infuriating me. And more of the idea that she that can control minds, number one. Is a problem. Right? Yeah, it is. But also, I, you even have just, like, this is supposed to be so fancy. I mean, it is a lot. You just have a, a sign out for It's a nice rent. house. But look at the sign out there. That doesn't, this would be something that would it's only like a be. a wanted sign? It would, yeah, it would only be listed in certain ways. I mean, they, again, they don't need my ass showing up. I show up and I'm like, hey, this looks great. They're like, uh, sorry, sir, this place is condemned now. And I'm like, what? I'm here with my good hoodie. I got my, my fancy Open house short. is over. Yeah, really. This is a close house. But yeah, and then he grabs the for rent lease. Uh, you have this deal where I think it also shows you that not only does she control minds, but the big setup as well is that she is, she's an alien. She doesn't understand things. She's definitely going to turn on whatever device it is. And the first person she's going to see is Booster, who is going to claim that he is the god of the world and whatever. And she's going to go after him and woo him. He'll woo her. Who is her? And then, then I think it all goes. I think that this is going to be sad sack Ted Court from here on out. I think that Booster and you even said that I wasn't thinking of it. If she ends up, you know, controlling Booster, I think that he steps aside from Ted. And now Ted has nothing because even with that, one of the best lines is in this where Booster's fighting, he's about to be shot, almost like a um, a Tom King esque thing from the gift where you know he didn't seem to have force fields then, but the, oh, your force field go this quick. Oh, my partner's going to be here. Oh, your your robot, he's over there. No, not him. And then, you know, you end up having Ted come. And that was Get awesome. My that was sidekick great. Blue and, Beetle. Yeah, yeah. And Except that, again, sidekick dick. There, there is what I was talking about. I'm glad that we brought this up. There was the Ted that I think you start triggering him about being, I'm not your sidekick. I'm not less than you. He seems to get angry. And that's where I think that this leads, where Booster gets too big, whether it's through alien craziness or just being alien online love goddesses yeah, alien love goddess or just people online are awful and will follow somebody like that but i do think that at a point it gets to booster's head and he leaves are, are you behind. afraid that booster's gonna act like you if you know people start looking blue beetle more on social media than him yeah i, I don't even think it gets that far i think that booster just got a swelled head and then goes off with and then Ted's just left there like, I could have been on the Justice League, but I didn't. I mean, that's going to come out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well. He's going to yell at him. So it fierce. will be. You think that I'm less than you. I could have been on the Justice League. I lied. You didn't want it me, not you, asshole. You know, <laughs> I said I wouldn't be because of you. And then you will have them walk away. And at some point, please give me the, they both get out of here. And then you have the tear go down. Please don't go. 
like I need that. But again, like I said, we're yelling at them. Fun with this. I still gave it a seven. Oh, I almost gave it a seven five, but it just. I need that ongoing story. I think that we're going to start getting it. Also, I will tell you, at one point while I was reviewing this issue, I, I for some reason, was thinking it was six issues, and I was getting really upset. Like, we haven't, okay, it's eight. We have time. We, we do have time to go. And, yeah, you're Even just setting six, things up. we have up. time. So the second issue. I know, but I'm saying then you, you really didn't even, you haven't set up any sort I of ongoing story. think eight might be story. too much. No, I think that the idea by the end of the second into the third issue you need to have a, a story going, not just fanfare and fan service. I mean, we're going to go to the next book where we're four of eight and we haven't even done shit. So I need We've things to progress prison, a little. Jim. Have we? I'm we still have. Review- no, I'm still reviewing the book. That's well, my damn prison. prison. <laughs> That's my prison. You I'll tell you this, though. I, I, I like blue and gold, but I really just feel that it's, it's out of its time. It's not its era anymore. And I don't know. But if maybe it's because like- it's not updating yet. It just I I want to know more about what's going on with these characters in this new Infinite Frontier and just the idea you know Ted's back but like even then like him coming back during DC Rebirth where it's like oh I'm mentoring Jaime Reyes and I got a heart problem like it never felt earned it was just right there and we never dealt with it and then we moved on to where he's just you know Blue Beetle again and even the like even Skeet's last issue oh yeah your heart problem that's fine now let's go you know what's funny again football season just started. Right? So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an analogy. See if it works. You know, see if this goes. I uh, was going to do it. Joker's worse. I was going to do Aerosmith, but that doesn't work as well. Y- you sometimes you'll for get me and, it and for you of your knowledge. You'll get this because I'm going to use the Eagles. Andy Reid, Andy Reid, Don McNabb, that whole era. I mean, that was great for the Eagles. They kept winning, winning, winning. They didn't win the Super Bowl. But, they, but at a point with a coach that goes on for a long tenure, you often have this idea of listen and then andy reed goes off and the eagles obviously is still a good coach he wins the super yeah. bowl right but sometimes the coach is just that that way of doing things gets stale with that team everybody needs to make a break everybody needs a fresh start all that stuff fresh fresh start, start. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> almost in the idea and i know some people will get really angry about this but going forward maybe we need somebody else to do Booster Gold, other than Dan Jurgens. Dan Jurgens creates the character, but maybe it's time for somebody to pretty put low, this... Jim. I know, but maybe it's like that. I mean, like I said, Andy Reid leaves and, and wins the Super Bowl in Kansas City. He obviously could still coach. It just wasn't working. Well, the way really, that though. he was trying to pump up people, like his style wasn't working. And, and I think that maybe after this, maybe try to do something with somebody else and see if you can get it a little more a little more spunk and, and a fresh take on it because this does seem like Dan Jurgens just wanting to do the old characters again. And that's why I think it feels like they're still stuck in a certain Well, even the idea, in- though, where we seem to elevate the character before where he's working with Rip Hunter and doing the time watch stuff, you know, like now it just seems to back like we're away from that, not doing anything really important to character and just back to branding, and, like being goofy booster and I need money and uh, fame and that's it. I'm like. We had such a like a time where it seemed like we were elevating the character. Yeah, and, and now elevating we're back, the character we're, was we're Dan Jurgens, right? And even the idea when you ended up having him in the deal in Action Comics in in Rebirth when he came to help Superman, they go to Krypton to see if it was Booster in shot. fact Jarrell left. Yeah, and that was really good. You showed like right there that little story. Remember at the end when he's not supposed to? He's not supposed to change time or anything. It's weird because we don't really get timey timey whiny stuff in this, but. You end up where he's not supposed to change time. He knows if he does, he is in big, big trouble. But for Superman, he does. He ends up doing it. I'll take this. I'm going to, you know, give him a, you know, something, a little bonus and whatnot. And that was so good. Not that that elevated the character like a more progression. It was just great. 
And then this, you're back to just goofy booster. Now, again, everything matters, but is that that, you know, you kind of are getting the older version. Well, then you get the newer version of Ted. It's weird. You get the newer version of Ted for the bad shit. But we're back to the Ted, but, well, you know, the you know is, what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a progression of Ted, but progression from where we were, you know, 20 years ago, even like, you know, probably. So because there hasn't been since he died, like we didn't really do much with the character except for bring him back. Say you had a heart problem and say, it OK, you're good now. You just get this. The progression since he came back. Heart problem. Young guy who takes over court industries with the, you know, his dad and what. That you just took out all that away. I mean, they, hey, my heart's good now. And by the way, you, you're out of the company. Like, oh shit. Like, no, I'm back to square one. Because I'm telling you, uh, like, in my mind, the way that the time frame works from the New 52, it was like two years ago where Ted Cord was a little kid and his dad got killed by Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is, too, the weird thing I was thinking about, like, okay, like, there's Ted, though. He could get a job as a tech guy somewhere. And I, I like the idea that you would think he's too. Pro- What's whole st- industry? So he can work with Wally. Think- I start thinking in my mind, I mean, really, I, I start thinking, though, it's like, oh, this, Blue is and red. like this is kind of like when you had Parker Industries, and he's like the man of the world, the biggest thing, and the next thing you know, everything's gone, and he's just It is guy. kind of oh. funny, because Ted Cord is kind of like a Peter Parker. He is, he is. He should just start taking pictures, right? Be fun. Actually, I wish that the idea was that Booster gets so upset, and then Ted just becomes the instant sensation online, like the grumpy old guy. It'd be cool. He's doing reaction videos and stuff be awesome i'm telling you though booster is completely right if they were filming that chase scene and stuff holy crap i mean you would have just you would have an action movie right there and i like that though because then you see the heart of ted where he says i'm not that funny though it gets a little selfish in it but he's like i i don't want people to see you die but it's not quite that. It's, I don't well, want to Ted's, see people see me mess up and you well, die. Ted's got an inferiority complex, and he, he does, does think that that's he what will you, fail. Yeah, and that's what is good. That's what I think the progression is here, and I want to see how that's explored. You know, I want to sad sack Ted, right? That's what we need. No. I'm telling you, I hope that that guy who showed that house. I and it's weird he, because I hope he jumped he, off a bridge. You say sad sack Ted, but I don't feel that he's sad enough. There's something like a weird, like emotional blocker in him because when he gets the news about being kicked out and not having any money, and even his best friend here going and putting all the stuff on the line by saying you know they're like they have a philanthropist is back and stuff like that which he's totally doesn't have like he doesn't really feel as affected by it as he should in my mind seriously ceo and owner and he isn't even given the nicety say, oh shucks he's, he's not given the niceties of just leaving he has yeah. to escort it out it's well, too it's much like, like even as it among yeah it was pretty bad boss wasn't yeah, he I know. Time? you know but i i actually Maybe, that, maybe what you're seeing, and maybe you're right on, maybe as you go, because you were right on with the arrows for hire that you want it and you're yeah. going to get that. But maybe this is the deal where it is good old Ted, right? Hey, Ted. And, and again, I want to point out, too, when he does get kicked out, it's because he messed up with this, you know, driverless car deal. But it was also that people are real worried about him getting kidnapped by Black Mask. I thought that was a really good time. Good callback. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Couldn't help but think about Raptor kidnapping Bruce Wayne in the background. All the stocks for Wayne Enterprises going through the roof. People love this shit. We're behind make, you. That didn't make sense. This does, right? It, it would have been, you know what? It would have been worse. We're, we are never going to get over that because of how weird that was. Tim Seal, you damn you. The idea actually would have been, how about this? Would, it, would you have gone with this weird deal where you end up having Booster go with Ted? To this meeting and he's filming it And all this where he's not there like we don't want him here Whatever but he's there and filming Him getting fired and just looking Like a sad sack like, cut the film Booster but what what made me Laugh is there's a subtle Thing in here that I wish that some Things were played out a little more because when Ted Ted the CEO owner of the Company gets fired 
All he has is a box with with a couple doodads in it. He has nothing because they said we could never get a hold of you. It's a really good. It really plays out that deal with me yelling about heroes jobs. having yeah. jobs. And so I really like that. He has no real excuse, but he doesn't seem like he seems like I, I got it. I know what's happening. It's that evil villain Zoloft, Eric. He is being told that he is a zombie. He's just like, it'd mm. <laughs> be funny. All of a sudden I'm on Task Force Z. Uh, because I am a side, they're like, oh, he must be on Zoloft. I, I stopped taking him off the team, Eric. What are you I talking about? There's still that smell. Obviously, he's dead. That is true. That, maybe that's why they don't offer me the phone contracts. I'm like, please, scam me out of my money, people. I just want to have friends. Talk to Can me. I? And then they're like, hey, they start talking to me. Well, you got this. I'm like, am I allowed to call you like off hours? They're like, I'm, I'm married. I'm like, I just want to be a friend. Look, I, you, just... you got to take it back to the streets where you're pissed off. They won't talk to you. You have to go and approach them and tell them a joke about what's worse. And you tell the joker's worse because he yeah, kills people. I, I, I'm telling you, security. Now I'm like Ted Court. I'm getting kicked out of BJ's. I'm like, I need my mayonnaise. I'm and just like, never offered. It'd be funny. They're like, we only go with people who call it mayonnaise. I'm like, well, fuck you then. Yeah, really. Actually, I felt like at that point, because then we were shopping and then we were going and we were looking at like packs of, you know, multi packs of chips and you're going, you know, you have these cool deals going on and then you have like, out of nowhere, like you have Fritos. You got the ruffles, all these, and then you get like the, hey, the stupid. Well, then you get like the uh, sour cream and onion. I'm like, you're me. You're the one that nobody wants. They shove that. I don't even. You like wait, barbecue wait, wait. chips? No, I, I hate them too. I don't like sour cream and onion chips. Sour and cream those, and onion chips are one of the best chips around. They are not seriously. If you have a multi pack, and I'm talking, you just don't have chips. You got the the Fritos and the Sun chips, and then you got that bullshit. Or it's just the plain old lace. That's I'm made. just talking about potato chips in general. It's one of the best potato chip flavors there is. One of the most popular. I told Logan no. the other day. Logan loves the barbecue. No. Well, you know what the best you know what the best flavor of potato chip is? Potato. That's the best. It's just a plain ass chip. That is the classic I will you'll so, never go so wrong unflavored. with it. So like when I talk about chips. the idea of where I no, like it, extra it tastes cheese. like tastes like salt. Eric? I I'm telling you, kettle cooked plain chips, I'm in. I am in, Eric. And, and then you start getting fancy with them. You're like, hey, you want the sour cream and onion? I'm like, you want a kick and a punch? <laughs> you jerks. I'm telling you, yeah, that's the classic. We didn't it's have flavors. You tell me what, what is the best pizza. It's it's just a plain pizza. You like the extra cheese. Yeah. Nonsense in my mind. And extra but sauce. with that. I like let, flavor country. La last week, now I'm tell I, I went through this whole thing with Logan, giving him life advice. I said, listen. Oh, extra cheese as a as a topping because we ended up we actually did get Domino's. Rafe was working; he was going to bring home pizza. So he used to say, "What do you want?" And he was allowed like each of them could have an extra topping, yeah. one topping. So Ethan goes, "Get extra cheese." And I said, "Listen here, this is this <laughs> is less, this is lesson one. The idea of how much cheese on something is always subjective. You can never go back and say to somebody, "Hey, you didn't put enough cheese." And you'll never win the argument because they'll always just say you got the same amount. I don't know why I'd argue about so this. So when you get the extra cheese, I'm telling you, you're getting ripped off. They're not giving you extra shit because you can never quantify that. If I ask for pepperoni as a topping and they give me one piece of pepperoni, I'd say, hey, asshole, put some more pepperoni on there. You can't do it with the cheese. You know what's weird wrong. about this whole thing? Like you going off about extra cheese. I had this weird idea, a weird flashback to Uncle Jesse talking to Aunt Be uh, Rebecca. And I think it's that she was having that conversation when she gave birth to the twins. Okay. Well, again, I don't know what is, happened to my mind right there. Well, this is where you also have like a, a problem. Weird LSD and, and not a problem. I'll tell you. 
you end up where people will get like I go to Yum Yum, the donut shop. It's it's been closed all during the shutdown, but it's coming back. Yeah, but I would go there. See if that's real. Yeah, it is. But I would go there, like you would go somewhere. But you go to a place and say, "Hey, I'll have a coffee with extra cream, extra sugar." That is all based on what they think is like. If it's somebody who doesn't take any cream and sugar, you're not going to get as much as somebody who takes cream. It, it's all subjective. And that's what I get. Then you get the sauce, and I, me and you have had this argument many a time. I think that that's an insult to the pizza maker. It's like, extra sauce, fuck them. You get a swamp. That's all you get. You get, oh, give them that. And they go too far. I'm just but extra cheese you. is fine, but extra sauce is going too far. Yeah, extra sauce, I think, yeah. They, they end up taking that's that weird. as as a insult. No, extra cheese makes sense because that's the Damn that's, right it does. That's the money ticket, though. You're asking for what is the money maker on that. That's the most expensive thing in the mix. So people wanting know, extra, I like I can extra get flavor it. with that sauce. Yeah, I don't know. I think perfect. I don't like a dry pizza. Regular cheese, regular sauce. We go to this place called Johnny Rockets now in the Sellersville, Eric. I'll have to get you some because it's your perfect pizza. Because when I Isn't ate that it. Isn't that 50s diner on South Street? No, no. It's a different deal. And it's Johnny Rocks, I think. Oh, okay. But if you go there, it ends up, just think of this. It has a very sweet sauce. It has a good mix of, you know, the, it tastes just like the old New Yorker that they had at the, the, big the New Yorker, yeah. pizza place, uh, Pizza Hut. Yeah, it's it's good. We had that. Uh, we I was going to go on my whole thirty diet, and I ended up splurging that last day. We had a bunch of pizzas and stuff. That was good stuff there. But we're going to move on to the next book. We both gave uh, Blue seven Gold out of a ten. seven out of ten, just to remind people, and just to remind them, there laser focus, crushing Lobo number four, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Amin K. Napolon, Atamra Bonvalon. She blocked us, Eric Ariana Mayer. Probably good reason. Mariko Tamaki is at it again. Oh, you've done it again, Eric. She had an opportunity to expand on Crush and have some fun with Lobo and does neither. Not only has the story gone nowhere in four issues, but Tamaki once again fudges things up to create a book that doesn't make much sense with even a passing glance. And this is every opportunity. Yeah, misses every opportunity to be better along the way. It looks great. I really like the art. But seriously, Eric, this book sucks. I, I don't even care. You know what's the worst thing? It's not the Joker. This book. It's killing my passion. My passion. Uh, you go into this, and, and I will point out. It's such out, a nothing book. I don't, I don't see how it can really affect you in the long run. For it's just, hey, Crush is going to do some, like, you know, some stupid shit for a little while. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. It's more of the idea of, you know, the here we go, an Eisner Award winning writer who can't even get out of it. They can't get out of an issue without fumbling, bumbling, and stumbling with the idea of, like, you end up at the beginning, you end up getting a little, oh, my father, I found out that, you know, everything that I had wrong with me was Zarnie, and you can't trust them, right? You know what I'm saying? I you do. get that almost like fourth wall breaking. Not as much. They, she's dialed that back a little. But you go in, and she's like, so how is it at the prison, right? Oh, well, let me tell you. I got to keep away from the, the mystery jello that seems straight out of Better Off Dead. Look, you got to get the glob early before it starts fighting back. Okay. Then what happens? What happens in the issue, Eric? Am I wrong that you know, no, people, no, it's, it's people just, start it's, fighting with it? It's Crush's daily life about getting breakfast, you know, you know, fighting people in the in the uh, the prison, you know, working out a little bit, trying try not to get her head eaten by her freaking cellmate. Everybody, until you get to Space Dolphins hitting every, her in the face. Every time in this, and when you're going through it, before you get to the idea of them in therapy, and suddenly, but at this point, are we always been led to believe that everybody is just going with the idea it is Lobo? That's Lobo. We're going yes. with Lobo, right? But we saw a bunch of fights happen in this book earlier. Yeah, well, what was Lobo doing during those, Eric? 
Lobo was out doing Lobo stuff in space. No, you remember what Lobo was doing when he was actually in the prison? Oh, no, and not at all. Riots would break through. He would walk through to get his meal, and they would part. They wouldn't get near him because he was Lobo. They think this is Lobo, and you've gone away from that. Well, you the, could have at least had this idea, the, the, though. The robots think that she's Lobo. But everybody else is like, hey, what's up, new Lobo? No, no, that comes out later. At this point, they are fighting her, and she says, I don't know, something about space dolphins. They're fighting her because uh, they think she's Lobo about these space dolphins. Also, I'll go even further. Did they part when Lobo was there? Yes. If they think that this is Lobo's daughter, because it really can't be anybody else. They know there's not many Zarnians. They would stay clear of her as well because they would be petrified that Lobo, they don't know that Lobo doesn't, they don't know her situation here. This would just be, there would be such a reputation preceding her that I think that the better play in this would be that she says, well, I hate my dad, but at least they leave me alone. Either they think she's Lobo or they're afraid to do anything because Lobo may show up. They have no idea. It's such a weird play to do that. Such a big deal to show that nobody wants to fuck with Lobo. And then everybody wants well, to fuck thing, with Lobo. Yes, I can see it actually working out better where everybody does part because they don't want a piece of Lobo, the last Zarnian, the main man. That's what the they should be doing. People. But when you see somebody who like you you might know is the daughter of Lobo or just somebody who is weaker than Lobo because you know physically looking that way, I think you might want to take your shot at that point to try to get a message to Lobo and like you know what kick message? somebody's ass. Message to Lobo? Nobody wants that message. That's what I'm saying. You don't want a message to Lobo. You want to be away from him. And that could be a way. Maybe she needs some help doing something. Nobody gets near her because they're petrified. Either she's Lobo or Lobo. But even then, you play this idea of, yeah, they keep fighting. I don't know, something about space dolphins. So this is playing up still at this point that they all think she's Lobo. They never would fight Lobo. They never did before. So that goes on where then she's doing, you know, working out. She's nothing pictures painting you know the big joke is that i don't know if this is paint or blood goes with that you know whatever what is paint space yeah yeah but it's k but again is that funny i think the joker joke's funnier but then again now you have a space dolphin fighting crush but why when it's just goofy but it's not doing anything i think this is less goofy than what we've had previously which i enjoyed a little bit more even though the issue itself is what you know crushing jail is a boring slog it's a boring slug but the idea is that she is in jail in place of lobo and you would almost get like really if i'm writing this and i want to do anything she has even in this thing it kind of throws out the I guess I have daddy issues, but that's a sexist way. I, I swear that's just shade at me because I think three times in a row I have daddy issues for my, my uh, blurb or tech line. But with that, though, wouldn't this that's be where... I got daddy issues. That's what she says. Uh, but with that, wouldn't this be a cool daddy. deal where she's in jail, she's so mad at Lobo, but starts to see how shitty a life Lobo has. Nobody pay, Nobody will get near you. Nobody will talk to you. Nobody will help you. You have all this stuff. But instead, it's just played up as... Oh, my cellmate's trying to eat my head. I miss Katie. I'm going to think back another Katie deal. Like, we are running in place and getting nowhere throughout. Now, this is where I start to really get mad because you end up where she does go to therapy. Now you have the, you know, other Lobo, not Lobo, whatever. So, okay, they they, they recognize it. Inmate 2981. And the robot's talking and they're going, I'm losing my voice now, Eric. And they go with the idea of like, okay, everybody. Tell us your stories and things like that. And the one guy's talking about, I kind of feel bad. Like, almost like I feel bad killing everybody in my family. I wish they were back or whatever. Bad. AT&T won't talk to me. Yeah. And then you end up having, you know, this guy go up. Oh, it's a cycle, right? 
And then just to make it so that we really know. Oh, my fire, God. It's so on the nose. Fireworks. Neon sign the word cycle. cycle or the idea that Lobo now has used everything he heard during therapy. And now, like, the thing is, she's like, everything that he said it was just stuff you learned. I'm like, and the idea that you have to spell it out in big, bold letters, like you said, with fireworks, because I'm like, the word cycle did not stand out to me as something that I should remember from the last issue of Lobo and Crush or Crush and Lobo. How in God's name do you think that? Oh my God. Like, what is she? Th- oh my God. He duped me and sentenced me to a life in prison with with not being from the heart. Why is she upset that she now realizes? Oh my God! Get this, Lobo trapped me in prison. And this he extra was layer, this shit sandwich you're living. This should not I mean, be the thing that you're worried about no, right now. It's too late. Like you have made Crush the dumbest person in the universe to go. Wait a minute. You mean he wasn't talking from the heart? When he acts, you know, when, when he much, abandoned you in prison, when he made me his doppelganger in a prison sentence and left. What? What are you? Tra- Plus, with I want to know what the space hog is. He's riding in this whole thing. When we see what him that's the, the only good cycle. I'm hey. saying the whole thing is when he's just out there with a, like a bag of loot that's flying off in space as he's driving through. It looks like the one side of a pod racer. He's just holding on to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the art's really good, and it's some really fun stuff with that, but. The idea, again, the idea that Crush is so taken aback. Oh, now, here's the other thing that I will talk and twist this with. The idea that she goes, oh, my God, when he said, hey, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't around, you know, things go in cycles. He wasn't telling me it from the heart. This is something he heard in therapy. Yeah, it's group therapy. This is kind of the way that it works. He He could still end up showing that he heard that and thought, you know what, that's just like me. And my but daughter. I'm still gonna fuck her over. You know something what I mean? No, but the, the, the idea that she no, says, like, it's not those weren't his words. No, no, no. That that's the thing. Turns out, Daddy's not a poet. He might have to, you know, he freaking, didn't know it either. He might have to write down the lyrics of "Sweet Child of Mine" that's and give I'm them to a girl you. and claim it's his own words. Seriously, who? What asshole would do that? Me? I mean, just imagine this that. Song that's won't the be idea. Big. That's different, though. I end up getting Appetite for Destruction the minute that it comes out, right? I'm listening to it, and I'm going to woo a girl, right? I want a quarter. Woo is her. I want a quarter. I'm like, hey, I'm a poet. I didn't know. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, get this. And give her the lyrics to Sweet Child of Mine. That summer, you couldn't escape that damn song. Summer in the next 30 years. So well, with that, I mean, you can't back out of your lie i'm like i'm, I'm suing that axel rose i mean i i'm taking it to the supreme court baby that's my line to you not him doing it to one of them everly daughters that's what it wasn't but yeah so with all this I, I end up like oh my god those weren't his words i mean what I, I got so angry so then it keeps going oh i'm saying because, you should get angry at this part because there's so much more to be angry at as you turn I, the well, page that's the thing yeah i just wanted to play this there <laughs> Lobo, he's out, right? So she ends up bashing the therapist, right? So then she gets put in solitary. Which is weird because you can fight throughout the prison and do all this different thing, but you only get put in solitary if you fight the robots. Well, that is – that's part of the staff. This though, prison you know? sucks. It's just like you're not allowed to vape when you're doing, you know, ninth grade. Watch me. Virtually, right? But you end up where – You're jumping to one of them Zoom classes somehow. So she comes – Billy Madison to shit. She comes <laughs> – yeah, really. She comes, uh, can I be the bus driver? You can do she, whatever you want. She, she comes up with a plan. Well, you know, in solitary, you got time to think. So she comes up with a plan. Her plan is just to go find the biggest person, start a fight with them so that she gets sent to the infirmary so that they will realize that she's not Lobo. I, 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 
that that doesn't seem that's oceans a half again, but also it's, it's it doesn't work. It's an extended scene that really well, even doesn't the idea matter. where she goes to the infirmary and all of these robots seem to care about is the transmitter that's been implanted in her finger somehow. And when you have this whole thing in May error, hey, you're not Lobo. That's what I've been telling you. But they wouldn't care. Like even when you have the Warden S character when she comes in this weird, you know, cyborg esque looking thing, the idea that they're all about the numbers. Our transmitter number is good here. It says that Lobo's here. That's all that matters. The books are fucking clean. So the idea that freaking like Crush comes up with the idea. Crush out of nowhere then comes up with a plan that sticks, right? I just you tell him what it is. Because the it, idea is like, all right, look, you don't like this and I don't like this, but I can go out there. If you let me out of prison, I can go and get Lobo and drag his ass back here. And the idea, like, you have 50 hours. I'm going to put this bracelet on you. And if you're not back here in 50 hours with your father, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to blow you up to a point where even a Zarnian can't freaking regenerate. I'm sitting there like, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Lobo could. But I, that's the thing. Is I want this shit to blow up. I want this shit to blow up just to see how like how well her healing factor works if she's anything like her father. But the idea is like, look, we've already told you. Our books are clean. Our, like, all of the numbers work out. Lobo is here as far as anybody's concerned. It doesn't matter to us. Hey, how about this? Let me out and I'll do this. Okay. Okay. Like It's it's like everybody's what? dumb. And, and so this – again, this would be like me – I'll murder you, right? And well, then I, I almost, happen, I, know. I try to murder Jess. I fail, but I go to prison. And then I, I say to the judge, listen, judge, here's the deal. I'm going to get out. You're gonna, I'm going to go kill Jess. Said, All right, that sounds good. There's no deal. exactly like that. There, there's, but I'm saying there's no deal here. They, they've already said it's the numbers. And they, there's and the no is, reason, they right? They don't care whether she's Lobo or not until she says – Hey, I can go and get Lobo. And like, oh, what the hell you say? Even though I just spent a page and a half telling you who I don't care. It doesn't maybe I stop do there, care. Eric. With that, they put on, you know, this deal. They put on this this wristwatch deal that, you know, it's pretty much the Suicide Squad head yeah. bomb, but in a wrist deal. Say twice, 50 Earth hours, 50 Earth hours, and then let her go, right? She's going to go search down. Now, you, you see that spot where they take the, the thing out of her finger? Because if she goes out now and doesn't do it and blows up, now now you, you're you're back. You're, you're two steps back. You're MC Scat Cat because now you don't have Lobo, but you also don't have the numbers. Now exactly. you're really fucked up. What so they seem to why care would you about. do that? Yeah. So they don't even like at one point, it would be funny if they're like, well, give us the I, I'm telling you, hilarious. You want to get Mariko Tamagi who thinks she's hilarious. What you do is you end up getting that finger deal out, the, the numbers deal, the chip. And somehow insert it, say we have to have it in somebody or it fails and insert it in that asshole guy, the, the praying mantis that eats it. Yeah. Now everybody's beating the shit out of him because they think he's well, Lobo. And he's like, I'm not The Lobo. idea of having a, a transmitter put in or out of your finger. For one thing, why, why the fuck would it be a finger? And also, cut your goddamn finger off because it doesn't matter. You're Zarnian, at least half Zarnian. But yeah, I that's have no the real idea thing. how Lobo put this in Crush's finger and she never realized how it happened. Well, she didn't. Eric. She didn't realize. But also, just to, I don't want to stop the hate Story train. Sucks. The hate train. Hoop, hoop, it's it's getting on. Keep it going on. The idea that the thing that and now this is only it's only a phrase, but now you're showing me. Mariko Tamaki is showing me, and and we think I don't think that she cares one lick about Crush or Loba. Also, I want to point out that in this time frame, right, Lobo, This is a, in continuity, I would assume, right? I've like, never so, been yeah. told them. Lobo should be a goddamn hero. He was one of the heroes of death metal. He comes out and now he's Nobody getting cares fucked. About that. He's getting <laughs> fucked with, but they all remember it, we know. And then he's being fucked with. But even then, it's like Lobo 
is there on title alone. He's barely in this. It's plain. But then Crush is not doing enough. But then says to this lady, whether it's a lie, trying to get out, but it is played off, which makes it. I know my father, okay? Why? No, you don't. That's the whole point. <laughs> thing you is, have now said I know against- my father. He's an asshole. Yeah, oh, you no, do know him. The thing about it is, that's what this whole book is supposed to be about. Of you, if you knew your father, you wouldn't have been shocked three pages ago going, oh my God, he said cycle. No, you wouldn't have even been there. That this idea, you've only met your father like twice. You just found out yeah, you were Zarnian. One time he tried to kill you, the second time he controlled your body. You finally figure out you're either not a juggalette or fucking Gene Simmons. And even with that, they're like, I don't know if that's Zarnian. (laughs) I mean, I know my father, Speaking of that, when we put the the review out on Twitter, like there was a guy who commented the idea, like, I don't know who that is, but she looks like a juggalo. But I'm like, it's called Crush and Lobo. You see Lobo. Do you think Lobo looks any different than Crush in your mind? That's the whole idea where he, like, looks at this person on Twitter. Looked at Crush and said something about being a juggler. I'm like, what is Lobo then? Come on, guy. Eric, I went with it. I had like six return things. I was with, so mad. With the juggalos going. You got I know. Johnny Two Depths. Slow hanging and, fruit. And, and, and Dickie Short Shorts. All those guys in the Insane Clown Posse. Then we start talking about the Fago. It was great. Here. See, I'm a man of the people, right? The little <laughs> Dip, people. Johnny Two Shorts. You like that guy? That guy's awesome. I, my favorite member of the Insane Clown Posse is like Nosy 2-3. They call him, Eric. Now he's a little older. He's 2-5. But you end up with all this where they let her go with the finger. The joke the ship, right? They ended up going, that, that should never happen. I mean, right away, the minute that she leaves the thing, I think that somebody somewhere else would be alerted that Lobo's out. I agree. All right, so that's weird. She says, "I know my father," but yet, you know, a couple. We know she doesn't, but she, and she doesn't. But also, to go through a half an issue and have her go, "Oh my God, my dad, he duped me and and fucked me with the idea like of, of lying." I'm saying he screwed her over. There you go. He screwed me over worse than anybody, but he didn't mean it. He wasn't what? Like how? Where was that from? And that's supposed to be like this moment where, oh my God, I don't think my dad really does like me. No, he, he imprisoned you. <laughs> and then you have, and, and the only idea, and I told you with this, where I go with Mariko Tamaki and things like that, you, you rarely, she always has to step things down. When somebody really looks bad, she's I'm telling you, I, I'm getting the idea that Lobo is out and about trying to do things because he's going to try to come back and, hey, let's go on a, a murder spree. This is what my daddy did. Like, it's going to be something stupid. By the end, you're just going to be like, this is nothing. We're halfway through. It's already nothing. I give it a four out of ten. I really like the art, though. It's oh, the art's art. still so good. Yeah, it's so good, so good. But where we said about Tom King earlier, how's, in the how's podcast, Crush going after uh, Lobo? Though he's out in space doing space hog Lobo things, and she's just standing there with no like aircraft, spacecraft, or anything. And it almost looks like she's coming across the city when I thought the planet itself was a prison, but I don't know. Space hog, Eric. That's the that's the funny thing. At one point. I heard that I you hope she gets be, her own space hog. I heard that you were going to be an astronaut, but they didn't need another space hog. <sighs> the Joker's worse. Remember that. <laughs> At one point, she says to the warden, like, I'm a Teen Titan. You know what that means? No. Uh, uh, doesn't. Hey, okay. Not Does the Teen Titan's a cabbie know uh, what that means? Because uh, I don't do anything to your character I'm either. sitting there. She says that, and I want to say to Marika Tamaki, this is a crushing Lobo. You, you know what that means? You no. Know? You're doing nothing. Doing nothing. Even yeah, isn't it funny too? And this is my last deal because this book does not deserve this amount of space. But 
The idea that you have her draw that picture of Katie and then have a flashback, they even seem lazy now. The idea of like, oh, here we go. It's like, do another one. I bought you these paints because you got them travel mugs. I'm I'm saying, like, I'm sitting there and I'm going to put myself in. It's me and Tanya. Tanya's like, uh, what class do you think I went to in high school? You give me finger paints? Seriously, you had me making cookies for a year before. What are you saying? What are you saying about me? And even then, she's like, Who are you to bring up class, Jim? Yeah, really, I got no class. (laughs) Oh, my God, Eric. Oh, my God. I ended up playing a bunch of uh, quotes from Back to School for Logan. He didn't even crack a smile. Really? I'm like, really? Like, he said, coming straight up by Longfellow. (laughs) Maybe your boy's just a little slow. He just didn't like it. He did not like it. It's like, hey, you're, you're fat and tall. Yeah, you're short and ugly. I mean, these things are perfect. Hey, fuck you, Melon. Hey, read my lips. Fuck you. I mean, all these things, they just, just fly. And I love it. That and the Caddyshack theme, our theme, that scene where he's yeah, yeah. eating. Ted Knight is so upset with him. It's so good. These are the sort of things that, you know, nowadays, that's old people's movies and stuff like that. But as, as some things should be preserved. I agree. <laughs> like, they should go into a museum and you just see a video of that Caddyshack scene. With Rodney, you know, hey, lady, the, the, the what is it? The graveyard's five bucks down. I never saw a dead person smoke. It's just good stuff, right? Ah, yeah, nothing. I just want to get away from it, but this is a four out of ten. What would you give it? What did you say? I didn't say, yeah, uh, I love the art in this whole thing. I hope the progression picks up here. But this main story, for the most part, was bullshit where it's just crushing jail doing. Nonsense things and realizing that things that shouldn't she should she should not have to realize at the end of an issue to go off with a Duh. fucking cockamamie plan that doesn't make any sense. Five point five out of ten. Can you say cockamamie like in a breathy voice? Cockamamie. Oh yeah, that wasn't. It didn't start in a breathy voice, but boy, it ended sexy. Eric, I like Woo! how I do it. Ah, uh, jelly Drew. starts Where off like an attack, I... but it ends sexy. I was missing Jolly Drew today, and then I saw that Jolly Woo Woo, and it made me sad. R.I.P. But with all of that, what? Eric, what, well, for us, he seems uh, to think we're dead. Uh, everybody, uh, yeah, Eric, what is your yeah, everybody? <laughs> you, everybody. Up, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is the Suicide Squad 2021 annual number one. Mine is two. Mine is that as well. A little bit of a push to go over and check out our Patreon spotlight where we talked about that. And Black Mana, which was not. Our book of the week. I don't know Absolutely if you not. know that. You did not mention that, did you? Did you say that? Book? No. I don't think so. Ah, uh, here's what we're going to be talking about next week. Remember, though, that like Black Mana and that annual with the Suicide Squad, two of these books will be Patreon only picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, boop. Here we go, Eric. Batman: Urban Legends number seven. Seemingly a bunch of one shots, including one that is a Batman Beyond. One shot, so we'll check that out. I am Batman number one, Justice League Last is, Ride it, number it, five. Is Jace Fox the new Batman Beyond? I, maybe. No, he's the I am Batman. It's true. Uh, he that's is the I am Batman. Like, Who is that? That's the I am Batman. All right, I don't know what you mean, but I'm going with it. You also, Justice League Last Ride is a weird book that I, I always forget about it. So do I. And then it pops up, and I'm like, I never know. Like, I, it's like the Zoloft book for me. I end up hearing it, and I'm like, all right. I guess we'll be reading and talking about that one I just don't have any sort of real connection to it I hope that that happens here As I said, it is the seventh issue minute, right? So weird I need a road map, Eric I need something I end up going to Cucamonga When I want to go to Albuquerque 
You also have Superman the Authority number three. Look forward to that. Yeah, I do so. I'm the last two issues of that have been my book of the week. Yes, they have. They have just like Black Man. Did you say that earlier? I did I not. You did. Oh, okay. I'm my my surprise. I would think that that's the worst, fault. but the Joker's oh. the worst. <laughs> he kills people. <laughs> he does kill people, Eric. He does. That's what I heard. Now, I know that a lot of people, Simon is what I'm saying. They're, they're upset about Superman and the Authority because, oh my God, it, it's so limited. You know, we're going to end I'm it. I'm upset about that there. too. I, but don't be upset until we find out, you know, by the end. Okay, that was bull crap or whatever. Because <laughs> seriously, we got six issues of that Infinite Frontier and that didn't seem to be enough. So it all goes down to, you know, synergy, pacing, and character work, right? The Joker number seven, Eric. You, you wondering about that Samson family, are you? I'm wondering, wondering about that. What's up with Punchline, Jim? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I love Punchline. Uh, I wonder if we're going to... We, is it? Do you know if it is another Samson family deal? I'm pretty gonna, sure it is, but I'm or, not certain. I just I want to get some of the Lady Banes there. What vengeance. Is it, the vengeance. Yeah, but with that, we how would I know? Bane. How would I know? We don't know anything about her. The last thing I think I remember seeing her is flying around in a vat of goo in a plane. I want to see more. Here's the she big gets book, around though. in style. Well, she does. Yeah, I just thought you meant she gets around. I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I would never say that about the daughter of Bane. Oh, like, yeah, really, you'd get your ass kicked, right? How That's dare you? He's happened. dead now, Jim. That is true. That is very true. But it, will he be dead for long, Eric? That's the question. He is. Let me see. Nope, zombie. Eric, there you go. You're going to have that going on now also. Isn't that still dead? No, dead's better. Is what I hear. So if dead's better, then the other thing has to be other than dead, right? I don't know. Living dead? What, 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 what do I look like? Robert Kirkman? <laughs> That's not my genre I like, Eric. Uh, with that, with all of this, and I usually, you know, can really narrow down and predict what books will be can picked. You, can you really? Yes, Eric. Sometimes dumb is better. That's what I say when I do it's it. I'm going to roll the dice. I think Titans United number one will be. I think that you'll agree with me there. I mean, I'm not usually right with what else, this, Jim? but also Wonder Woman 779. Because that's what I know. personally think will happen as well. Well, yeah, but you do think Titans United will be. Right? Of course. That that sounds like it. So, again, that's a little a bit of a reason, a little bit of a way, you know, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com. So you get all that. So do I. I. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it could be a lot of fun, though. Out of nowhere, do you know who's writing it, Eric? Do you have any I idea? Because don't I don't know. I used to, I actually knew at one point, but I don't recall anymore. I'm trying to look, Eric, and, and somehow it's not. Oh, it is. Wait a second. Wait, Eric, I'm going. I see. I'm looking. I'm checking it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm at the preview. For some reason, it's not telling me who is the person. Oh, here we go. Eric? Oh, it's Kevin Scott. Okay. Not my favorites, and that's that's Kevin Scott. We we didn't like. What did we have recently that we had him? And I I said I didn't like him. He's the guy who's doing the High Republic stuff. Oh right, over. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. But we ended up doing. Oh, we we ended up doing something in that Aquaman. But I'm just saying. That, oh story. yes, the 80th anniversary Super Spectacular. But looking at the cover of Ti- uh, Titans United, though, where you have Hawk and Dove, Red Hood, Superboy, Donna Troy, Beast Boy, Raven, Starfire, and Nightwing, I'm like. Yes, I kind of want to have a part of this, but even though it's kind of weird, though, because the, the Superboy on the cover of this is in the costume that Match wears, not our current Superboy. Yeah, it is, but then at the bottom it even says, watch Titans on HBO Max, so I'm starting to think we're getting away. Even if it is, like, I, I hope it's in continuity. I have no idea. I it actually have be no, continuity. no idea of how this is playing out or whatever, but still, should be some fun. 
you know, we like it. Girls just want to have fun, but that doesn't exclude us as well. Why, why do the girls not. have all the fun? I mean, Cindy Lauper, really, isn't even her song originally. It's a cover song, there. Did you know that? It's a Robert Hazard song. Oh, and Robert did, Hazard. And Robert Hazard did the Escalator of Life song. That's one of my favorite 80s songs that I nobody knows. Really? <laughs> or do they take you? I can't tell the way it goes there. I don't like <laughs> this podcast. Thank you for a <laughs> <laughs> Ah, but that is, it. that is the end of the show. And, yeah, like I said, two of those will be over there on the Patreon. Check out all the show notes that give you the email deal, but also check out our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. You'll get the reviews of all those things that we talked about. And then also please go over, and if you're listening to this wherever, you can get the iTunes you know, rate and review the show that would be cool it helps us out all of that stuff eric what do we say at the end everybody have a great week week keep it weird weird and we'll see you in seven see you in seven come to the honeycomb hideout some folks like to get away take a holiday from the regular books Head up to potential futures with all new looks But I'm looking forward to march back to the regular DC line When I leave future state behind I've seen all the Batman stuff with the peacekeepers and the magistrate. I don't mind the next Batman, but he isn't great. But I need all the regular books and I don't want to waste more time. So I'll leave future state behind. is getting old Sometimes I like to quit Does Eric even give a shit Hanging around Him and Jess all over town Eric Shea and Mondays always get me down I don't know why you say goodbye when you
closing time. That's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time. You've heard the party's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time. Nine hours you just wasted. Now it's time to get back to work. Closing time. Pretend you're still listening, cause your coworker's a fucking jerk. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Play with his toys.